Patricia, my darling Patricia I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. Hello, everybody. It is Saturday night. Wow! The last day of the year, December 31, year 2016. And Patricia, have you used all 366 days very usefully this year? I I haven't used 50 of them yet. So you're not <laughs> counting 2017 because you still got 300 days left to work on. No, I'm in March. I want to. I want you to listen to something so I can shut her off. Barbara got me a cat for Christmas. It's all fuzzy, and she uh-huh. runs on batteries. Can you hear her purr? I hear the purr. Okay, now just I... a minute. And we have to make her meow. And she will meow for us, I think. I think. Well, you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> She'll meow for you. <laughs> And she's just adorable. She's a life-size kitty. And John. And kitty. Kitty. Hmm? John, how are you doing? Oh. Did you hear that? There we go. Very nice. Oh, come on. Do it again. Come on. <laughs> just purry. Isn't that the sweetest little thing? So Very nice. When you, call me, when you call me, Kitty and I are going to be playing. So, no one, everybody tonight, we know what's going to happen to Patricia. She's not going to pay any attention to, to the show. She'll be playing with her cat, so that's okay. This is true. John, this how are you nah. doing? 
No, I shut her purr off. But you don't have to feed her, so there's no... I do not, and no litter. No litter box. Yes, and no vet visits. Unless, does it come with a litter box? Just, you know, kind of, just to kind of... For atmosphere? For atmosphere, yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I guess if we talked to Barbara, she could go find one for you. I know, but boy, vet bills are getting up there. I know Beverly had to take a few in here the last couple, and a $4,000 a visit now in some cases. For surgery or something. So it's getting really expensive to have yes. a little pet. And the only doctor she needs is new batteries periodically. <laughs> <laughs> and I can do that. I mean, you don't even need surgery for that. So, so great I'm cat cool. insurance. Hmm? I just said great cat insurance. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think cat insurance these days would probably be as much as a vet visit. Yeah, it might. So how what yeah. what color is your kitty cat? Oh, she's um, soft gray and white paws and a little bit of white in her fur and white whiskers. Is that okay? I mean, are, oh it, yeah, okay, okay. And she's she's got she's like an angora cat, long oh. hair, mm-hmm. very nice to take home. So over the years. Mm-hmm. Did you did did you guys have a cat when you guys were growing up, or any pets at all? Did we have a what? A pet. Did you ever have a pet? Uh huh. No, no. My brother had a goldfish. How long did the goldfish last? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He had it for quite a while. His name was Goldie. How creative! Right? I had a cat named Kitty, and he had a goldfish <laughs> named Goldie. <laughs> I saw like I, I saw what Kim Black said, you know, in order, in order cause, you know, Kim loves the animals, and yeah. Bill, and she always has to negotiate a deal with Bill. Bill said, okay, I'll let you keep whatever pet you want to bring home, but I have to name it. And Bill's so original. It's always dog, cat, bird, you know, very, very simple. Well, gee, we're really creative compared to him. <laughs> Goldie, I mean, <laughs> it's a lot better than fish. So, John, did you did your family have pets when you were growing up? Usually dogs. What kind of dogs? Oh well, l- later on we had terriers, and and my niece eventually had a, a Dalmatian. But early on, uh, my dad brought home a, a Chihuahua from a, a swap meet. A Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, really a little dog. They can be nasty. Was he okay? Yeah. The, the one we first had was a little nasty. The second one was absolutely wonderful. Hmm. And what were the names of some of the pets? Uh, the the first Chihuahua was Daisy. I don't remember. I don't have no idea why. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. And then the second one was Smokey, maybe because of the color. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the terrier's name was. She was a neat dog. She was... She she had no fear at all. I mean, she'd come running across the living room and jump up into your lap. You wow. Um, and the Dalmatian, of course, was an outside dog we, that they called Patches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mainly well, dogs. That was created. No yeah. spot. Everybody wants to name a Dalmatian spot. Mm-hmm. Patches is cute. Did you, Larry, ever thought of getting a guide dog ever? We talked about it, uh, but... Just never did. We were so uh, used to 
working with canes and we just decided not to do the dogs. Mm-hmm. And then when we eventually got jobs, neither one of us wanted to leave the dog under the desk, even though they're trained to do that. That's a long time just to, you know, and then you have to take them out every now and then. So we were perfectly equipped to, to work with the cane. So we just stayed with the cane and, and played with everybody else's guide dogs. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't even have to take the poop out. Nope. That's hmm. true. You never have to clean up after a cane. No. No. You have a good cane story, John. In other words, did anything ever happen to your cane that, or got misplaced or fell into a hole? Any good cane stories? Uh, not not misplaced. We One time when we were in Hawaii and going from one very small airport to another. And the, I, I don't know what the guy was called, but he didn't want to allow us to take our canes. He wanted us to to leave the canes with him because he considered them weapons. And ah. we argued with him, and he wasn't going to uh, change his mind. So we said, okay, at very loud levels, talking levels, if we're going to continue walking here, if we walk into a wall, we're going to sue you. And people heard that, and people started walking toward the guy, and he finally relented, and he said, okay, you can take your canes with you. So we did. <laughs> wow. That's about the only time I could think of where anybody was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we have many instances, but not as good as that one. I have a famous king story. Um, we have five hours. Go right ahead. Yeah. One night, Mom and I went to Porky and Bess, put on by the Houston Opera Company. And the first half of the show dragged. It was long, and we were sitting in the front row. And typically, um, our, our seats were normally the third row back. But this particular time, because they had a live orchestra, they moved the first two rows out. And so we were right against the wall, and I was getting fixy. I mean, it was long. I didn't like the first half of the show. And I was ready to go to the bathroom. And so I had my cane in my hand, and they were all dressed up. And at the tail end of the first act, I start to, you know, kick the elastic band off the, my cane. And somehow, it snapped out of my hand, and the cane folded straight out, and it fell through the floor. There was a hole in the floor between the wall and, you know, the little corner. And it dropped into the orchestra pit. And my mom had visions of that came falling 20 feet into somebody's Stradivarius downstairs. And animation showed up, and she stood up, she stood up, she stood up, looked over, and yes, no matter what, between two violinists, there was my white cane. And neither of them <laughs> saw it come down. And my mom said, they were talking to each other, my mom said, excuse me, excuse me. She caught one of their attention. Can you hand me that white cane down there on the floor? And they did, and we left. <laughs> that, was the, that, 
<laughs> that was my White King story. Oh, oh well, you you don't have one, do you, Patricia? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have many other stories, but um, no, I do not have a cane story. Uh huh. So how have how have your week been so far? Oh, we are doing just dandy, and it's more than a week. Well, I know how. Last week, I know, but this week, you know, we haven't talked to you on the air this week, so. No. We're just making sure you're okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine. We're having a good time. Okay. So you have. We really are. Well, I believe you. I know. And it's going to rain and rain and rain. So you have you have topic. You have things you want to say before we open the phone lines. Oh sure, I have a theme, and both of you have to answer it as well. Okay. It has to do with resolutions. Did you ever make one? These are New Year resolutions. Did you ever make one? If not, why not? And if yes, what was it, and did it work out? So, John, we'll start with you. Did you ever make a New Year's resolution? Many years ago, and I can't remember what they are now. So I guess they worked out okay, but I don't remember anything specifically. So you don't make resolutions now? Not usually, no. I just I just Why? try and do the best I can, and I never, and, and usually that's good enough, and but I don't make any any form of resolutions. Good for you. Walden? Maybe as a kid when they talk about in school, but I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you what they are, and I haven't made it since I've been seven years old. <laughs> so, you know, I haven't, I haven't, you know, been there, done that kind of thing. So what about I would think that uh, you should do one for 2017, which basically says, I will not unfold my cane in a theater setting. <laughs> I thought maybe you want me to say you should retire from Yesterday USA. What do you think of that? That that that. that. Nah, you don't want to. Oh, do that okay, okay, okay. Good now, night. Mm-hmm. No, no, I. No. Do most people even bother with making a resolution? I don't know, but that's what I'm going to find out tonight when our family calls in. I'm going to ask: Have you ever made a resolution? If not, why not? I and bet. If yes. What was it? I bet you most of the America. Well, I bet you now the millennial probably don't even think don't probably don't even know what that's all about. I don't know, but I've got some resolution statistics for us. Okay, have you ever made one? I must have, but I don't remember that I did, and I never do. I have heard that most of us are busted and thrown away after the first thirty days, anyway. Well, I've got those statistics. How many? How many people? The percentage of people who last one month, two mm-hmm. months, six months, a year. So I I will go over them in a little while. Okay. But on on the resolutions, I decided a million years ago. After maybe I was trying to justify not making any. But gee whiz, you make a resolution, and if you don't keep it, you feel like a failure. Right. So. Why would you want to do that to yourself? Just go ahead and do the best you can with what you've got and be happy that you have some success with it. Period. Anything. Well, is it, be- <laughs> is it because we live in a... People think it has to be perfect so so they don't make it because they're afraid that's like a failure. Rather than let's say they make a, a promise to themselves so if they're 90% 
correct half the time, that's not bad, you know, compared to failing all the time, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing a food for thought. Yeah. No, but, I, I think people, I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't think <laughs> because what comes out of my mouth is un, unscientific and unproven. However, <laughs> since I started, I think, well, people have been making resolutions for centuries. And um, I think they are made with good intentions. But when the outcome isn't what you were looking for, you feel terrible. And I, I, I'm guessing with you that people, fewer people now are making New Year's resolutions. I just thought of a crazy quite answer. What's the, what the most famous New Year's resolution that we even know about that that been kept? Do you know? Nope. What kind of a question is that when you don't really answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not know. Should I have looked that one up too? Yes. Uh-huh. I know. Okay, you two talk, I'll look. Okay. Uh, after midnight. After midnight. We're not going to do this anymore. You're not looking? No. No, I'm not going to look anything up. Forever and ever and ever? <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> uh, famous New Year is so... So, John, what was for dinner tonight? Anything in particular? Uh, I just opened up a lasagna Ooh. dinner, warmed it up. Was it one of those microwavable kind? Or? Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Uh-huh. You know, the only problem with those things is there's there's a lot of sodium in them. But yeah. every now and again it's you know, it, it's pretty good. I figure eventually I'll make some popcorn or something tonight. So have you guys wiped out the ha- the ham and the uh prime rib and all that stuff that was laid over in the house? Oh yeah. Now the honey baked ham, there's still some of that left, but uh-huh. we're working on it. But the prime rib is gone, the uh all the other goodies that we brought home from Christmas are right. gone. Grapefruit is gone. So we're doing okay. We're down to, uh, the, we're down to the oranges here. So. We, st- <laughs> we still have the uh, meats and cheeses that I got for Christmas. I started working on those yesterday. So those are, you know, I figure I'll do some more tomorrow. So we'll, we'll get, take care of those pretty quickly too. So have you and Larry decided what you're going to do on your birthday? You're going you're gonna to use Uber Eats or something? Or is it too soon to tell oh, what, I don't know. what you guys do? We haven't really do. talked about it. I know I have, I'm working. Uh-huh. But and when I get home, I have no idea if we're going to do anything special. Probably not. We are here at 714-545-2071. Mom made homemade chicken noodle soup tonight. Ooh. And... Homemade bread. So that's, that was our dinner, and he made homemade custard for dessert. Great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She's finishing up the new year with a, with a, or the old year with a bang. Yep, yep. So what she did, she went to a Broadway show this afternoon with a friend, and they saw Elf, and then came home, and we had dinner. So that's, that was our night. And now my brother... One of his friends came over. They decided to go out for dinner on New Year's Eve. And I tell you, going to dinner on New Year's Eve for us was a disaster. We done it twice. And hold on, Carl. I got to tell these two stories because <laughs> they're famous. All right. Let me think. 
I'll go with the first one. In 1985, our family decided to go to the Nebraska football bowl game, which was in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And they were going to play the University of Michigan. Okay, New Year's Eve. So we saw the parade. So that was that. That was fun. That was outside of a motel. You know, you could put the streets all and saw the, the the parade. And then mm-hmm. my aunt Kill thought it'd be fun to attend the Nebraska party put on by the university. And tickets were thirty-two dollars. And so she bought them. And this was the four of us and my aunt. So it's five tickets. Okay. And and in the in the program it said that. It, you know, the marching band will be there, and they're going to be dancing and dinner. The whole <laughs> smack and the roll. Right? Okay. So we get there, and we were there in time. And when we showed up, the first thing we saw, the marching band is going back on the bus. They've already put on their show, and they were leaving. So that we missed the marching band. So then we went into the ballroom, this nice big hotel. They had recorded music. And they brought out hors d'oeuvres. And those of you who may or may not know, Nebraska people can't like to eat. And so there was this mad stampede for the hors d'oeuvres. And my daddy happened to grab two or three for us. That was their dinner. The hotel did not give us anything else. So we spent, we wound up at midnight at a Jack in the Box, driving. <laughs> <laughs> ordering New Year's dinner, and the following day we lost, we saw Nebraska lose to Michigan. So, and and Jim Harbaugh was the coach. I mean, was the quarterback for uh, Michigan. Now he's the head coach. Okay, that's one night. The other New Year's Eve, we did, mom, dad, and I decided to go out to dinner. New Year's Eve at the Jolly Rogers restaurant, and. Uh, what do you say, John? It's, Jolly Roger was sort of a mid-level restaurant, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Mid, mid-level, not totally fancy. Uh, you know, a lot of people might order a fish dinner or something or whatever. So we got there. It was swap. We sat down. They brought us a salad. We put the dinner order in. An hour and 45 minutes later, our dinner hacking showed up. So we decided to get, pay the bill and leave. I mean, it was so bad that there was no help. The staff was just so overwhelmed. We never got dinner at the Jolly Rogers after an hour and 45 minutes. So going to New Year's Eve on a right night like that can be pretty tough. So We are talking about a memorable New Year's Eve <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, Patricia, have you ever gone out in New Jersey? Yeah. Any stories? Yeah. Are you going to share them? No. <laughs> John, you ever went out in New Jersey? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, and, and most I've had positive experiences before. They, they were very nice. Uh-huh. I was with a well, girlfriend at the time. We had a good time, so it was fun. Well, and we have a, somebody on the phone. I know. Probably waiting to talk. That's true. Hello there, Carl. Oh, oh my goodness, yes. Hello there, Carl. Hello you're, there. you're on with Patricia and John. Am I really? 
I know one. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, I know no one's going to be wrong. I'd have just said, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ron. Hello. Oh, Happy New Year. And it's very quiet here. We're having a quiet New Year. It's uh, We're just the two of us here and not much going on. No gunfire or anything? People shoot off fireworks and no, stuff around you? No, I don't know. Really, they don't. Isn't that interesting? Well, I'm glad I'm here. Every once in a while, I should not say that twice in the years that I've been in my apartment. People shot off guns, and boy, does that scare me. Boy, does that scare me. It's not to scare anybody. It really no, is. I, I uh, sat in the bathroom for a couple of hours. Oh, that would do it. Mm, I mean, it's the only protected area in our apartments, and it would have to go through a lot of stuff to get to me. So that's where I stayed for a little while. Did did, did you recognize it with a gun? Could you yeah. tell? Uh huh. Yeah, it, it had a diff. It, it has a different sound than fireworks, and uh, it, it's pretty distinctive depending on the kind of gun is being shot. My son, a uh, big one. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not warm to that. You, know? you don't like guns, huh? No, I'm, yeah. I'm not a. No. Yeah, you're, you're not. Mm -mm. You're not a gun collector, huh? No. Gee, okay. No. I was listening to myself here on 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 the radio here, and that that this phone sounds awful. Say it again, Ron. What what? I was listening to myself. Uh, I've got. Well, you want to just yeah. put you on Skype? Why don't we just hang you hang up on you, and I'll get bring you in on Skype. You, you sound much better that way. It was awful. All right. Yeah. I'll hang up on you. Right. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Okay, I will. I will tell you my embarrassing New Year's Eve. Jaws professional when, app, yeah, Skype when I was in nursing app, school, online app, I went app, out with a guy who invited me to Barbara, a New Patricia Year's party. You know, private home and really nice people, Brad, Ron, having a good Ron, time. They had sit-down snacks, not you know, have have little munchies over here. I mean, it was really nice. We sat down at the table video, and had cold cuts and contacts, you know, lots of nice food. And I don't even remember what the conversation was. Not that it, it would Gassman, John Gassman, It was really an, an, an intense, not, not intense. I mean, we were really sharing opinions about current events or, um, you know, a staggering problem or somebody brought up a challenge, something like that. We were, we were really having a good conversation. And the guy I went with leans over in the middle of somebody's sentence and says, pass the pickles, please. Oh, no. <laughs> and I thought, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to work. And I even remember the guy's name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You want to tell his first name? Oh, his, the first name was Peter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I should tell a little bit. Pickle, pepper, never mind. So... He's probably mm. listening tonight. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that makes me nervous. <laughs> it, every once in a while, Bill will go through a really elaborate story, and it's hardly complimentary to the person he's talking about. And he was talking one night about a person he had worked with, an engineer at one of the, I don't know, radio stations, whatever kind of work they did. I guess they were inside a television station. And the guy was known for his long lunches and early dinners, and, you know, I mean, martini heaven here. Oh, and 
oh my gosh, you know, and he was talking about how this guy would come into work and how terrible he was. And, and Bill, Bill said, I wonder what he's doing today. And I typed in the chat room, listening Probably. to Yesterday USA. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, I really am cautious about that because when you give enough, and, um, you know, Bill knows his audience and he knows the people he's talking about, so, you know, this is not a criticism of Bill at all, but it's one of my concerns for me that anyone who mentions identifying information, you know, it, even if it's not the person who's listening, it could be family listening. And if it's not a complimentary situation, it probably shouldn't be said, so... So yeah. that's all you're going to get is Peter. <laughs> okay, well, I, that's a great that's a great question, John. Uh, who, who, this, should, this should sound a little bit better, by the way. You sound very good, Ron. Yes, thank you. Hold on, oh, we'll, there you are. We'll get it's to you in right. one second. I want I want to ask John, yeah. and I have a story on this one too. John, what was the most interesting surprise listener that you ever was aware of? You know, number that what you know, a you know. I think Patricia would be a little surprised if Peter called in the night. I remember the <laughs> night that we went out. I said past the pickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Was there anything like that, John? Or any anything come to mind? All the issues really. been. I mean, I know we we had people who used to listen to the show, but uh, June Foray used to listen to the show all the time. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, the wife of oh, I can't remember the director's name. Movie director. Yeah, what? Uh, uh, Bill Bill Wilder. Yeah, Billy Wilder's wife used to listen all the time. I don't know if he did, but they used to, I know she used to contribute because the whenever we do fundraising, uh, she would contribute. Mm -hmm. But I can't think of anything specific with regard to an answer. Well, just, uh, the first year we were on Yesterday USA, and this is the, this is the power of the Internet, and it just proves what Patricia's saying. Um, I think it was Matthew Cox that let, let us know that a former teacher I had went into the missionary, and she used to sit there and listen to us in Africa. Oh, my. I always thought, that's interesting. Here's somebody I knew in school in Garden Grove teaching. Now used to tune in to hear, hear us halfway around the world. You know, I mean, that just shows you the power. You, you just never know. You never you, know. You really never know. Well, hello, Ron. How are you? Well, I'm fine, and... Uh, yeah, I've, I've gotten to know Matt uh, fairly recently here. He's just a nice guy. He really is. I knew him when he was just a small old squirt, so oh, he grown up over the years. <laughs> well, so have you, I think. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, probably not. Nah. Yeah, no, but Matt's a uh, really nice guy. But he's yes, just yes, yes, amazing. Somebody I knew when he was six years old, you know, back in them days. <laughs> okay, Ron, the question of the night is, do you make New Year's resolutions? We can make this real short and sweet. Okay. The answer is no. Have no. you ever? Have you ever made New Year's resolutions? No, I haven't. I just, I've never seen the reason to do it. It's something okay. that's never come up, you know? It's just, it's, quite frankly, I think it's silly. Oh, this is I going do. to be a great night. I, I do, do, too. I do. I, I do, too. Do. Did your family... Did anyone in your family do it? Not to my knowledge. They're all sane people. Wow. Uh, they are. They are. May wow. I, 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 I come of sane stock. How's that for? <laughs> oh, my. Well, you did good. What is, bon, what is bon, Ron? Is that German? What, what's the uh, lineage of the background? English, I think, in German, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I think there's some German there, um, and and of course English. Yeah. Yeah. There was a uh, <clears throat> some fella. You don't know who it was. Put together a book of uh, history of of the name and uh, kind of interesting. There was a famous movie actor that. We think could be related to us, but we're ne- we never found out for sure. War, War Bond? That's right. Oh. Yeah. We're not sure about it. We're not really sure about that. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But so did, did the, the Affluent people call you today? No. The no. Report Radio? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah, that's all taken care of, Walden. <clears throat> Except um, for tomorrow... Uh, and John, I've already talked about this. We're going to go uh, get everything set up and registered and all that good stuff. But yeah, he did. I saw your message this morning when I got up, and I, what's this all about? And <laughs> then I, uh, then I, then I uh, put two and four together and got six. Actually, what happening, everybody? Uh, I guess Larry and Ron. I don't know. John were talking. They they were talking about maybe how to use one of the recording software to record radio stations on the internet. And we use something called Replay Radio, which is really nice and very easy, and you can schedule things way far in advance. I like that idea, too. Yeah, and so uh, that's what we did. We set one up, and so they, they're really nice people. Normally, they do everything online, Patricia. But with mm-hmm. me, but with me, when I ask for help, they'll actually call They'll actually call you. Actually, get a live person that can walk you through everything. You know, nowadays wow. with a web-only company, that is so rare that you can even, you know, even find a phone number. But you know, if I email, they will call us, or yeah. or whatever. And I, uh, so so we hooked up Ron with them today, and it's a nice little service. You can that's a, one way we record Patricia. And I think Uh-oh. the thought was that yeah. uh, we could have another backup for stuff too here so I'll, I'll i'll set up and well i was thinking for the special for the spurvac convention here in a couple of weeks you can record that for us yeah, oh yeah yeah i can mm-hmm. i can and mm-hmm. i will mm-hmm. gonna have to set up for that though john but we can do that but uh yeah i'd be i'd be glad to do that plus then i'll have have for me too that's good uh, but yeah this guy was really nice um <clears throat> we talked about everything he asked me for couple of stations that we could try to put in and because and the things that i would like to do you know and right so i gave him a couple and and he told me in my notes that he put, he put them in for you so that's he good he did he did very nice yeah i thought it was great nice guy and uh, he took all my information and it was all good and everything went through fine i came back here i when he called i was on the way to uh do something i very seldom do I needed to take my sorry self up to Walmart and get some stuff, which I, as I say, I don't normally go. I had to do this today because a couple of things I needed to do. And so I was on the way to do that in a cab. And when he called and I just took care of the business right there, sitting in the cab, driving up to the store and finished up about the time I got out of the cab and we were all good. How did a cab driver feel with you behind the wheel? He, uh, he wasn't having any of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he wasn't having any of that. Nope. Then tonight, um, we went over to uh, a friend, 
is was having an open house tonight, so we went over there and visited with them for a while. It was nice. I don't normally don't normally go anywhere on New Year's Eve, but we did this time. And uh, nice, nice visit. We had a nice visit with these people, and it was just great. Really nice. So what so did had, what did they have to eat over at the open house? Well, we had they had ham and uh, I don't know what that bread was. Was it Italian? Some kind of little bread slices. Pretty good. Had a ham sandwich, and uh, it was good. It's an interesting punch. I don't know how they had lemon and orange sherbet in it. I forgot what else, but it was kind of interesting. Okay, so if Patricia, John, and I came to your house and you were going to have an open house, what would you and Jackie have available on the buffet table for us? And, and we will be there shortly. That's true. Well, come on down. <laughs> you know, that's going to have to have some thought. Probably, uh, probably get a ham and have it sliced and have some sort of variety of chips and stuff with it, things like that. That really does work well. Okay. Patricia, if we're coming to your house, what what's on the buffet table? A surprise. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no buffet buffet table. I'm my words for two days now. No buffet table, and that would be your surprise. Oh, there you go. So are we going to have a sit-down meal? You don't give up, do you? <laughs> Yes, on a buffet table. Yes, I would have potato salad, and I make dynamite potato salad, deviled eggs, and ham, and maybe turkey, but probably ham. And I make a really good curry and cheese dip for crackers. Wow. I will be sitting in the corner with the bowl. You can come over and help yourself. Uh, And it's it's got uh, cheese and chutney and curry. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and what else? Would, what would you like? I would have Italian bread. I want garlic bread tonight. May I have some garlic bread? It. Okay. Yeah. What else? I'm in the mood for lemon pie. Next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that. <laughs> there you go. How about little? How about little appetizers? Like you know those are those. Uh, do that thing. Those little chicken wings, the little, you know, cheese, and, you know, crumpled up kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I am very good at crumbled up kind of things. <laughs> very good. Okay, sure, I could do that. We'll have, a, I'll put out a nice tray with different kinds of dressings and cheeses, and we'll have fresh vegetables on one side, like carrots and green peppers and stuff like that there. And then on the other side, I will have little breads and crackers and other terrible things for our bodies that taste so wonderful. And I would have olives and pickles. We will have pickles. Pass the pickles, please. <laughs> Must have pickles. Yeah, you gotta, gotta get back to those. Pickles, yeah. yeah. Oh, gee. Pass the pickles, please. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, if you aren't listening, call. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, that poor guy. I mean, he was hungry. He was a—he was a big eater, but um, you know, he—he he really wasn't participating in the conversation. So, Pass the pickles. Yeah, sure. I would—I would have bunches of snacks, and then we could have either a buffet or sit down. Would you like sit down? Sit down. Yes. That would cold, work. Cold supper, sit down. Sure. And I'll make coleslaw. I make very good coleslaw. Um, How about dessert? What—what are, what are we having for dessert? 
Oh, gee, I don't normally eat dessert. I know, That's a but great suggestion. How about home bakery and get you? No, I I have I have an idea, and you'll Uh-oh. love this. Uh oh. Homemade baked chocolate chip cookies. And who's going to do that with all the other stuff going on? Well, aren't you going to have a third oven installed into the apartment? I mean, you you got your microwave. You might you would take the recipe, your instruction manual out of the oven, wouldn't you? All of them. <laughs> and my warranty information and my iron. My. my iron is in there, you know, for ironing clothes. And nice an work. extra telephone is in there. Nice. Um, you know, stuff that I need to put my hands on when you really need it. You look at the you oven. Have time to go hunting around. Yeah. Like warranty information. I think that's a really cool deal. I don't use the oven, so all the important stuff is in there. It's a storage place. Uh, yeah, well, John, John, you remember the guy named Marvin in um, the movies? He, he was, oh, sure. He, he got to the point, he, he collect movies. He was one of the earliest movie collectors that I know of. And he got to the point he had 200,000 videotapes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You should think, Ron can attest, 10,000 cassette tapes is a lot of space, right, Ron? Yep, yep. 200,000. More than an oven. 200,000. A little bit. It got to the point he was using his oven as a storage unit. He was sticking videotapes inside of his oven. That's Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. All right, John, we're coming to your place for dinner. What are you, what, what are you planning to serve? Well, um... You guys are going to put me to shame here. We, I, I, we, we could do the appetizers with really neat meatballs that you can either warm up Ooh. or crock pot, maybe. Uh huh. I, I, on a day like today, I would probably do a huge crock pot roast. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. And then maybe open up some wine because I know how much Walden likes oh, wine. Oh, sure. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to be careful not to spill it. <laughs> oh, no. If yeah. I spill any wine, it's going to be on the inside of my body. Okay. So we don't have to worry about that. That's true. And I don't know what we do right. for dessert. We maybe make a salad and do some cookies or something for dessert. Ice? No, ice cream would be good. Ice cream. Okay. Ice cream. I think I'm coming to his house. Okay. <laughs> so parking is at a premium, especially on holidays. That's true. That it is. Well, one oh, thing wow. here I got to do this, oh. Walton. You were talking about. <clears throat> Surprise calls a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really... I only participated in one. And that was kind of accidental, but... And it's right here on this very station, by the way. Yeah. I called up one night. I was sitting here listening to Bill. And I called up just to say hi, because I'd not done that before, you know? Mm-hmm. And... We started talking, and I mentioned that I had that I used to listen to him on my C-band satellite dish in 1993 when I first got it, and that was all it took. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was so cool. <laughs> Nothing more to say, Ron. <laughs> nope, nope, and it went on from there. <laughs> it was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. It, it sounds like it, it yeah, sounds it was, like it. It all right. Well, Ron, you have an assignment tonight. Yes, so do you. I'll tell you about that when you get done here. Okay, Whoa. tell me my assignment. Your assignment is to go check the Dropbox. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm even, I've even got the correct computer. 
All right. I will do that. Let me see. Okay, and your assignment is yes. to be safe. Stay away from the windows just in case somebody is doing something screwy out there after all. <gasps> Volume 4, look at that. Volume 4 is there. Okay, now, I'm, I'm going to have to pull it from my big computer when I get home so that I don't wind up transferring home? from computer oh, to computer. I didn't realize you were at home. You're in Alabama, right? Yeah, I am, but when I get home, I, 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 my I big computer, I store this these on my big computer, so it I will understand. be easier for me, you know, if I sure. download it from yeah. onto my big computer yeah. rather than onto my little computer and then having to do one of those um, little flash drives and then put it on the flash drive and then take it over to the other computer oh, and take yeah, it off the flash drive. Yeah, that makes more it'll sense. Be, yeah. It'll be there for another few days. Can you imagine? Patricia's seen the world. She's, moved, she's visiting Alabama tonight. Uh, yes. Well, say hello to that's, somebody. That's a biggie. <laughs> that's a biggie. I had to cross the Chattahoochee River. Oh, my. And the Suwannee River. Oh my! Yeah. What are there water? Upon it. What are what are water in the river? <laughs> yeah, but it's not really a river. They're not. They're not like the Mississippi. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the river that runs past Fort Myers into the Gulf of Mexico is fairly large. There are points where it's a mile across, which is a pretty decent-sized river, but not the rest of them. Uh, They're little. Yes. When you only go over a spit of a bridge and it says it's the Chattahoochee River, you know it's not not, not a very big river. That's a great name. I like that. The Chattahoochee River. That's a I like Chattahoochee. Yes. That's a that was a record label too, by the way. And what's it? Really? There's a prison up there too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thought I just thought I'd throw that in there for there the heck go. of it. For the heck of it. So anyway, you have to stay safe. I'll Figure try. out. Yeah, figure out what we're going to eat at your house when we show up on next and New Year's way, Eve. And by the way, something else mm -hmm. about New Year's Eve. Um, <clears throat> my son, oldest son, used to live in a larger city than this one because he worked at work that was doing, he cooked. He was a cook in a casino up there. He was living in this apartment there in that town. He mm -hmm. told me that... that uh, he was there on, of course, over New Year's Eve. He said those people out there shooting guns off like crazy. And wow. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. That's why I was sitting in the bathroom one year. Mm -hmm. Don't blame you. Nope. But it's nope. nice and quiet here, and I don't don't look for anything. And, and people probably will shoot some stuff off here eventually in the neighborhood. They usually do, but it's just fireworks. And stupid stuff. stuff. Yes. Stupid. Stuff, yeah. Really stupid. But, okay. So well, thank you for brightening our evening, sir. Oh uh, no, we got we one more little uh, piece of unfinished business. Here for you. <laughs> okay, and this is for you. This is yes. for you. Last night mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. ten o'clock your time, nine o'clock my time, seven o'clock on yeah. in the left coast. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. You were right on target. Oh, which one did I hold? The I always get nervous when you <laughs> 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 the Milton Berle Christmas show. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and that was I, a winner. We are talking yeah. about the Friday night awful <clears throat> show on Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, one of my awful radio show picks will play, and I'll do some, you know, some information about the show or about the people who act in it, stuff like that there. And every once in a while, Ron or Jim Taylor in California 
will call and say, now I want to talk to you about last night. <laughs> so, so when Ron we, says, I want to talk we, to you about last we, night, we do, we do, I get a little nervous. <laughs> but I don't, I'm going to pick on him a little bit too because quite frankly, I never did. And I suppose that... I never did either. You know, I never... Now, it might have been different if you watched him on TV. I guess that was maybe why it was so popular. But on radio, he was just a dud. And I well, he wasn't he, much better on TV, I but he did get so, dressed up in so stupid either, clothes. Yeah. I just, I don't know what people saw. I don't, really don't understand that. But that's me. I think you're, I think, you know, at least in this group, you're, you're in the majority. I, 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 I could never mm-hmm. figure out mm-hmm. the success of Milton Burrow. How about you, John? No, I mean, I, he was all right, but he he was okay. more of a visual comedian. And so mm-hmm. I, I I didn't think he was the greatest comedian in terms of audio. No. Um, so he didn't do as much for me. If I had been cited, maybe so. But, you know, he was all right. Who do you, let me ask you this. Who do you think the, what the best visual comedian who had a reputation being visual, but had a really good radio show. I there's something I have somebody in mind. I I'd say Red Skelton. I agree. I was going right there too. Yeah, I agree. Because he could do it both both ways. I guess he got so nervous doing radio because he felt totally out of his element. He used to do a complete after show after the fact. He was mm-hmm. just so relieved to get through the radio show. That's when he would start doing his juggling acts and all his famous. Panamine act for the radio studio audience. That's where he felt at home, and they yeah. loved it. Any thoughts, Patricia? About Milton Berle? No, about Red Skelton. Oh, I'm, so, I'm still <laughs> I'm still stuck on Milton Berle. I, I never found anything funny about him either, no matter yeah. what medium he was in. Um, Red Skelton, he made a wonderful transition to... Um, did he ever... To television, I'm starting to talk like you, Walden. Look at what you made me do. I talk in the middle of my own sentences, and everybody knows what I'm talking about, but I haven't finished my sentence. Walden, what are you doing to me? <laughs> okay. On Red Skelton, did he have on the radio show a live audience? Yes. Yes. So he was playing in front of people. Hmm. But he was That's so he was so nervous about it. It was a big relief. That's why he would always do his vaudeville act. He would keep the radio audience over and do his all vaudeville, vaudeville routine for them after yeah. the show. Did, yeah. did he do a warm up? I know? he must have, or, or maybe the announcer would have done it. But yeah, they all did. But generally, they always talked about Red doing it after the fact, and also I guess he had trouble reading, and that probably was a big challenge for him to get around. Probably didn't help. A radio script. I had to do um, cue cards on television, but he probably had a better handle on his material for television. Mm-hmm. Because mm. he was a visual ac- uh, entertainer as well. So no matter what he did or where he got stuck, he could throw some visual in there. I mean, he was a funny man to look at. Susan Lumpkin. Susan Lumpkin. Off. But he was funny on the radio, too. He really was. Yeah, he sure was. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Okay, well, I appreciate not being in the doghouse. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> no, you're definitely out of the doghouse now. I am out of the doghouse. How long you're going to stay, I don't know, but right now you're out. There you go. Okay. 
So I, I start fresh in 2017. Yes. Okay. No retros. Uh, probably not. No yeah buts. Yeah, nope. this was good. Yeah, but remember the one that you did with Richard Dive? Yeah, but. Hmm. <laughs> oh, boy, was I in hot water over that one. Well. I still think it stunk as a show. <laughs> <laughs> but, I still but, think it was a crummy show. I still, I am I going st to I still say that you are Susan entitled Lumpen. to your opinion. Susan Lump. And I still say you're entitled <laughs> to your opinion. Oh, it's my Skype talking That's to That's just right. It's, it's Skype talking to him. So. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm, I will do that. I'm, I'm going to surprise everybody with a box 13 down the line a bit. Oh, that's that interesting. I, came I, 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 I don't think the box 13 was that great of a show. I don't think no. it was, but it wasn't that bad either. But I don't think it was that great. Well, it was terrible in the first couple of shows. Oh, my. Uh, you, yeah. It was yeah. dreadful. I, I, can, I, can, I, can, uh, I can see that. I yeah, meant, I, yep. One, you remember, you remember John Dunning's famous uh, description about Box Thirteen in his first book. No. John or, or Ryan, you remember? I don't. It's been since a while. It's been no. a while since I read the first book, and I don't. He he coined that Susie was one of the dumbest sidekicks there was in radio. Well, yeah, that's that, but that was. Yeah, that I would agree with design. that. <laughs> that was by design, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was by design. Yeah, and where where did that show, in terms of time, what years? How did that fit up against Sam Spade? Well, it, was it came out in '48 and '49, so yep. Sam Spade was already on the air for three years. I well, don't know. That's, that's where your stupid them, came from. How many of them were there? What Boss Thirteen? I think one year. We have one year of Diffie Two. I think. Yeah, I think that's right. So Sam Spade had Effie, who played dumb but really wasn't. She was and not. And. She was a very popular character, so my guess is that the the flavor of a dumb lady, I mean, dumb, dumb what? Yep. Dumb secretary, dumb anything, uh, a dummy. But the, the, the image of the dummy was already there, and they tried to emulate her because Effie was so popular on but, Sam Spade. Okay, but if you think of the other detectives at the time, they didn't mm -hmm. really have a dummy female sidekick with the rest of those. No. 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 And Effie really wasn't wasn't that dumb. No, that's what I said. She and, she her, her presented as dumb was, person until she started showing her work and and her interest in her judgment and all stuff like that there. But her sister in the program when her sister was on for the those few weeks, it was interesting. Whoever who the lady who played her sister, she did that well, but that was an interesting transition. Yeah. Yeah. Take off. You could tell they were from the same family, but they had a different shtick. Yes, yeah. this is true. So, okay, Ron. Well, go forth and be safe, and figure out what you're going to feed us when we show up. Yeah. Well, by then I'll have I'll have a, a, a bigger, a better plan here. We can fix. <laughs> Sounds we good. Can fix okay. This. okay. Bye, Ron. I really like turkey. Turkey's good. It's okay for yeah. a sandwich, I guess, but I just don't like it on Thanksgiving. Okay. You don't have to. No, thank you. You're, you're, you're feeding us. We're, we'll tell you what we enjoy. Yes, right. Okay, we can do that. Bye. Okay. Well, Bye. happy new year, Ron. And to you the same. Take care. Thank you, and good health and everything. Thank you. Oh. We'll right. talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. John. Bye-bye. Hello, Carl. You're on with Patricia and John.
Hello there. And by the way, by the way, the five freeway is shut down near the grapevine due to snow. Ooh. So they must have gotten a lot of rain up there. I bet they have. That's going up. Wow. That's going up to Northern California, everybody. Uh, so that's that's where that's coming from. Yeah. Let me double For check. Our family, if you call in and hear us talking, you're not being ignored. Walden will get to you, so don't hang up. We'll be there. Okay. Okay. Let's give Did the phone number. Let's give the phone number out there again. Seven one four. Five four five. Ah, see, you have patience. Two o seven one. Hello there, your I'm Patricia and John. Well, hello, Patricia John. Hi, hi, Celeste. How are you? Oh, hi, Celeste in hey. Texas. How is hello, Steph? Walden? Hello. How are you guys? We're fine. I got my heater on. It's cold in California, so well, John. Cold here tonight too in Dallas, but clear. Nothing's falling, so that's good. No wet stuff. No wet stuff. <laughs> just just cold. Because oh. in Texas, when it snows and ices, people go crazy. They don't know how to drive in it, and it's dangerous to get out. Not not for yourself, but. From the other fellow, you know. Have you ever mm -hmm. remembered the snow came and it stayed on the ground for a few days or a week or so? Have that? Did that ever happen in Texas? Or did it just disappear very quickly? What did you say, Walden? When the snow, have there ever been a point, since you have lived in Texas, that the snow stayed on the ground for a week or two? Or is it, does it always disappear within a day or so? I don't. Uh, when I was younger, it seems to me, when I was growing up, going to get grade school and all that, it seems to me that it used to snow and ice and it would stay longer. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> because in Texas, what happens when it snows during the day, <clears throat> it begins to melt and then it turns into ice. Uh. You know, snow is... Snow, you just have to be careful when you drive in snow, but I tell you, driving in ice with Texas drivers, not a good thing to do. I don't <laughs> recommend it to anybody. So, but how have you all been? I had a terrible time. I feel like I missed out on Christmas and everything. My, my uh, win app went crazy. Oh, no. Oh, dear. And so I didn't, I feel like I missed all of Christmas, so I haven't had my win app. I, the man came back over and fixed it, but I haven't had my win app, and I feel like I missed all the Christmas. Well, the nice thing about it, it's all been recorded until for every Wednesday until, until June, you can hear all the <laughs> Christmas shows, because <laughs> we've been on, uh, it's going to be... Once it's done, cycle's done, we're going to be on for, we have been on for 24 straight days. And, goodness. yeah, and then plus we've done a special broadcast. So, yeah. Larry have archived them, and so on and future on Wednesdays? Wednesdays. Yep, on Wednesdays on the blue, during the day. I, during the day. Or when? Uh, well, you can start tuning in this during Wednesday. And on the blue, you can start hearing all the replays of all the different stuff you have missed. Well, good. You know. Okay. Every Wednesday, huh? That's good. Yep. Well, I'm glad to know that. Yeah. I really missed all that. 
And I never, <laughs> I hadn't realized for a long time how boring television is. <laughs> except, for the, except for the fact that God bless Turner Classic Movies, you can get some good movies. And I just watched one tonight again. That's my, you know what my, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh boy. Well, do you really call It's a Wonderful Life a Christmas movie, even though it wasn't really during the Christmas? Yeah, it ends up on Christmas. Yeah, true. Yeah, it does. It, it ends up Christmas on movie. Christmas Eve, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, okay. So I, was, I would claim that if my... A little girl says every time a bell rings, right. an angel gets I, his wing. I, 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 I would have to pick that up mine. Um, it's hers. So, now Patricia, it's the, it the Grinch. She loved the Grinch, even though it's... Yeah. TV. Um, mm -hmm. John, you have a favorite Christmas movie or TV special of all time? Oh, I, li I like the three uh, Christmas movies, that, that, uh, The Christmas Story. Oh. But my, I think my favorite one is, is White Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. The old Bing Crosby one or the one in Technicolor? Oh, the the, the Crosby one with Danny oh, Kaye and them. The black yeah. and white one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I, I never liked that remake with Rosemary Clooney and Danny Kaye. That was a terrible remake, you know. But I do like the old one. But mine is very sardonic and really, <laughs> you won't guess what I like the best, and I can watch it over and over again. I love Monty Woolley in The Man Who Came to Christmas. Ah. Uh, the Man Who Came, came to Dinner. Yeah. Oh, I think it's called Dinner. Yeah, yeah. The Man Who Came to Dinner. We have several versions. He in and he moves into that home and just terrorizes the homeowners and people are sending him presents from the South Pole. He's supposed to be a real famous radio person, you know. It actually, it's, it's really it's true. It was originally a play and was based upon the life of Alexander Walcott. Uh-huh. And he was known as a terrible tyrant. He was part of the Algonquin oh, Round yeah. Table and saying, uh -huh. and he loved the idea now this is tells you he loved the idea that it would have played. So he 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 played he played the his own part one year. On, oh my on, goodness! Uh, you know, can you imagine? Here, two two of his friends write the whole spoof about him, and he loved the idea, so he played it on on stage what for a while. Uh, and but who could no. Better do it. <laughs> That's a good point. But actually, what another thing that happened was. Um, they wanted to have John Barrymore, but he was in the movie, but he was just drinking too much. Yep. But the part that Betty Davis played is based on Edna Ferber, right. Alexander Walcott. I'm trying to think of who the other people are best are based on. I can't remember who the Anne Sheridan part is based on. Somebody from the Algonquin, all of those characters were from the Algonquin round table there at the hotel. Oh, wow. We have three radio versions of it. Um, we have Monty Wally in the Lux version with Lucio Ball. Uh, I wouldn't like that. We have Jack Benny did it 
uh, Hot Point Holiday Hour, and I've been thinking about playing that. Oh, during, that'd be great. I'd love to hear Jack Benny. Jack Benny. And then we also have it at Fred Allen in the Theater Guild. Oh, okay. So, but I have always liked Jack Benny. Remember, John, you, you and Larry interviewed Gregory Peck one time, and you guys talked to him about that particular broadcast, the man that came to dinner, because yes. Gregory Peck was part of that broadcast with, with Jack. We Benny. did, he, and he we talked to him on one New Year's Eve when he was the Grand Marshal of the parade, and we were broadcasting that particular parade, so we asked him about it because we, we'd heard the show before, and he said that was the only time he ever felt that Jack perhaps wasn't at his best because it was a, a hurtful type of a drama where there were a lot of barbs and so forth being thrown and it wasn't a positive uh, performance, you know, based on the character. Mm-hmm. Oh. And by by the way, we also, I have, I don't know if we if Walden's got it, it's the audio from a television show for, um, uh, and Orson Welles plays the part. I don't have oh. that. Huh. And I think it's, I'm not sure if it's on the drive or if it's still, on a reel. Mm-hmm. Now, he but, plays the main character, uh, Orson Welles does? Yes, yeah, Sheridan Whiteside, yes. Yeah, well, he could do it. He could be mean enough mm-hmm. to do it. Mommy yeah, would. yeah. <laughs> we'll have to try and find that. That would be fun to play. That would be fun. Because the one we have with Jack Benny, it's a, it's a great cast. you got Gene Kelly and uh, John Garfield, the host, and Harry Fonda. Oh, goodness. It's a, it's a really wonderful cast that they put together. With Jack Benny, um, and so I well, think if we should... you play that one, email me when you play it, okay. so I'll know to listen. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. You know, and get just the only one I know is the Monty Woolley mm-hmm. one, so I'd love to hear a different version of it. Sure. Well, we'll play. <laughs> we'll play. We'll play for sure the two tonight. This Tuesday night. Yeah, when we go on after once Bill and Mike are done with the live show, well. I don't know if they're going to do any more live shows this week because we uh-huh. we've been patient. Uh, Patricia, if you're home Tuesday night, would you do mm-hmm. the show with me for a little while before I put you to Even bed? If I'm not home Tuesday night. Okay. So, but one of the things we'll play is the, the man that came to dinner for for you. So at that night. Oh, that would be a great see all my Winamp that <laughs> messed me up. Now that's a good present to me, so I'll feel like I've heard Christmas. There you go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Christmas Eve, I mean, New Year's Eve is always sad for me because tradition for a lot of women who are married to musicians, you always go to where they're playing that night. And when 12 o'clock gets there, you go up on the bandstand and kiss your husband. Oh. I know that. I miss that, yeah. 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 I imagine you do a lot. <coughs> what was the nicest place? What was the nicest place he Paul played at on New Year's Eve? Was there a famous place in your memory that mm-hmm. you uh, that was a really nice hotel or a nice place? Well, there was a, a the place where Paul played all those years here in Dallas. Now this is after he got off of the road mm-hmm. for years, but the, there was a man who was very wealthy millionaire here. And he built a building, and a friend of his put in a restaurant, and Paul played there for, I guess, 10 years. 
and it was a really pretty, pretty place. And it was a it was a bar, and where the music was was separated from the restaurant. But it was really a wonderful place. It was called the Bagatelle, mm-hmm. and everybody that came through town. It didn't matter what they were doing. Sometimes people would come in, and there'd be the people from Brazil 66, and they'd come in and sit in with Paul. Or Woody Herman would come by and play with Paul a lot there at the Bagatelle. And anybody that was passing through uh, Dallas after Paul came home and didn't go back on the road, they'd come to the Bagatelle. So you could see a lot of famous people there all the time. It was a good, good place. So what was the nicest place he ever played on the road that you were, that you were with hmm. him with? Any famous? Now, that one I'm trying to think. You know, that's, that's really... Uh, I think um, when Paul played with Marion McPartland at the London House in Chicago, yep. that was a good... That was, that's a beautiful restaurant. That's really a pretty pretty restaurant, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the nicer ones. A lot of places, when you play with a big band, they're kind of big venues, so they're not really so pretty, you know, because people come to dance, and uh, when you go hear a big band like that, people come to dance, and usually those can be not so, they're not as well kept as restaurants and things, you know. But, yeah, I think the London house was really pretty. I like that a lot. Mm. I'm trying to think if there are any other ones in California. Uh, Oh, uh, Basin Street West in... uh, Basin Street West in San Francisco was a wonderful venue. That was a great venue. Any stories? Did you probably play? I bet he had. In New Orleans, were there any any f- fun places? Oh gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. lots of places in New Orleans. Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the Roosevelt Hotel there, and then I'm trying to think of the name of the wonderful hotel Paul played there. That the bar on the mezzanine floor turned real, 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 real slowly. I can't think of the name of that. Uh, the St. Anthony Hotel. Mm. That was a beautiful place. And uh, I'm sure tonight after we hang up, I'll think of some other places. <laughs> but those were some of the real nice ones, yeah. Yep. I, I, so speaking of a really nice hotel, my family, this is what my mom doing. She wanted to stay at the St. Francis Hotel in San Francisco one time. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And so we did. And you know what they're known for? Did anybody in our little panel want to guess what the St. Francis was known for? And they still do it today. I don't know. The only St. Francis I know about is the one who liked birds. Very good. Okay. So that's Patricia's answer. I don't know. Very acceptable. (laughs) St. Francis of Assisi, and they always picture him with his arms out and birds perched on his arms. John, what do you think the St. Francis Hotel is known for, and it still does does today? Wow. Um, I don't know. So what does today? It still does. So I just want to guess. That's known for still today. Yep, it's still it's been doing it forever, and it's and they still do it today. There's certain customs for 
custom they do for every every patron who stay at the hotel get this special service from the St. Francis Hotel. My goodness. Oh. I don't know. Well, I never have get your back there. scratched. I know that. Mm-hmm. Nope. You don't get no, your back scratched. don't get your back scratched. Mm-mm. They... I do not know. They, I don't even... Yeah. They wash your money for you. What? They wash? Uh-huh. They wash money. I can't even get my laundry back in a nursing facility, and they're trusting these guys with their money. Oh my gosh! Oh, do you mean they're they do they money launder? Is that what you mean? I started to say that. Very good job, John. You're all mad. That sounds real like something the mafia would do. But actually, that's what they that's their custom. Is they actually take your money and wash it for you. And to what end? I, I don't know. I guess you want, make sure all your coins are bright and shiny, I guess, and everything else. Maybe they don't wash your paper money. I would assume not, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking we were talking about. And people do wash their money. Heaven knows why, because they have to trade it in for other junk. Right. Um, I mean, really, money is, is one of the worst germ carriers in the world. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, yeah, wash your money. That'll be good mm -hmm. for you. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's the next 12 minutes until you go, go shopping. Uh huh. That sounds, well, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds, yes, I have hey, now, I have sat at the St. Francis Hotel. They just usually have a trio from, from uh, uh, San Francisco. They don't book big bands, but they usually have small groups there. Pope Cavanaugh mm -hmm. used to play there a lot. Oh, yeah. I love him. I just saw that movie with uh, Lauren Bacall. Yep. She sings with the Paige Cavanaugh. Right. Uh, yeah. It, but anyway, I was going to say that I have sat in the booth that was uh, dedicated to uh, Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart. Has mm -hmm. played on it. Their second movie that they made together was set in San Francisco. The and Big they Sweep. To, they yeah. stayed at the St. Francis, and there's a booth dedicated to them, and I've, I've been in that booth. I, I, when, when I talked to Pay Cavanaugh a couple of times, one time, he was in his mid-80s, and he was playing seven nights a week, six hours yeah. a night. Oh, yeah. Six hours a night, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And I asked him the great question, do you, do you buy to rehearse during the day? He said, Walden, when you're playing that much, you who bothers to rehearse? You know, when you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And you only rehearse with a big band if somebody brings in a new chart, you know. Mm -hmm. You rehearse it once or twice, but yeah. you don't rehearse what you normally play all the time. So that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren McCall in that movie, it's so funny because she sings and her tears flowed like wine. Have you ever seen that movie with Paige Cavanaugh? No, I haven't. I, of course, I know Lauren the song. Lauren McCall is singing. Mm -hmm. Does she sing or is it, is it somebody voiced in for her? I'm sorry? You think that's really her singing? Oh, no, no, it's her voice. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's her voice. Yeah, she's singing with Paige Cavanaugh. I can't. I'm trying to remember the name of that particular one, what the heck it is. Oh, Walden, I can't remember the name of it. 
was the first movie they... No, no, the first one that they made together is the one when they're in St. Martin's. But the second movie they made together, I cannot remember the name of it, dog. Well, I thought the second one was The Big Sweep, the first one was To Have and Have Not. Okay, Have and Have Not. That's mm-hmm. the Hemingway story, right, yeah. Right, right. Okay, and then what, what did you say? The Big Sweep. The Big Sleep, that's the one in yeah. 10 where she, in The Big Sleep where she sings with Paige Cavanaugh. And actually, that movie, there are two different versions. And I've seen one version. I didn't think it was too good, but I've heard other movie buffs that if you watch the other version of The Big Sleep, uh, that, that's what would be pretty good. Well, it's a very, very, it's a Raymond Chandler story. Right. And it's a... <laughs> I I was listening to Ben Mackowitz, who knows so much about movies, you know, and he mm-hmm. was saying that... Uh, they couldn't figure out in the book when they were right after the book came out when they were uh, writing the script a certain point i don't remember what dialogue it was or anything like that but <laughs> uh they you know were trying to figure out the point that Raymond Chandler was trying to bring about so they could write the script and everything and the scriptwriters couldn't figure out exactly what it was, so they called Raymond Chandler, and he said, "Hell, I don't remember." <laughs> he didn't help them at all. <laughs> he was just going to pick, pick up the patient. Had to make it up. Oh dear. But anyway, yeah, the big sleep—that's that's the one where Lauren calls. You've never seen that, Walter? I seen the, the. As I said, there's been two versions of the big sleep, and I saw, I saw one of them, and I guess I didn't see that part of it that. That line yeah, sound. she's singing. She she's gambling money, and she's singing with Paige Cavanaugh there. Mm. Uh, she sings, and her tears flowed like wine. It's real good. good. It's, it's a good version of that song. Yeah. I think Patricia has a topic for you, my dear Patricia. Okay. Well, I have a question before I have a topic. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you were talking before about. The wives and I guess sweethearts as well on New Year's Eve when it got to be New Year's, you know, at midnight, you could go up on the stage and kiss your husbands and I guess your boyfriends. Yeah, and I think that is a wonderful custom. Now, I have a question about Guy Lombardo. He's not actually considered, you know, in the Artie Shaw and Glenn Miller category, but what, what did... What did Paul and others in the big band era think of Guy Lombardo? Well, this this isn't very nice to say, but if you're a, if you were a jazz musician, or if you played with Harry James or Woody Herman or Stan Kenton or somebody like that, you didn't mm-hmm. want your name associated with Guy Lombardo. I didn't think so. I, I yeah. truly didn't think so. Okay, now, the the question of the night is, did you ever make New Year resolutions in your lifetime? Oh, yes. <clears throat> and I stopped a long time ago because I found out every time I did, it would come back to bite me. So <laughs> I just, I stopped doing that. <laughs> That's good for you, good for you. Now, you and I talked about this when you did the great uh, interview with, What's her name? And she kept trying to fix her husband. What? What's her name? Um, 
you did such a good interview with her. She had a book out. Uh, the singer. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Neil. Tony Tennille. Yes. Yeah. You did such a good interview with her, and she said when she got in trouble, she kept thinking she could fix him and help mm -hmm. him. Remember? Yes, I do. Got in trouble. Every time she tried to do that, it would bite her in the you-know-where. Yep. And so um, I, I sometimes have a tendency to think I can fix something, and I've, I've really tried in years and years for years now to restrain myself from doing that because if it doesn't turn out right, it makes you feel so bad. There you go. Really, That's you put exactly a lot of effort into it, and then it makes you feel so bad. Uh-huh. It feels like a failure, and it's yes. And doing the best you can with what you've got is is the best resolution you can make. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I try. Do you remember? Do you remember any of the resolutions you made? Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to think. I I don't remember any specific ones. I should have thought about that. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> any specific ones. Usually it would be something to do about <clears throat> my boys or the family or something like that. Mm -hmm. When I felt like I'd done something that wasn't helpful, that I wouldn't do that anymore. Usually a simple kind of resolution. Usually. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember many of them. So, but I don't do it. I'm too old for resolutions now. I haven't done that in years and years. <laughs> Oh, smart lady, smart lady. Yeah, because they will come back to bite you. Oh, yes, they will, and you'll feel awful for the rest of the year. Yes. And and if you, yeah, I'm a failure from February 1st on. Then it doesn't turn out right. You get the blame. Mm-hmm. Every yep. time. It will bite you in the you-know-where. So I fear I, your anatomy. Yes. The rear end of your anatomy, it will bite you right there. Superior so anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We well, had we're not as, dogs we're, and dogs. Okay. Y'all were talking about dogs. But uh -huh. we had children. We were married a long time before we had children. We were married for eight years, ten years before we had children. But I married very young. But... Um, we had two dachshunds that were like our babies. Mm. One was a little red female, and the other one was the male was a black and tan. And their names oh were Schnapps, was the little dark black <laughs> and and Shotzi was the little red girl. Schnapps and Shotzi. Schnapps and I like that. Yeah, they were yeah. before we had babies. <laughs> Those were your two babies. Well, yes, and they lived yeah. to be very old. I think Shotzi lived till she was about eighteen years old. Oh my! Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my! Happy doggy. Huh? A happy doggy. Yes, a happy little doggy. But she got to. Uh huh. She their backs go out. You know they have that long back and it yes, they out do. and carry her around all the time. And, yeah. Oh, but anyway, those were our those were our doggies. Those, those were your babies. 
Yes, our babies. Yes. So Walden did Nebraska win their football game. They did not. Uh, <gasps> we had uh, a lot of starters did not play because of injuries. So we uh, we were. I would. It would have been a very big surprise if Nebraska would have won anyway. Who were they playing? Tennessee. Oh, okay. They played Tennessee at, in the state of Tennessee. Um, oh, and, yes. I heard them talking about that. Yeah, so. Tide. Isn't that the Crimson Tide? Well, the, the Crimson Tide, uh, the Tennessee volunteer, volunteer, Volunteers, who yeah. their nickname, the Crimson yeah. Tide of Alabama. See, Patricia should be dancing tonight because Alabama won their game. Did, are, are you and Barbara celebrating, Patricia? Oh, I'm well, then this is me. <laughs> Game, I'm sure she did. Did you I, watch I, the game? I, 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 I bet you were on pins and needles. I bet she was. She was watching that game today and was worried if, if Alabama going to defeat the Huskies up there in Washington, weren't you, Patricia? Oh, I was sitting on the edge of my seat. Uh, I knew you were. I knew you were. I heard you say you were going there to be with your sister, and I said, well, they'll surely have tickets to the ball game. That's true. <laughs> I knew you'd spend $100 to go to the ball game. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, jeez. You it, a piece of work. it got to the point, though, a lot of the big college football teams, the stadium, before you can even buy tickets, you got to donate money to the university every year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's pretty common in order to buy tickets, uh-huh. you got to donate $1,000 to the booster club first. Uh-huh. Well, now, let me tell you what I repent thoroughly about that. I think sports are fine. They're okay. But let me tell you something. When you are a teacher, they will put so much pressure on you, the coaches and everybody else, to give passing grades to people who don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. And instead of spending $500,000 on a player, they'll pay an English teacher Thirty or forty thousand dollars a year, which practically is not livable nowadays. Mm-hmm. Used to pay you about twenty thousand a year, and yet they'll play it, pay a football player five hundred thousand a year, and I'm very resentful about that. I really am. I, I agree. I totally have cru- always crusaded about that. It, it just makes me so angry. Well, and in, uh, uh, let me ask you this. You know, there's a big push right now, that, and I think a lot of people have problem with this. They expect now a lot of big calls to start paying the players. What? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. The In fact, Patricia, last year, the, the players at Northwestern filed a lawsuit saying that really they're employees and they should get be paid like employees. You have got to be kidding no, me. No, no. What happened to I've the decision on that well, one? Well, then I have heard that. Isn't that obscene? Yeah, isn't that, but no, I got turned down the court. A chemistry the, teacher makes little money every year right. you know, for his field, or a math teacher or an English teacher, for goodness sakes, and they're going to pay a Yeah, and, I, and that's basically what, uh, there's a big trend now that they think that, that uh, college players are going to be paid. And uh, 
I hope one of the colleges who gets nailed with that, if it ever works in the player's favor, I hope one of the colleges has the guts enough to say, in that case, never mind. Well, there's only... just give up football. Okay, well, here's something for you. You know, there's over a... In the Division One, the big-time college football schools, I'm talking about, you know, the ones that give out scholarships. There's mm-hmm. like a, about 118 of them. How many schools do you think will even make any money? I'll, Not I'll, very many. I'll leave that on the table to, for, for the panel. You want to guess how many schools are really making any money? Their athletic department and the, the black. Up against, again, what okay. you say? There's 118 big-time college football programs that give out 85 scholarships a year to the okay. to the football player, and each one give out 200 scholarships a year um, to all you know, to all sports. How many schools are really even are in the black because of the athletic program? Out, out of 118. Yes. In mm-hmm. the black. In the black. In the black. Very few. Let me think. Well, Ohio took a big hit for all that sex scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So I know they're I, not in the black yet. I I don't think. I will say ten percent, and when we're talking one hundred and eighteen, that would be eleven uh, schools. Uh, you know what? You're about right. But there's only sixteen schools in the whole country that are making make, making any money. Smart of you, Patricia. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I really think once the players get paid, I think a lot of schools are just gonna get give up uh, that kind of level of supporting the sports program. They just won't have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. They're not here in Texas. Of course, we have a horrible governor, and they're not doing that here in Texas because you know what school districts do. The minute they get their hand on a penny, they don't fix the school building. They don't buy textbooks. They build a brand new stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And teachers pay. Are you kidding? They don't get that. You're lucky. Now, I'm lucky because I had a master's degree, so I started at a high high price. But... A lot of people I talk with with bachelor's degrees or people who are just coming in as young teachers, um, they, they, it, their pay is terrible, just terrible. Horrible I've pay. been saying that for years and years and years, Celeste. We, we are on the stadium. same page. We can build a stadium. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just think. Now, what... What is the outcome of that? Because all these people they're going to pay to play, mm-hmm. they're not all going to be successful once they get this phony graduation. What are they going to be able to do? Nothing. Because people, teachers pass them so they can play. So when they get out, they don't know anything. Well, what university? What about, what about so- high school coaching, Walden? Would that be a practical, a practical avenue for? Football players, college football players, who don't know nothing when they get out. Well, what a lot of them actually do, they go and volunteer or they become an assistant high school coach, so they don't necessarily have the teaching potential, but they, they, those guys will get paid peanuts. 
at all. Oh, yeah. I uh-huh. mean, there's no money. That depends, Walden. If you have a winning team, you get paid pretty well. Right, but the coach, you know, generally the coach on uh, at the school, but I'm thinking like the, form, the formal athletes who are going back, a lot of those guys are not necessarily on the faculty of a high school. And those guys necessarily don't get paid yeah. the big bucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you know the other thing that they cut to, uh, in order to build these stadiums and everything, they cut the arts also. They cut the music programs. They cut the mm-hmm. program. Anything like that that they can get their hands on to build a stadium, they do that instead of paying these pe- teachers you know, who teach, and, and look, all of these things that people teach, math, you know, math, English, history, we know those are the basics, but to be a well-rounded person, you should be able to take a music class or an art class or, uh, you know, something that rounds you out as a person, but that money all goes to football. Mm-hmm. They'll cut a band class or cut an art class or an advanced English class. They'll cut them in a minute to put to pay a coach. So that's the way it goes. Ooh. I'm sorry that our thoughts about... And then, like I said, after that, <laughs> all these guys that go through high school and college and they get passed and passed so they can graduate... If they don't make it on a professional team, what did they learn? What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. All don't good have points. Don't background to do anything. All good points. Yeah. Well, I'm. That, listen, I know that between Patricia and me, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's they know bad, better by now, a, Celeste. A bad subject for me. That's okay. Bad, 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 bad. But Trisha's the only one who got paid to cover sports, though. Yeah, what can I say? Oh, you know what I was going to tell you, Walden? Yeah. Did you see, uh, didn't Vince Scully die recently? Nope, he just uh, oh, retired. He retired. Oh, he did? Because did you see him get his Medal of Freedom? Yep, yep. Wasn't that good? Yeah, he was really surprised. He, he was very surprised. He was very surprised, and, uh... And he's such a humble person. When the White House called him, called him, he said, "I'm just a baseball announcer, and I'm just an old retired baseball announcer." Uh-huh. And he was right, John. He was just so humble to even think that the White House would even recognize him. Yeah, he's. But he's a very humble person. He in, really in is. Anyway, he was. I I watched it closely, and he was a little teary-eyed when Obama put the the metal around him, you know, he was a little bit teary-eyed, he had to use his handkerchief. What I was really surprised is, they call him that week, and Biden become the next week, I thought, boy, that is really a quick turnaround in order to get somebody to get all the, to make reservations and to show up to the White House, that's really a, that's really a quick window to... You know, here you're getting the mail vault and come next week. I mean, boy, uh, you know. Did he, have, did he have to pay for his own transportation? I don't know. Oh, no, no. Boy, I hope not. I don't know. 
No, of course he didn't. You know. Uh, whoever whoever your uh, whoever your senators and congressmen are and all that from isn't he from California? Yeah. I my and my guess is they probably got so many tickets and accommodation oh. be my guess. Yeah. But I don't I'm, sure I'm sure he didn't have to pay anything to go. Yeah. I would hope not. Oh, well, none of the people that receive those medals have to pay to go, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he was really, it was, he I, was very, I don't know why, it just happened to turn on the news. No, it, it, I, it was it was such a moving, his phone call from the White House was on YouTube. And he was just, he was just blown away that they would call him to let him know he won the Medal of, the medal of Freedom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite a large one this time. They usually don't have that many. No, it, it was quite a list of people. There were about 20 recipients there. Yeah, true. Wow. Was there another sports person who won one? Uh, yes. I mean, Kareem. My, my, uh, uh, Michael Jordan was there. Yeah. Yeah, Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was thinking with of. Bill Gates. I think Bill Gates with Bill Melinda Gates, yes, for their foundation. Um, their foundation, yeah, they uh, won. Let's see who else. There were some other, you know, big time people. Couple of actors, and I can't remember who. Was it Robert? Was it Robert De Niro? Maybe De Niro was on there. He was. Or, 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 De Niro was there. there. Yes. Yeah, we could probably that? Google and find out. They'd probably. Be I'm Googling. Way. I'm Googling. Oh. Have no fear. I'm Googling. Keep Googling. Oh, good. Patricia, like you know that'd be that'd be a good thing for Patricia to look up. She's gonna Google for me, but she's not gonna do it for you. I know. Well, you know, he he, you two are cahoots. Yeah, we're, you two, we're you, against you. You you're, you're, you're cahoots on sports, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, that's a great. Go ahead, Patricia. Be mean to Walden and just Google for me. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Google. Okay, now. Okay, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Eloise Cobell, that was posthumous. I don't even know who. I don't know who that I one. I see tribal community. Okay, she was a Native American. Uh-huh. Ellen DeGeneres, that one I knew. Robert right. De Niro. Yeah. Richard Garwin. Don't know him. Physicist. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, okay. Bill and Melinda Gates. Yeah. Right. Frank Gehry. Don't um, know him. Leading architect. Okay. Margaret Hamilton. Created onboard flight software for NASA's Apollo command modules. How huh. about that? Tom Hanks. Boy, if anybody deserved it in the yep. entertainment industry, it was Tom Hanks. Right. Oh, oh is it Grace wonderful? Yeah. Known as Amazing, Amazing Grace, the first lady of software, forefront of computers and programming development in the 1940s through the 80s. Michael Jordan. Maya Lin, an artist and designer known for her work in sculpture and landscape. Oh, she's the one who designed the Vietnam Oh, Memorial, Memorial. yeah. Right. Yes, I forgot her name. Lauren Michaels, producer and screenwriter. This is Um, Asian. Saturday Night Live, yeah. Mm -hmm. Newt Minow. Anybody know that? Nope. No. An attorney with a long, distinguished career in public life. Served in in World World War II. SEC Commissioner. Supreme 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 Court clerk, counsel to the governor of Illinois. President Kennedy selected him to serve as chairman of the Federal Communications Committee, so he's got a really long list here. Yeah. Eduardo Padron, present, 
president of Miami Dade College. Oh. Hmm. Speaking of. <laughs> It's okay. All right. Robert Redford, what do you know? I thought Robert got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Diana Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Vin Scully, Bruce Springsteen, and Cicely Tyson. Right. Yeah. What an interesting list. I think I heard that Cicely's over 90 years old now. She is. Really? Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. So my my question is to you, Patricia. What's the history of the Medal of Freedom? How far back does it go? Oh, let me think. Google, Google, Google. <laughs> no, 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 because you know the answer, don't you? No, I don't. Or do you? I don't. <laughs> I think there ought to be a rule. Nobody asks questions <laughs> unless you know the answers. <laughs> Twice tonight you did that to me. Okay. Uh, Who knows that to you, Patricia? I've heard him. <laughs> I don't Thank know. You. I don't know everything. Why do everybody think I know everything? You know, it, it, no, I don't think you know everything. I think you should know what the answer <laughs> is before you give us the question. <laughs> All right. Let us see here. Medal of Freedom bestowed by uh, History of the Award. Do not go away. Do not go away. Let me see. President Kennedy established... No, can't be. 240 Medals of Freedom have been awarded per one presidential medal. Oh, 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 okay. Medals of Freedom, and then there's a presidential medal of freedom. Uh-huh. So we get 240 medals of freedom, and then the highest presidential award is the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and there is one to 240. For every 240 medals, you get one presidential medal. Okay, President John F. Kennedy established the current decoration in 1963 through Executive Order 11085. Unique and distinctive insignia awarded with distinction. Da, 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 da. Gee, it doesn't. They always, they always give us such confusing information. Let me try another one. You know, you know uh, why? Um, um, the, I think Kennedy did that, but I could be wrong because you know he was so big on uh, space. He wanted. Remember how he was really dedicated to space exploration? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Huh. Yep. And he, I think he wanted to give one to John Glenn, He was, and he did mm. give one to John Glenn. Who just, we just lost him. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I have a trivia question for the panel, and I know the answer. Oh, dear. <laughs> you learned your lesson, didn't you? Surprise, surprise. What is the oldest award that the United States gives? The Purple Heart. Very good, Patricia. Yeah. And who's the first one? Who who was the first one that gave it out? Lincoln. George Washington. Washington. Very good, George Patricia. Washington. George Washington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Are you impressed? I am impressed. Yeah. I read that about six months ago, and I remembered. There's nothing wrong with your brain. <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mouth. My words keep getting mixed up. <laughs> I, I told somebody in the supermarket the other day, you know, when you when you almost crash baskets, 
and I said, we need a traffic light. Oops, maybe it's a traffic light. <laughs> <laughs> Those kinds of things, you know. Well, we could call those. What's out of my mouth is not what's in my head. We could, we could call those mouth pops. Yeah, that's all. Traffic light. I know other people want to call in. It's New Year. I've had such a good time talking to you. Well, same here, Celeste. I'm glad. I'm glad your computer's working. My Winamp was gone. I cussed that Winamp. You'll never know how much I. Well, you know, you 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 have more computer problems. You want to give us a call, and we'll stick John and Lori on it. They have nothing else to do besides fixing computer problems. So we'll <laughs> we'll make sure you're up and running. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad, glad you got through Well, good night, the three of you, and a very happy new year, and we're going to have a better year, we hope. You too. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm getting feedback. I know. somebody got their sound card up. Is that me? I'm, I'm yeah, that's you. Right. Yeah, that's you, Ron. Yeah, you got to turn your, you got to turn your mic, you got to turn your mic sound card down. Thanks. Yeah, I see that. Well, anyhow, oh. I had it down. I just turned it up. Let's see. That's what happens. Okay. 714. Five, four, I'm five. Trying to go. You okay? Uh, I was just lurking along here. That's okay. Are you, gonna, are you going to sing Groucho Marx song? I'm going to go. I'm, no, I'm going. No, 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 no. Okay. I don't think so. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You guys take care. You too. Thanks, John. Happy New Year. Same to you. Hello, Carl. You're on with Patricia and John. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Dan. Dan from Indiana, he's awake. And by the way, awake. Oh, stop, stop, stop. Happy New Year, the ball has dropped in Times Square. You let that pass by, you didn't even stop and, and make a make a notation about that. No, no, I'm going to step away for one second because nature calls, so I'll be right back. <laughs> we don't need to know. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> but I'm next. Hi, Dan. It'll How be a YouTube video here? in a couple hours. Okay. What? Walden. Yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> is, that a gas, is that a Gasman I hear? Yes. That is a John Gasman you hear. That's a darn Gasman I hear. How are the Gasmans? It's John Gasman. <laughs> How are you doing, Dan? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you, too. I hear California's getting quite a bit of rain, finally. Yeah, I talked, finally. I talked to my nephew tonight, and they were bracing for a biggie. Yeah, we've gotten a lot, a lot, lot more than we had, did last year, that's for sure. That's right. Hopefully you won't have any fires now. You, yeah. you never know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. How's Alabama? Um, cold. Cold? Cold. Well, if you're cold in Alabama, think what we're doing up here. Uh, I don't know what you're doing up there. What are you doing up there? <laughs> uh, we've been flirting with a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow, uh, you know, a few uh, snow flurries here and there. Snow flurries? Uh-huh. Yeah, snow flurries. Yuck. Okay. Yeah, it's 62 good. in Fort Myers right now. And you can hold on one second. I'll tell you what it is. And right now it's rain and 48 here in Troy, and it's going down to um, today the high was 54. And it will go down to 48, which is kind of silly because it's 48 now. Um, <laughs> but, I'm, you know, it's really cold. 
You're in your parka, I'm sure. I'm I'm all dressed up in lots of clothes. Absolutely. Yeah, it was 48 here last uh, yesterday, but we had that darn wind. It was like we had a wind chill. I mean, it was yeah. like it was in the 30s. Hmm. So, but who knows? Hey, I have some information. You were talking oh. about Newton Minow, who just received a an award. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. You know who Newton Minow is, if you well, just if I go stop back, and think about it. If I go back to the list, I'll know. Huh? What? what? No, go ahead. Tell me. Okay. Okay, just think about the last name of Minnow. What What does Minnow remind you of? A little fish. Of a little fish, okay. Do you remember a boat that was called Minnow? <gasps> oh, oh my goodness, Gilligan's Island. Yes. Do you know why that was called the Minnow? I'm back. Yeah. Okay. Sherwood right. Schwartz uh, named it the Minnow to poke fun at Newton Minnow, who called TV a vast wasteland in 1961. <laughs> and, and if he lived around 2017, he'd be right. He's still living, I believe. Well, he had to wait a little bit before he's on target now. He sure is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that, mm-hmm. he's 90 years old now, so I guess... Oh, my gosh, where is he living? Where Where is he living? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure offhand. Not sure of the location. Fort Myers, Florida? <laughs> A lot I'll of them do back. move here. All right, let me see. Newton, I'm hey, hey, John, by the sure. way, um, I never heard the final story. Whatever happened to Knott Berry Farm last night? Where did they did they wind up getting all those people down? I never heard it. For those who who aren't who didn't know the story, yeah, a whole bunch of people got trapped up on a, a ride about 130 feet in the air, and they were. Uh, I'm sure they got them down. I never heard anymore. They about uh, it. they got they were stuck up there the last hour for six hours. Yeah, they got them down. They got them down one by one uh, with a uh, repelling rope. Oh, they did. Okay, that had to be a lot of fun, huh? Yeah, I don't know how many people were stuck up there. There were 20 people up there. 20 people. For six hours. Uh-huh. And they had to get a couple of kids down. I imagine the kids would get terrified. Because mm-hmm. none, none of the fire fire trucks or fire people could get up there. It was just too high. They didn't have ladders tall enough, no. I guess. Yeah. So how did they get them down? They, they, by rope. By rope. Apparently, oh. uh, repel- repellers went up and brought them down, like, you know, one by one. And and where was this happening? Knoxbury Farm. Which is in Buena Park, right next door to Anaheim. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Well, see... You know, that, it was, it was another, cold last another, night, so... That's another illustration of why I'm always on the ground with the Welcome Home Committee. <laughs> I am never up... Anywhere. I don't go on Ferris wheels. I don't go on roller coasters. I don't go. In my stupid years, I did. May I ask the panel? May I ask the big question? Mm, yeah. Okay. When, when did your stupid years stop? <laughs> Last week. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand. Um, 
they they I think they ended when I got bitten by the rabid raccoon. That was it, yeah, huh? I think that was about the end of that it. That was it. That was the end of it. No more critters, no more stupids. Yeah. Did now, you, how does one get bit by a rabid raccoon? Did 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 you what what did you thought you were invincible? What made you think you could play with the raccoons and not get bite? Oh well, I mean when I played with the raccoons that was fine. Um until I got bitten by one. <laughs> it uh yeah, one gets bitten by a rabid raccoon when she walks outside the office of a person who was being interviewed and it had a park like setting with a little lake and was more like a pond and a raccoon in the daylight trying to get to water but would back up and get to water and I thought, We're in trouble here, <laughs> you know? And the raccoon took one look at me and charged. I did not know these things could run that fast and just charged and locked into my leg. Wow. I know. Shots? Yes. Yes. Oh boy. That's yes, not indeed. How many how many shots did you have to get? Only, I, you know, I was really fortunate because we are into a system of just five vaccines, you know, five mm-hmm. shots of the vaccine, and they have to be perfectly spaced according to the time schedule that whatever, whoever thinks up the time schedule, perfectly spaced, and you have to have it at the same time. And by the time I got my first injection, it was close to midnight. So I was in the emergency room of the hospital for five different nights at midnight to get my injections. But that was the only that was the only inconvenience. It was just a, you know, shot in the arm. So I was really lucky. Five five shots. And I, that was it. I thought in the old days you used to be twenty one. It was twenty one. You'd get one every day for three weeks. And this lasted oh, I guess maybe a week and a half. They were spaced out over a week and a half. And then it was just five shots in the arm and no big deal. So I was did really they, lucky. Did they capture the raccoon or did it run off? Oh, it ran off, but they went into the community area and captured, I don't know how many raccoons. They were living in the garages. They were living all over the place. And I, I would think that they got the one that was sick, but they let them all go in the, in the woods. Oh, you're kidding. Now you figured that one out. You figured that one out. Somewhere in there. There were rabid raccoons. Well, that, that, just, the reason that the reason it attacked you was because it had rabies. I mean, normally right. it would have just run off. I, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it would be more afraid of you than than no, the. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> no, they are in attack mode. <laughs> when when you've got a rabid animal, they are in an attack mode. So. Yeah. He attacked me, and nobody felt sorry for me. Not even my mm-hmm. doctor until he saw the bite. He said, oh, you really did get bitten. You know, I don't lie about these things. Of course I got bitten. The raccoon was locked onto my leg. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. I mean, they didn't, really they didn't believe you got bit? He didn't believe I got bitten until I came into the office, and he said, oh, my, you got teeth marks there. Yes, I did. You come back a week later, and you're frothing at the mouth. They might believe it. <laughs> That's right. A couple of weeks, I would be foaming at the mouth. You are right. You are right, but it was quite a trip. Nobody, nobody would listen to me when I called around for the rabies vaccine. I said, my doctor has seen it. He wants me to have it. No, and they just bounced me all over the place. So finally I called the health department. No, I guess I didn't call the health department. I called the news station first. 
and told them what had happened. And they got in touch with the health department, and the health department got in touch with me, and the health department got in touch with the local hospital. I mean, but you shouldn't have to call the news station to get medical treatment. You just shouldn't, you know? But I did. Did they, and then did I they, did. Do, a, did they do a story? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They had cameras in the emergency room. It was really pretty cool. Um, yeah, they did. They got a story out of it. I got my medical treatment, and all came out very well. And did, I think, and did, next time, did they in, call. Did they, yeah. did they interview you? Did they report you? Did you get bit? They reported that I was bitten, yes. But did they do a personal interview with you about the bite? No. Okay. No, they just gave the story. Okay. Which was fine, because I would prefer not to do that. Um, you know? So, But anyway, that that was my story. And that's when I learned the health department doctor told me that anybody who gets bitten by a raccoon, whether it's healthy or not or appears, appears healthy or not, if you get bitten by a raccoon, you should have the rabies series because a raccoon can harbor rabies for nine months before it starts showing symptoms itself. How's that? Wow. For a... That's terrible. I mean, that that shook me up a little bit because there I was, playing with the raccoons. <laughs> oh, in my stupid years. Yes. See, if you'd, if you'd just been playing with the ducks, you wouldn't have been bit. Now, ducks bite, too, but I don't think they've got rabies. No, I don't think ducks have rabies, no. Yeah, Even a goose. They, they've got serious nips. They do. They do. Bruises. They do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And how's how's uh, Sister Barbara, otherwise known as Bubbles? <laughs> I didn't get that at first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bubbles is fast asleep on the sofa again. That's her. That's her thing. That's too bad. I want Too bad she didn't come on. Well, we'll hear enough of Barbara. Would you hear enough? Wake her up. From, no, no, no! Don't, don't wake her up. But you know, she's not. Hear she's not really a night owl like her big sister. No. Apparently not. No, she was down and out at ten o'clock. She. That's when you get up. I know. I know. And I was walking around with my little tail dragging today. Saying, oh, <laughs> I don't wanna. I'm so tired. And then as soon as we say hello, everybody, boom. Here I am. Mm -hmm. What? I really am here. Is there anybody out there? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I hear. Uh -huh. I hear the laughs in the oh, background. Yeah. This is good. This is good. So Dan, have oh. you swept for the last two weeks? What have you been doing? I've just been enjoying my time off, getting a little extra rest. Uh, been doing a few chores. Been visiting some friends and uh, haven't seen in a while. Been taking around a few Christmas gifts. Uh, did you get my email? I got many emails from you. I, anything today? Uh, probably earlier today, maybe about seven o'clock tonight. Seven o'clock? No, I haven't looked at anything in the last. We had we had company for dinner, so I haven't looked at any email for the last four or five hours. Okay. What? Okay. Well. Sometimes I go twenty-four hours without looking at email. See, he's not as diligent as you are. <laughs> <laughs> when when I can access email. In Alabama, I am able to find 
an email. Well, I, I can load hot, which is really strange. I can load Hotmail twice a day, and it's a dice roll to find out the time that I can do that. And when it does come up, I will frequently have only one email to look at before it shuts down on me. Hmm. It's only Hotmail. Every place else works. I don't know. Well, have so, you talked to Bubbles about this? Have she paid her phone bill? Yes, she has. Okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to be here. Okay. Well, it might I be. Mean, every other place works. It's just Hotmail that goes screwy. And that's the one can, I would prefer to have <laughs> over all the others. Can you listen to the stream of the uh, radio program? Sure. I can do well, anything except get on Hotmail. It's odd. Because I would think if you had a connection to the Internet, you would get your hotmail coming through. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But it just locks up halfway through, you know, when, when you get the little zippy-doos on top in your search bar. Mm-hmm. And it will tell you what it's trying to access, and it gets to Outlook.com, and it stops at the dot. Hmm. I don't know. Fix me. Seems very odd. I know. And it's just me. Barbara's works fine. Well, maybe because you brought in a, uh, are you, have you used a Hotmail on her computer? She, in order to do that, she has to sign out. Right. So I can sign in. Right. And on her, see, she's not on a Macintosh, you know, she's on a PC. We could not, between the two of us, we could not find how to sign out. Okay. So I went to Google, and they said, okay, here you go. First you do this, then mm-hmm. you do There were six lines of instructions in order to sign out from Hotmail. And I thought, no, <laughs> you'll never get back in. So I politely declined. Oh, actually, I'm surprised you didn't use the second most popular search engine on after Google on the Internet. Which is? That's my, next, that's my next trivia question to both of, to the panel. They just can't figure this out. After Google, who's number two in terms of uh, searching for answers? Searching for answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Yahoo. Dan? I was going to say Yahoo also. And John? Yeah, that was my immediate thought. It's now YouTube. You two. Okay. You two have taken over at number two for things for people to search for answers now. you got to be kidding no, me. No, no, no. But probably because it comes, a lot of them come with video instructions or whatever. But right now, I heard this past week, YouTube has taken over at number two at the most. Oh, for pity's sake. Yeah. And how many, how many little puppies grows up and learns how to drink water? How many of those do you have to wade through before you get an answer? <laughs> Well, if you search for how to use Hotmail on YouTube, there's probably a video instruction. Well, no, that's really true. That's really true. Mm-hmm. But I get I get to YouTube occasionally for those kinds of instructions, like how to set up a separate hard drive. Type right, thing on right, Macintosh. That, right. And, and some of them are really good. People take great pains to put down in a video 
the kinds of things that people don't know how to do for themselves. Like, this is the way you use your computer to do this, and this is a Macintosh, and this is a PC. And they don't get paid for any of this. Oh, some of, them, do yeah, it. some of them do. Well, the poor little guys who have helped me don't look commercial at all. <laughs> actually, actually, there's a way, and, and this is how we can make a living, Patricia. Oh, gee. Another one. I should be keeping notes. Okay, <laughs> how, how, how? There are people making a living on YouTube by... They sign up, they put a little, make a little video, and they sign up for the ad to, to have ads. So the ads that we all see in front of some of these things, that's how, mm -hmm. they get, that's how they get paid. Well, that's great. Now I have to come up with something to put up there in order to put an ad up there in Let's order see. to attract people. How Patricia, right? how Patricia grow tulip bulbs or something, you know, something. <laughs> <laughs> My tulip bulb days are over, and I had such really wonderful tulip bulbs. I had candy striped tulips. See that you can go back and harvesting flowers and make a mint. Make mm -hmm. a mint. Mm. Okay. Whatever you say, Walter. <laughs> but no, you, it, you are. Yeah. You are the administrator here. But that is, that is now. That's what they're saying. YouTube is number two, is where people find find their answers to things. That is amazing. That is really amazing. You know, so it, it, when people do this, you know, I Google and then pick a YouTube that right. comes up. Right, that's how I do it. Absolutely, absolutely matches what I'm looking for. Right. But to go to YouTube and put in a question, you can't put in a question. You have to put in keywords. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, John, I know you do a lot of YouTube. Can you search any question thing or is it all topic? Driven. I never have used the YouTube search field. I've always done Google to search for YouTube through Google. Yeah. Yeah, I've never asked YouTube a question. I never think about doing that. Uh-huh. Dan, a reference librarian, have you used YouTube to search for answers? I have if I'm looking for, like, a tutorial on how to do something. So how would you, how, how would you do... brother used that when he, uh, you know, my brother... Uh, buys and flips homes and you know if he's looking for how to you know instructions on how to you know do some type of repair he'll go to you to uh to youtube and he'll uh find you know instructions or uh you know if i'm looking if i'm looking for like a tutorial on how to do you know something i'll go to youtube you know i, I i've gone there for like ted talks and the con uh Tutorials? Are you familiar with those? I think I've heard Ted. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, they're really interesting. You know, they're the Khan Academy is uh, was established by a gentleman who was trying to find um, math help for his son, I believe, back probably been 15 years ago, and uh, he produce these videos on different, you know, uh, you know, uh, topics, mm -hmm. you know, f educational topics. So, but... Uh, but could you go to the YouTube search engine and type in a question, or is it really not built for that? I don't... I, I think it's more keyword-driven uh -huh. as opposed to question. You know, the, the, the only uh, search engine that I... 
know of that really is question, you know, where you can put in a question and get an answer was the uh, ask.com website. And that was the old uh, Ask Jeeves site. Yeah, Ask Jeeves was pretty good. Mm -hmm, It was, but I think that changed a few years ago. I think Ask Jeeves just became Ask. Yeah, and uh, it just, it went down, it disappeared, did it not? I believe it did, yes. Yeah, that's really a shame. But now Uh I can put a question into Google and I'll get some answers. Uh Uh-huh. But I didn't, I have never tried it on YouTube. I've always gone to Google, waited for a YouTube YouTube reply you know, one, in, in one of the responses, and click that. I've never gone to YouTube to ask a question. Well, what I do, well, yeah. you do it. What I do on the on Google, when I want to watch something on YouTube, or look, I always type in YouTube, and then the, the topic matter, the topic matter after that, and that's, then I search through all the YouTube through Google for me. That's how I quickly yeah. go through it. Well, do you know how we could solve this problem? Uh, uh, we can ask, try we, it. We can ask Bubbles to do to get her PC <laughs> up. Us at midnight here. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke her up. <laughs> all right. What I can do is go to YouTube and ask it a question. <laughs> Wouldn't that, you know, and here we are. I don't know. Can you do it? I don't know. Uh, your browser is no longer supported. Silly, silly, silly. Of course it is. <laughs> so, Dan, are we ever going to get to the point that we're going to do away with reference books completely? And absolutely. Absolutely not. There was a story on uh, CBS News tonight that said uh, bookstores and are making a comeback, and print titles have gone up by, I think, 50 million in the last uh, three years. I'm sure you can find the story on cbsnews.com. Well, do we, do we, do I read we, that myself. Do we, do we, that brick and mortars are coming back. Do we really believe them? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I, I, they gave examples I of stores that had come back. I know we did a survey with our students, and 92% of them still wanted uh, print books and items in print. So that's a pretty high margin there. But I'm thinking of reference books, though. I was, I was wondering if those might be the one going by the board, considering more and more people are using church things online. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I think it really depends on what you're searching. I think, I think some dictionaries and I think some encyclopedias are still helpful, especially for younger children. But, um, you know, some of those... Databases are pretty large. You you can do so much more just with it with the subject uh, with the subject matter online. What's the most expensive book you've ordered for the library? So maybe a, a reference yeah. manual or something or a database. What which one's the biggest ticket item? Yeah, um, good question. I'm trying to think what it would have been. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a multi-set of, uh, you know, just reference books, they can get pretty expensive at times. Um, you know, the grants database, those books are pretty expensive. Any idea what the cost would be? Uh, I think a couple thousand dollars. 
last time I... Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. References well, are pretty expensive. What? Yes. I typed in I typed in what are ten top children's books. Yes. And I got top ten books for babies, top ten huh? illustrated children's books, inappropriate kids' books that actually <laughs> exist. <laughs> Nine to twelve years old, favorite children's books. So I guess you can put in a question. They'll pick their own keywords. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn. Yeah. Right, give me a question to throw in here. John, you got a question? What do you want to throw on YouTube? John went to bed. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, there he is. Good morning. How about, um, ooh, we got a firework here. I wonder if it has anything, put something in there by yesterday USA, see if it has any type of a of an answer. There you go. Okay, what's the question? What is the Yesterday USA Radio Network? Radio USA, Pirate Radio USA, on the air. Um, pop radio songs? No, it's not here. We're not listed. No. How? Well, who? That's only because nobody submitted one. That's true. Well, Walden, you're the executive producer. Guess what you got to learn to do in 2017, Patricia? Oh. Never um, mind. Okay. <laughs> Dan, you're gonna okay. help. You'll help Patricia learn on how to. That she can upload stuff on the YouTube, right, Dan? I'm sorry. What now? You're gonna teach Patricia how to upload material onto YouTube, right? Uh, sure. Why not? Why not? Okay. <laughs> I'm sure she could Google it. I'm sure she could Google it and find out how. Yeah, and, I, and and it would send me to YouTube. That's true. That's right. Exactly. But I have to have something to upload first. Yes. Well, all our interviews. That way we get paid for it. Really? Really? No kidding? No kidding. Who, who owns them? Oh, great question. Property of USA. Great question. Well, I will claim. I'll claim. I'll claim everything we've done here. You you can claim ownership. Uh huh. Okay? Yep. All right. And I'll grant it to you, Patricia. Let me, let me know how you make it. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's one thing that you could put on uh, YouTube would yeah. be all the Spurback uh, interviews that you've yeah, done. Yeah, well, I thought. I thought about that because Rep does that. And rep, yeah. gets, and rep gets a, a monthly paycheck for their stuff, and they don't have very much stuff up there. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. It, do, they, do they have advertising? Uh-huh. So it's the advertising that they get money from, not YouTube, right? Correct. Correct. And, okay. and Patricia, Patricia could put up her awful shows. Yeah, I think uh, her, uh, all her commentary. Wouldn't that be fun? I, that's why I think, really, that's what I would put all our Yesterday USA interviews. That way we get, you know, some of that. Get a quick here, quick there. You never know. Yeah, but the awful shows—that would be really entertaining. We could do—we could do very. Oh, we could do all of them that way. Ooh, Dan, that's a great idea. I'll put Ricky hey. Diamond up first. Well, considering, 
considering how many people said, I missed your show, well, they could go to YouTube to, to hear the replay. Wow. Okay, Patricia, you got a money-making, you got money-making thing to do when you get home. You're, you're going to be learning how to upload stuff to YouTube. Yeah. What what was the radio program you said that you uh, used and they helped you with earlier? Was it radio something or other? I, I didn't follow that question. Uh, Walden mentioned some radio program. I mentioned a radio program. Uh huh. It was they helped you. It's an internet company. Oh, radio dot co. Radio dot what now? Dot co dot co. Oh, just radio dot co. Okay. Yeah, that's. I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's the that's the streaming company we're with. Um. And but they don't have anything to do with YouTube. YouTube is something we're going to have to do ourselves. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would uh, that would be so much fun. Well, why don't we do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. I've always I've always thought this is a great way for, for income, and it would be great advertising for Yesterday USA. And for Radio Spirit. Well, even for our interviews and the Friday night shows and the Saturday night shows and yeah. everything. Yeah, the Friday night shows are only only because they're in half-hour pieces. I think they would fly well for now. Well, I think all, even a, the live Friday night show would be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, sure. Sure. Oh, John, do you have access to Larry's <laughs> files? Oh, yeah. we. I have transferred all the files to sitting... On all drives, there's hours upon. We got over 10,000 hours of material sitting there. Hmm. Just of just the USA stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I love this idea. Well, I mean, people are making a living on YouTube. Why not us? Why not us? Well, thank you, Dan. We have brainstormed. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Whoa, whoa, what's that? What's that? Did I lose everybody? No, we're here. I think Dan was swimming. Are you swimming in Indiana, oh, Dan? He, he, yeah, he hopped out of range. Oh, we'll just sit here and wait till Dan can find a better spot. Do you hear me? There you are. Yeah, now we're going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't moved. I was just sitting here listening. Okay, well, we appreciate that. Yeah. So, but that that Fibber McGee and Molly clip I sent you, that was for YouTube. Yeah, that's right. So, see, yeah. that's how they do it. They just do a, a new little introduction, and then they put it on YouTube. Do you remember how many views that clip had? Uh, good question. I could probably find it here. Um, but you could... Just look, just click on it, and it would take you to, uh, you know, it would tell you how many views there were. Let me see. I don't know if I still have that up or not. Uh, well, you could you could check the email that you sent to me, which I can't get to because it's on Hotmail. Okay, just one second here. Uh, well, I could go to that, I could go to YouTube. I got it right here. I think. Yeah, hang on here okay. one second here. Uh, oh, I'm, just, I'm on YouTube, so let me just put Fibber and Molly in here. Mm -hmm. Here we go. 
I was really surprised. Our friend Lori Gassman made a great statement last night. What was that now? Well, both Larry and John, you both love Jack Benny, right, John? Wake up, John. John must have went and cooked some popcorn. Anyway, <laughs> for, for many years, Larry has said that Jack Benny's show is the most well-written radio show of all time. Really? He has now changed his opinion. Good. He thinks Fibber McGee and Molly and Jack Benny are equal. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that was, um, a, I thought that was a major... Statement concerning, you know, John and Lori put together a, a well-known Jack Benny log and a lot of things on the supporting the history of Jack Benny. And I thought that was a remarkable statement he made last night. Okay. Well, he's halfway there. That's good. <laughs> I I have an answer for you. What? Okay. That clip I sent you was published on December 29th of 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was... Three days ago? Mm-hmm. In three days, it had 142 views. Well, that's pretty good. Very nice. Nobody knows who Fibber no. McKee and Molly are <laughs> in today's... Society. ...millennia-type no. people. Basically 50 a day. That's pretty good. That's nice. Not bad. Who knows Who knows what the Friday night awful shows were doing? Millions upon millions upon millions of watches. <laughs> Exactly. See, but it's right, oh. Ten months ago, the cross-eyed cat was put up there, uh-huh. and this is ten months, 2,340 views. Oh, that's uh, oh, wait a minute. That's a great question to ask you. Where's the most watched video on YouTube? Oh, that's a good question. What is the most watched? The, the, the highest. Uh huh. Yep. Ask YouTube that. All right. Let me see if I can do something here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't go away. Did Santa Claus bring Walden anything good? It was pretty quiet. It was a lot of a lot of meals and a lot of family time. Uh, nothing, nothing earth shattering. Big, big, you know, blockbuster items this year. So. I but I, I, I was happy, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? How about Dan? Did you get anything really nice from Santa? Uh, we played it real low-key this year. We just uh-huh. much got together for a meal, and and that was about it. I went around and saw my friend Mrs. Keller, took her a fruit basket, and went and saw another neighborhood uh, lady and took her a gift, and I went and saw a couple that I had known for years and took them uh, some, uh, took them a small gift. Now, let me ask you this. Maybe this is a, maybe thing i grew grown up with, and I wanted this a Midwest thing. My mom, for years, have always baked items, and then we'd go around and give it to the neighbors. If, if that's what we, you know, Areas I've no, grown up with? Or they, you think that's a Midwest custom? I don't know if it's Midwest. I, I know people who still do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of ask Patricia but, and John, they, and they, they didn't grow up with that kind of 
system, but you know they they're not for the Midwest, you know per se. Uh huh. Yeah. What kind of system? I'm looking for the top, <laughs> the highest number of YouTube views. What uh, what didn't I grow up with, please? Having your family bake a bunch of homemade bakery goat items and give them out for Christmas to our neighbors. I don't think so. We didn't even get a bunch of homemade. Anyway. <laughs> no. no, we did not. We did not. But, but Dan yeah. said he no, knew I, people. So I was just saying, I was just wondering if that's sort of a Midwest thing. I don't know. No, well, I, I can't attest to that because we were sort of a standalone icon. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things that other people did. <laughs> so here, I have I set up. Uh, my question was highest number of YouTube views, mm -hmm. and up the list came 20 most viewed videos on YouTube of all time, and this is 2016. Okay, it was posted. And when I clicked on it, it says I have to sign in to confirm my age because there's a content. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'd better move no, on to moved another. To, yeah. Topic. And, and this one that says a content warning has 1,748,573 views, and now I am 74. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So I think I'd better go back and see if there's anything more appropriate than that one. What the highest more family views or whatever, you know, family subject matter or something. Okay, most viewed videos of all time, over 270 million views. Let's see. 270? They know that was met many has, people on the face of the earth. Oh, my gosh, no. It has 2,724,364,663 views. Um, gosh, she shows you got a penny of views. Oh, it was, jeez, it, it's that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Korean. It came over from Korea. The guy just stands up and wiggles, and uh, he he doesn't really wiggle. He just moves back and forth, waves his arms, and he's short and fat and wears glasses. <laughs> he's, he is not a likely candidate for being a two billion dollar. <laughs> 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 2.7 $2. Views. Let me see what the comments are. Mm -mm. Uh, see, uh, Patricia, if if he's getting that many views, I'm sure you'd be good for a couple million. Yeah, I would say so. You know, gee whiz, yeah. You know, everybody wants my picture. If I put it up there, I'd get a bunch of views, right? Wait a minute. You said you, can, so. you you said you can wiggle your ears. We can just have you wiggle that's, your that's ears. True. I can wiggle my ears. Uh huh. What else can I do? I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> My talents are limited. Oh, it's Chris Shaw, K-R-I-S-H, Chris Shaw, S-H-A-H. We are three minutes away from midnight in the Midwest. Ah, good. And, and the central, yes, the central zone, which Alabama is in. So let me go get the kid. All righty. I have to wake her up yeah. again. Go ahead. You wake her up. Okay. You gonna wake her up? You gonna yeah. bring bubbles on here? I know she's gonna offer bubbles. This will be my second time here. Hold on. Oh boy. Now I I I don't understand how Louisville can be on Eastern time, you, and you head south, due south, and they're on Central time. Making that confusing. It's yes. just totally confusing. I mean, we're really progressive here again. Well, isn't the parts of Indiana in different time zones? Yes, they are. But, 
why why is that, Dan? Uh, good question. I think you should look it up on YouTube. <laughs> what am I looking up? I had to go wake the kids. We we were debating here why Indiana didn't have different time zones all in one state. I don't know. I try, that's, that's the railroad. They started it. I know. That's right. Yeah, the the area near Chicago and the area near Evansville, they are on the central time. And then other parts in Eastern Time. And then the re- most of the state now is on Eastern Time. See, Indiana used to not change its time zone except where I live, which is near Louisville, and we would always go with what went on with Louisville. Okay, so here's my question to you, Dan. Yes, yes. I always assume Indiana is part of the Midwest. But if you're mostly in the Eastern Time Zone, then you can't be part of the Midwest. So what are you? No, we're Midwest. We're Midwest. But you're Eastern. You know? You're in the Eastern Time Zone. Well, Ohio is, and Michigan is. Well, that's far. That's far east. You know, it, uh, you would you consider Michigan and Ohio part of the Midwest? I would. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, Happy New Year in Alabama. Oh, is it already? Oh, let me see. Yes, it is. Hello, everybody. Hello, Barbara. Hello there. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. So are you going to sing for us, Barbara? Sing? Sing. Sing? Sing. Ay, yay, yay. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. (laughs) 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 How's that? This is my sister, Barbara. She is in Alabama, and so am I. So she gets to say Happy New Year for her state. Mm-hmm. Um, and who else is, is uh, speaking? You have Dan from Indiana. Hello, Barbara. Oh, hi, Dan. You have John Gasman from California. Hi, John. Hello there. And you have me. You have Walden from Costa Mesa, California. And Patricia. Oh, yes, yes. What is it? Um, 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 cuddles and who else? <laughs> cuddles is Ralph in California. Oh, okay. Well, Walden is lovable. Yes. Lovable. I'm adorable. adorable. You're adorable. What am I? And Ron is irresistible. Mm. And you are I'm Barbara. Right. <laughs> Just plain old Barbara. Can I be somebody? <laughs> Somebody. Dan, so, Dan, yeah. Dan, have, Dan had W bubbles. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay, I, I can handle that. You can handle <laughs> bubbles? Sure. And now she's sure. going to call me deplorable. <laughs> no. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just, I just heard something very interesting in Barbara. I think Barbara can pronounce sure better than Patricia can. What do you think, guys? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, oh, that New York thing? Yeah, say hey. sure. Say sure, Barbara. Sure. Patricia? No, sure. 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 Whatever. Whatever. This is really exciting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, listen, I just wanted to say Happy New Year to everybody. 
And um, I, I hope you have um, uh, a happy, safe, and healthy new year to come. What year is Me this? Too. What year is this, Barbara? It's here. What year? I don't know. I just woke up. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I have a great question. What's your favorite new? You have a fa- you have a New Year's Eve story, a, a party or a point that you went to that was a total disaster. Hmm. Outside of this one. Yes. So, were you sober when you did that, or why did you buy her to go? (laughs) Yes, I was. I was 100% uh, sober. But there are, you you go there, you have to stand there. There are no bathrooms or anything. And you have to get there early to um, get standing room only. You have to get there early to to get it. Do they pay you to do this? They pay me. Who would pay me? Yeah, who would who would volunteer to stand in the stand in the middle of a Times Square at twenty degrees for ten hours? Exactly. Okay, I have a question. Walden and I periodically posit about what people do for bathrooms when (laughs) they expect two million people in Times Square this year. Two million people. Some of them have to go to the bathroom. What did you do? What did I do? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't do anything. I had to wait until everything was over and done with. Yeah, but not everybody can wait. Well, um, I had to. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did other okay. people do? Um, I have no idea. I w- I, I'll bet you there were uh, restaurants that were uh, close by and... They had probably signs on the window, you know. Sure. Can you? <laughs> no, they had some of them actually sell bathroom privileges. How, 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 how old were you, Barbara, that you decided to do this? See, she had stupid years, too. That's what I'm wondering. What did you say, Pat? <laughs> I said, you had stupid years, too. I talk oh. about my stupid years all the time, but you had some, too, now. Sure. Oh, yes. Were you 21 oh. at the time? I mean, my goodness gracious. Oh, oh yes, I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> we we partied afterwards. Afterwards, I think I probably got home around 6 a.m. Actually, seriously, though, what time did were you able to somewhat move? Did everybody bail out with it right after the ball dropped? or How, oh. how oh, did it? sure, everybody was freezing. <laughs> There was a group of us that um, that were there, but from what I understand now, they have what they call pens, P-E-N-S, where Correct. Um, I don't know how many people it accommodates at one time, a couple thousand, I think. Well, it's, got, it's more than a couple of thousand. No, no, I'm saying <clears throat> for each pen. Yeah, it's got to be more than a couple of thousand because they've got, <clears throat> excuse well, me, two million people coming, and I think... No, I I know they're they're near 47th Street and and the pens go to 52nd Street. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I think it's something like. Oh gosh, what they say? 
couple thousand. Amazing. What what are pens? And if you leave to go to the bathroom, you don't get back in the pen. Exactly. So what exactly. what what are you leave to do anything? What <laughs> what true. what are pens? Are they like a cage? Well, it's yeah, it's like a fenced-in area, I I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's movable fencing. They're metal bars and types of things, and they're movable, and they can create little squares. What, what made like me that. what made me a little nervous today? I heard I went to the news yesterday that. They hauled in sand trucks because they didn't want anybody to... Correct. Oh, yes, they didn't want anybody driving a, a right. sort of a truck through or car had, through. Yeah. Um, they had 7,000 police officers deployed. Mm-hmm. Hey, See, it wasn't like that in, in 1900, you no. know? <laughs> and, yeah, you're darn close. The first ball was dropped in 1907. <laughs> Oh, see, I was there. I know. Yep. I know. You were so smart to get uh-huh. on the ground floor. And there were only about 10 people there then. Mm. What year did Ashley <laughs> drop the first ball? 1920 or something? 1907 was 1907. So when did it really become the big, the big boo-ha-ha? Um, I mean, was that like when you were little kids? Was that still mm-hmm. a big boo-ha-ha? Or would that still have this thing sort of build up? Build up over a period of time. Oh no! I I found a picture today from 1937, and it looked like cars and trucks were getting swallowed in quicksand. There were so many people there. Mm. You know, I I don't think you can hear it, but uh, now, but um, you know, like Pat mentioned right here. <coughs> Excuse me. In Alabama, it is um, uh, after a few minutes after midnight, and. There are fireworks and a few guns going off here and there. Really? Really, really. Patricia, so, yeah. Patricia's so excited about that. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Gee. You know, people don't understand when you shoot a bullet into the air, it comes back down and it's going to, to hit something coming down. And many people are killed. By shooting a gun in the air, they don't even realize that they're they're actually doing something that could be uh, extremely harmful or deadly. But that's what that's what they do. Well, Walden, they they do that in California, don't they? Uh, I remember the first yeah the first time I heard about what we were in Hawaii because oh, my uh, my uncle Jim was stationed in Hawaii, so we spent eighty five and eighty six coming back New Year's. Eve fr- flying from Hawaii back to California, and when I first went, that's the first thing I heard was how the people shooting off guns in L.A., and I never heard that before about that before 1985 or 86. So I'm assuming it still happened, but but mm-hmm. it, it finally it made the headlines. And you can be stupid no matter where you live. I guess so, but yeah. you, yeah, I do remember in California. Did they do that at the at, while you were a kid? I don't ever. Not while I was a kid. But no. You, you know, within the last several years, you hear about it every year. You do. You do. And I, I don't, and it was, a lot of it was in the L.A. area, and I I don't know, it was, it, I've heard it, it, was, it was a cultural thing. Some cultures do that as a tradition, and they brought it to America, and I, I don't know. Now the Americans caught on. I, I guess. guess so. Somebody brought Are stupid. You? We didn't need imported stupid. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, but I remember somebody telling me when I lived in California, uh, of course, I didn't actually see it, but 
even the police would park their cars under an overpass to keep from having the car or themselves hit. Ay ay ay. Wow. With um with bullets. It doesn't and surprise then, me. You know that they you know if, they, if there's a call if there's if there's a call and it's not uh, an emergency call they'll 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 stay there and then answer the call. I remember the late. I remember in the late 70s and early 80s, John, you remember this, L.A. was really started to be bumped by gang shootings, drive-by gang shootings. You remember mm-hmm. that? It, that was a big problem where uh, mm-hmm. the the different street gangs would get in the cars and just start shooting each other up. I remember. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. It's no, it's no easy job being a cop. That is, oh, goodness, no. That is such a tough. Oh, yeah. I, I respect them so much. I really do. You know, they, they're, they've got such a dangerous job. And um, yeah. a, a lot of times they're, you know, they're targeted. There was there was a, a an incident here um, the other day. I, I say here, out, you know, in, in the south here. I think it was in Arkansas where a woman was driving her two-year-old uh, son that was in the back, uh, grandson, excuse me, that was in the back seat. And um, I guess she was just driving too slow for the person behind her. And um, he finally got out and ran up to the car and shot through the car and killed a little boy in the oh, back seat. Wow. You know, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Just absolutely awful. And you know, people just don't have any regard for life at all. And it's, it's I don't, sick and it's sad, you know. I don't and think he knew. I don't think he knew the baby was in the back. But I'm sorry. What, what was that? I I don't think he knew the baby was in the back, but he still just was, you know, shooting, uh, you know, just to, you know, to because she was driving. Yeah. Oh, stupid his people. Yeah. Did you hear about that, Dan? I did. Uh huh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, it was, I just heard that. That's what. So you 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 did hear that uh, they didn't know that there was a baby. Did they get kept catch them? I believe that. Yes, I believe he was apprehended, and I think he's in jail now, awaiting trial. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's just yeah well, ma- now here's another thing. Do we? It's been a major problem in our society the last. I don't know twenty. This rose raid issues. I don't really remember that as a kid, that being such a major concern like it is today. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe because... I, I took somebody to court over road rage a couple of years ago, and um, it, it, it scared the heck out of me. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I won. I won. I, I, but you know, you know what? You, you know, honestly... Um, Walden, it, you know, I get, Patricia and I get teased about, you know, sure, and coffee. (laughs) Oh, we don't. (laughs) Oh, I do, okay. (laughs) Well, any, no, uh, but (laughs) when I I took this man to court, Uh um, I was so afraid that I would go into the courtroom when I was uh, going, supposed to testify, and, um, being from New York and going into a courtroom, a southern courtroom, 
you know, how that would play out. Uh-huh. Will, it, will it be, a, you know, be my my um, uh, dilemma there? Right. And, you know, be have a, um, a southern judge that's not too happy with somebody from New York on the stand. Not being not being able to <laughs> to understand me. <laughs> you didn't work. You didn't work on your southern accent like your like your sister has. You know, it's, just, it's funny because people, my friends call me from New York and tell me, um, you know, you're getting a southern accent. I said, what? <laughs> I said, you talk to somebody down here, they'll laugh in your face. <laughs> uh, I, I'm i not going to work on my, if it happens, it happens, which, but I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Yep. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I will let somebody else call in, and um, I will... I bid you a fond farewell, and um, I wish everybody in the family and the listening audience a very happy new year, healthy and safe all year through until next year and thereafter. Wow. That's a Brooke? great one. Wow. Right, Barbara, wait, wait just a second, Barbara. Yeah. Have you heard? I'm sorry, heard what, what was that? Dad, Dad got a question for you. Go ahead, Dan. Barbara, have you ever heard uh, Patricia do her Leela Ransom voice? No. All right. <laughs> All right, Patricia, perform. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Barbara does not know who Leela Ransom is. She was the Southern Belle who lived next door to Gildersleeve. Oh. She was always trying to get him. Well, he was trying to get her. Yeah. I guess they were trying to get each other and didn't do a very good job for the most part. And well, well say, a, say, a, say a uh, sentence uh, or two in in, in your southern dialect. Voice. Yeah, do, do a couple sentences in your southern dialect, Patricia. Y'all? Now, here, here, I have something. Y'all is one. Y'all, y'all is more than one person when you're addressing them. Did you notice, Barbara, that Dr. Phil says that? Yeah, yeah, I mentioned y'all, y'all, that. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, well, y'all. he's uh, originally uh, from Texas, I believe. Yes. And you know, Texans say that a lot, y'all. Now and we have lots of Texas listeners. Be kind. Oh yeah, I, hey, I love it. I really do. Um, and and down here, sometimes seriously, and being in the South for a few years. I actually have to say to people, uh, can you slow down a little bit? You're talking to a Yankee. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they have such a heavy accent and speak so fast. Um, I I don't understand. You know, that used to be the big uh, analysis of New Yorkers. You guys spoke really fast. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, um, we never actually lived in New York City. Close enough. But, but yeah, but if I if I if I encountered um, somebody from the city <clears throat> at times, I I could not understand them, and they I could tell you know when I was living in New York by the way people spoke to me, I could tell. Which borough they were from in New York City? All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test you out, Barbara. Oh jeez. 
Okay, give me your give me your book your your book on action. My Brooklyn accent? Yeah, uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, you know what happened? There I was. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's about it. Okay, give me your Bronx. Do the Bronx. Oh, the Bronx is the one. Well, I'll tell you, I, w- I was driving the car, and um, I couldn't believe it. The car ran out of o- Earl. I had no Earl in the car. That's it. That's it. Okay. Earl. Okay, that's two, the five barrel. What's the other one, Patricia? Staten Island. Give me Staten Island. Oh, jeez. Um, Staten Island? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, never. I never came by through. Never, never came across anybody from Staten Island that I knew of. Well, it goes like this. Walden, this is Patricia, and we're up here. Watching the snow come, or watching the snow come down, and you know. Oh yeah, it's almost like the snow comes down, and and you you're holding your breath, and then you go to the next word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is There's that right? Little in betweeners there. Okay, just yep. three of them now. What's the next one? Oh, we've got a lot of listeners from New York. Well, we're helping them out. Well, maybe some of them could call in and say, "I'm from Manhattan, and this is the way I talk." And I'm from Brooklyn, and this is the way I talk. I know. I'm from Queens. So please, everybody in New York, (laughs) before we finish, pick up the phone and tell us. Please do, because I want to hear it too. Yeah, and we want to get out of this. (laughs) 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 Okay, I will let you guys go. Thanks so much. Happy New Year. For talking with us. Take care. And yes. A very, very happy new year to you, Walden, Patricia, and Dan. And John. Very nice. And and this is Bubbles signing out. All right, Bubbles. Bye Take bye. a bath. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh. Okay. So, Dan, is, is it already a new year for you? Are you Because you're in the Eastern time zone? Oh, yes. We're, uh, we're now into uh, a full hour and 20 minutes of new year here. You're, after, you're 20 minutes after, yeah. Yes, yes. And, and that's where I am. No, he's in he, Central also. But he's in Eastern. Aren't you in Eastern? No, I'm, I'm in Eastern. You're you're just 20 minutes into it. Yeah, he's an hour ahead of you. Oh. That's what Dan, when you... Think, well, when, I did well, not think you were... I, I always thought you were in Central. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm in Eastern, just like Florida. You know, part of Florida is in Central Time Zone also. This is it confu- is. Pan- the Panhandle. This confusion. That is correct. That's right. A big chunk of the Panhandle, yes. Tallahassee is still in Florida. But when you get, oh dear, I don't know how far west I have to go. Well, definitely, I believe, is Central. It's yeah. at least two hours after uh, Tallahassee. That mm-hmm. At least two hours before I get into the Central Time Zone. Yeah, yep, that's right. Yeah. Yep, yep. So we're a little over two hours away. We already have people out there shooting off fireworks oh and my setting gosh. off car alarms. So it's really going to be exciting around here when midnight shows up. Well, and let's face it, I think it's more. I think it's more apt to happen around an apartment complex than it is in residential house. Do you remember when you were growing up in Woodier having that kind of issue, Sean? 
No, I don't remember. Of course, I was a little kid, but I don't remember anything like this. No, that's why I'm wondering if it's more of an apartment thing. I don't Could know. Be. What? Or is it because you're so close to Disneyland? What, what, what would they do tonight at Disneyland? <laughs> Blame it on Walt. Sure. Well, I mean, you have Disneyland, literally, I mean, I'd be surprised if you could get in. I checked the uh, the wait times on my app here a little while ago. Yep. And most of them are 45 minutes minimum uh, to a couple of the attractions that are uh, two hours in length. So they're, it's gridlock time inside the park. What what ride is worth two hours standing in line for? None, You're in right. my opinion. <laughs> But but I'm I'm biased because I can get in whenever I want to. I remember when Space Mountain came out in 1976. Uh, as a kid, we stand in line for an hour for that. Yeah, it's, it's no, two hours now, right? Two yeah. hours now. Yeah. To get on a ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got the pickles at the homecoming. We'll ask uh, Peter to come. <laughs> and a lot of people are showing up. Pass yeah. around the pickles. A lot of people are showing up right now because they want to see the fireworks when they go off and, and they count down to the fireworks and the characters come out. So they're camping out in front of uh, the castle and, and on Main Street. But those who don't care about that are, are doing the rides. But, I mean, you can't, you can't really get around and enjoy yourself in the parks on New Year's Eve. It's one of those nights where there are just too many people. Yeah. Well, the park capacity used to be about what? I don't know if they ever really say, but was it around 78,000 or so? I mean, I've heard those figures. I don't know what the true figure is, but probably something like that, yes. Per park. Hmm. See, if Patricia wasn't on the radio tonight, she'd be camping out waiting for the rabid raccoons. That's true. Yeah. Get a grip. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't? My raccoon oh. days are over. No more raccoons. No more lions. No more bears. No more tigers. No more tigers. No more tigers, yeah. <laughs> he was a wonderful tiger. I was not in with him. I was on the other side of the chain link fence. But he was a wonderful tiger. He was huge. He was a Siberian tiger. <clears throat> and when I went to visit him, he would always run up to the fence and smush his face against the chain link fence so I could scratch his whiskers. Now, that's a nice tiger. You're the only person I know who actually, tigers, lions, all the, all the... Bear and wolves. Yeah. I was with two young wolves. Mm -hmm. They were scared of me. I don't know why, but, you know, I sat for 15 or 20 minutes, and they finally started sniffing closer and closer. But, yeah, those were my stupid days. That's fine. They, they were thinking, well, there's a tasty little morsel. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Of, I'm trying to think. Of, what with the what with the character who used to go out and sit with all the animals out there? That was uh, Patricia. You think there was sort of a legendary per- personality that would, you, yeah. she, she would play with the animals and sit out there with other the wild. Than, yeah. Other yeah. Than Marlon Marlon Perkins. Well, I remember that. What, what was it? Wild Kingdom. Remember that? Uh, that was always a great. Let's see, what was the sponsor for that? Mutual. Mutual of Omaha. Yeah, very that good. Was, that, that was Jim Fowler who went out to uh, <laughs> do the well, actual live 
uh, work with the animal, and Marlon Perkins was back in the studio saying, yeah, Jim's out there with the uh, Bengal tiger, you know. (laughs) Right. Or he'd be sitting in a boat while Jim is in the water trying to get away from an alligator as well. Now, while Jim is wrestling with the alligator, (laughs) we'll take a break and go to mutual insurance. What's that? I'll tell you how many teeth an alligator has. What that? How many teeth does an alligator have, Walden? Fast, fast, quick, quick. Too many. Too many. That's a good answer. Uh, I think Patricia went and counted. What do we think? Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. The alligator—they they can vary up and down a little bit, but eighty-eight, I guess, is about average. I called the Nature Center. I was doing an article on alligators in the in the Everglades, and I called the Nature Center and said, "How many teeth does an alligator have?" He said, "Nobody ever asked us that before." I said, "Well, that doesn't let you off the hook. I'm asking <laughs> you now." <laughs> I mean, he was a fun person to talk with. And he said, I'll call you back. So he went around the museum to get one of the alligators they had on display. It was a stuffed alligator. And he counted the alligator's teeth for me. And he called back and said, 88. How many keys does a piano have? It has 88. Very good. I thought you would remember. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I bet they have bad breath. Don't you think alligators have bad breath? Well, I, I don't want to check. I, I don't want to get find out. <laughs> they they eat an awful lot of ugly stuff, you know. As a matter of fact, they eat everything. Yeah. People and puppies and terrible, terrible. Right. They were once well. on the endangered species list, so they made hunting alligators illegal, and now we've got something like two million in the state. That's a lot of alligators, you know? Going back to the Wild Kingdom TV show, I sort of remember it being on US, you know, on the public access channel as a kid, or, you know, the uh, PBS station as a kid. Was it on commercial TV before then? It was here. It was. It was usually... They were advertising Mutual of Omaha. Ah, that's a good point. Usually it was like a Saturday night show at 7.30. Opposite, like, uh, you know, Hee Haw or something like that. Well, while Jim was wrestling the alligator, Marlon Perkins was in the boat (laughs) telling people about alligator characteristics. And here is poor Jim. Who who was it, Jim? (laughs) Jim, yeah. While poor Jim is down there personally counting (laughs) the alligator's teeth. I mean, he's wrestling in the water. He's, oh, my God. And now an alligator will live to X number of years. And the largest one on record, yeah, I think it's in the water with Jim. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The other nature show I remember as a kid, besides the wild, was Jacques Cousseau. Remember when he used the ocean? They always showed that on Saturday afternoon as a kid. I could watch him, you know. You you watch the underwater underwater mm-hmm. uh, yeah. diving thing Tom he used to Denver's do. Calypso. He he had his boat was the Calypso, mm. and that's what John Denver sang about the Calypso. Did oh, that was on PBS, wasn't it? I don't know. I remember a more commercial TV like Channel Two or something, which it was out here as a kid. Television. How did we get into the mess we're in now? Well, Celeste said that's why she makes Yesterday USA. She realized there wasn't much on TV. So, 
now people are willing to pay $113 a day a month for the cable TV bill when there's nothing on TV. Not me. Patricia's on TV strike. I am. Yeah, I know. I had my TV disconnected. When I called to have it disconnected, I was offered a better rate if I would stay. Hmm. Well, I've been with How you for X that? number of years. How come you didn't give me a better rate because I was a good customer, not because I was a good customer deciding to leave? Mm-hmm. That's terrible. I can't tell you the number of companies that use that tactic. So maybe the thing to do, now this is a thought. If you think you're paying too much, call the cable company and tell them you want to disconnect, and they will offer you a better rate. That's probably true. Oh, exactly. I've heard many people say that. Hmm. I didn't think of it first, but that's okay. Now, that really sounds like a plan. Even if you like your cable, you call and tell them you want it disconnected, and they will offer you a better rate. Didn't I think of that? I think you just did. Yeah, I did, but not in time. Do me any good three years ago. <laughs> you know? um, oh. oh, oh well, I'm beginning. I'm. I'm begin- This time last week, I woke up and I finally heard you all on the station. Finally talking. I I tuned in. I heard nothing but radio programs. And then I, I got into a good sleep. And then I woke up and I heard you. You know, talking, and it's like, oh, no, it's too late. You know, I, I didn't know if you were live or, or on recording, so. We were alive most of, we were live most of the day. Except for the first, from uh, 10.30 to midnight Eastern time, you heard my Uncle Jim, Patricia interviewed my Uncle Jim, and that was recorded. That way we could go have, go to church and have dinner. But, uh, yes. but that part he was recorded. Us. Yep. He left, he abandoned us then. He did. It was a very inter- interesting interview, but 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 couldn't it call in. It was the same First. for you. You could not. What? It it was disappointing. Not that's a kind of a strong word. It would have been great fun if your uncle had been able to take some phone calls. Yeah, if he so if he could stay awake after ten o'clock at night. Oh, there's a lot of people yeah. that can't do that. I know. See. See? I know. I am not alone. I am not alone. No, you're not. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to right, hang up here and let someone else call in, and everybody have a happy new year. And happy Thank new you year too. to you, Dan. You too, Dan. Thank yep. you. Oh. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Let's see. You what? finished it. Bless you. I you see. I see. It's 27 minutes before, I guess it would be Mountain Time Zone, mountain I guess. Time yes. Is next. Yes. So, well, you know, it used to be, John, there was always two good times to go to Disneyland as a kid. And it's probably not that way. The day that it rained, when it rained at Disneyland, it was always great because you, you could get in the ride. I think. My record was like 21 rides <laughs> one time when it rained, you know. That. That's still that's still true. And then the other time, and I bet this is not the case anymore, the week before Christmas was always a good time to go, okay? The park used to be somewhat empty. 
the week before Christmas. It's probably not that way anymore. No, but, no. Christmas and New Year's, it's usually pretty, pretty busy. Hello there, Carl. You're on with John and Patricia. You could not pay me to go to Disneyland in the rain on New Year's Eve. $100,000? No, thank you. I'll stay home and stay dry. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't be talked into going to Disneyland. I, yeah. uh, John and I would be I'm happy sorry, to John. John and I would be happy to go for a hundred thousand dollars, wouldn't we, John? In the rain. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd go. Okay. Everything has a price. What would you want to see? That now, there you go, Shanti and Patricia. If we, mm. John and I took you two out to Disneyland, what would you two want to do? Uh, I'd want to go to the nearest exit. Exit. Okay, that's John. <laughs> <laughs> contingent on? Do we have to stay or just get through the gate? No, just stay at the park. you got to be there for five hours. Oh, man. Well, okay. you know, $20,000 an hour is a pretty good rate. Right. There's some nice restaurants along Main Street. I That's think. true. I'll hang out at one of those and have a minute. Actually, there's a great story about a restaurant. My mother went on strike for Thanksgiving for two years. She didn't cook Thanksgiving dinner. Because uh, she decided parts of the family, our extended family, weren't helping out. So she decided. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So she went on strike. So she said, we're all going to Disneyland for Thanksgiving. So my dad and brother couldn't believe it because it was that football day. So mom and I went to Main Street and there was a a cafeteria cafeteria on Main Street that produced a great Thanksgiving dinner. So for two years, probably my, the Plaza Inn. It probably is. That's what Mom and I had Thanksgiving dinner, and she was happy because she didn't have to fix Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, the first year, my dad and brother cooked hamburgers outside on the grill, <laughs> and <laughs> I think the neighbors felt sorry for them the, the following year. You know when they cooked burgers on the grill, but we, but my, that's how my mom. She was okay after the two-year strike. Well, good for her. Tell her, tell her kudos from me. <laughs> I think every wife should should do that. I would think so, especially when she has she lived with <laughs> this family for over fifty years. I think she's probably thinking, I've cooked enough Thanksgiving meals for that many years, you know. But anyway, well, it's nice to have help too. You know, it, it is nice to have help, help. and it, it's help. nice. It's, it's nice to, it's a very silent protest saying, I'm not cooking, we're going to Disneyland. I mean, what else you, what can you say? What a choice. <laughs> say, I'm hungry, like Teeny does. <laughs> I love Teeny when she says, I'm hungry. <laughs> Teeny, you're behaving like a ham tonight. Ham well, I've never hungry. eaten, now, John, have you eat? I've never yet eat. I've always wanted to do this at the Blue Lagoon. Have you done that? The Blue Bayou? Blue Bayou, yeah. I have once, several years ago, the, my girlfriend at the time wanted to go there for her birthday, so we did. And it was very nice. Right, it's right above Pirates of the Caribbean, so you can Watch. be eating your dinner, and you can hear people in their boats moving past you. And I always thought that'd be sort of a neat place to eat dinner over yeah, in the Yeah, I think that's where I had my mint julep the last time I went. Ah. <laughs> and I didn't know. Well, I see, I don't know. I know nothing when it comes to southern anything, at least back then. 
So I didn't know a mint julep was a sweet drink. I had no idea. So I put sugar in it. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. I, really, I ruined it. <laughs> and you from Sandy. I didn't know it had sugar either. But it wouldn't make any difference. I wouldn't drink it. So. Sweet drink. And I thought, ooh, that sounds so refreshing. And it was a, a summer day. I thought, I'm going to have a mint julep. I've heard so much about them. And I thought it was, you know, mint. I didn't realize it was, it was creme de menthe, which is very sweet anyway. And, and silly me, I was like, pff, I should have known better at that age. I was like 18. I should have known. <laughs> Hello? Okay. So, John, <laughs> it sounds to me Patricia and Shanti want to eat. So, what, what, what do we take them for five hours? I mean, what, can they, what restaurants would you recommend that we have the two people munch on? Well, Blue Bayou is one nice one. And okay. there, there are several different types of cuisine. They've got a nice Mexican restaurant down there. Um, they have a good barbecue place down there, too. And if you wanted to go fancy, there there are several of those around, both in and outside of the parks at the, and at the hotel. But this time of year, you probably have to have reservations because everybody wants to, to do the same thing. I'm sure. Can you book? Can you book a year in advance for Disneyland? No. For restaurants, no. No. That doesn't help. Oh dear. No. Yeah. Well, usually within sixty days of your arrival date, you can book. How much was staying at the Disneyland hotel for tonight? You have any recall? Well, the prices are really boosted up because it's a right, so I thought. You know, it's a popular time to be there. Right. So what was it? If you, if we wanted to stay New Year's Eve at oh, the Disneyland Hotel, what would it have cost us? It's it's six seven hundred dollars easy, and they get it. Well, you think we could rent Patricia's apartment out for that too? I think we could. We can try. What? Sure. What? Well, I was actually asking tonight to stay at the Disneyland Hotel. Patricia, it's seven hundred bucks a night. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll roll out the futon. That's a, at least double. It might be even queen size. And um, I'll have to reconnect the television, though, won't I? For seven hundred dollars, I'd want a television. <laughs> well, maybe not. So, Chanti, you remember the first time you ever did you win? Did we lose Shanti? Hello? Are you, lost Shanti. Are you there, Shanti? I thought I heard a little, um, I thought I heard a little cell phone disappearing thing, but we'll wait. Uh, okay, we'll, wait. Then. we'll wait for a second. Mm-hmm. Are you there, Shanti? No, you said, you said Disneyland and she collapsed. I guess so. Yeah. No, I have never been to Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Studios. I've never been to any of those places. And, you know, with John, I'm so, I just have no desire to go. I'm yeah, some people, people don't, and that's, that's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just not a people crowd person. Yeah, and there are a lot of people out there who are not, so. Yeah. Well, you can rent so, the park out for yourself, Patricia, and you don't have to carry anybody. 
You know, Bill can afford it. That's Bill right. Bill can afford it. That's that, right. So. <laughs> we looked up weddings one night when we were talking. John, you might have even been with us when I looked up for Disney World how you can have your wedding reception there. They didn't say anything about the wedding itself, but the wedding reception. I don't know how, how many thousands of dollars did it cost, Walden? Was it fifteen thousand? Something like that. I remember. I remember at, at at Disney Park to mar- get married in front of the white. What, what the, the castle? Oh, was, that's right, the Sleeping Beauty castle. Yeah, that was like a hundred some odd thousand dollars or oh, something. That's true. Oh my gosh. And, and the wedding did it. Yeah, Shanti, she's back. She's back. I'm back. Sorry. That's okay. Well, now, John, how can people book something like that? Is there a, they, they would couldn't go through you, right? Would, no, they, no, there's a special number where they would call in order to book that. I have to plan my wedding at Disneyland. I wouldn't. I, can I spend a million dollars? I mean, can is that how that co- conversation starts? I mean, you know, it, it's definitely going to cost you. That's for sure. And if you are uh, listening in the audience want to marry Walden, there's <laughs> a special number for you to call. I have some big bucks. <laughs> I, I mean, can you imagine what you could drop? I imagine what's the biggest ticket you could drop at Disneyland? Yeah, could you go a couple hundred thousand dollars? Probably without any problem at all. If you want to spend it, you can definitely do it. I mean, because there's all kinds of stuff that you can purchase. Well, here was now getting popular. I think Martin was telling me, you now can take a VIP tour of Disney. And that that costs a few dollars. Yeah, you you now you can. We sell those now as well. And and you literally have a, a guide with you uh, for a number of hours per day and. You get a track, all the major attractions and so forth, and it's you know you can drop ten thousand without any problems at all. <laughs> and they sell those things can, out too. Can, yeah, you can bring a file to the jailhouse for me. <laughs> so I have a disastrous New Year's Eve story. Yeah, please, please, Shanti. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, this was when I was married. Uh, it's like my first few years, and uh, we would throw parties and invite people over and usually they were pretty good but we moved to a new neighborhood and uh, a lot of people had moved away or were no longer around and so we had this really dud party and it was (laughs) just me and two single guys (laughs) it's just gonna be fun (laughs) And one of the single guys wanted to buy everything in the store, and I said, no, we're not doing that. And he was getting all upset because I wouldn't buy everything in the store. And the other guy, his wife, I have no idea why she didn't come. She could have found a babysitter and just come with him and had, you know, a relaxing evening and, you know, just had visited with us. But, no, she decided she didn't want to come. She was going to stay home, and she didn't want him to come, but he came anyway, and she called (laughs) When she found out he was there, she was upset. <laughs> so I mixed a, I had a big old punch bowl that nobody touched. I cooked uh, all kinds of food that nobody touched. <laughs> and we were stuck with all of it. And then on top of that, I got sick toward the end of the evening. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. But I just I think was... it was just nerves that I just, I just felt ill uh, the next yeah. day. <laughs> I said, that was a real dud of a New Year's Eve. Oh, brother, yes. Uh, and you were Peter and his food. people's, this is a little better. 
Oh, excuse me. Gesundheit. <clears throat> I'm still getting over the winter crud. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like your poor sister was dealing with a little bit of that herself. But, yeah. Oh, she was fine. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so she was coughing. I thought she was. Oh, yeah. She's a smoker. Oh. Yeah. Well, she has my sympathy. I've been there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So was I. Well, that was a humdinger of a, a New Year's Eve. <laughs> so how long? How long did it? How long did it take you to eat all the food? Did it take a week or so? It took us a, a couple of days. It, yeah. It, um, but I actually had to pour the whole punch bowl down the sink. Oh my gosh! Oh, it. I really wasn't interested in, you know, drinking, and nobody else wanted it. And it's like, why did I do this? And why did I buy all this stuff? You know? Well, because you expected something different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that, that's, that's a bummer. It was like that's very... A, what was the best New Year's the more she had? When people, she'd throw parties, and they were real duds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what, what was the best New Year you had? Oh, golly. Let's see. Let me think, let me think, let me think. There were some pretty good ones. Um, I think some friends and I, we went out to a club and we were dancing. That was a good New Year's Eve. And it was really, you know, everybody behaved, everybody was happy, and, you know, everybody was nice to each other, no fighting, no, you know, Mm -hmm. silliness. It was just fun, a lot of dancing and laughing and happy stuff. It was great. That sounds like a good one. That was a keeper. Yeah. Now, when I was growing up, my mom would make homemade pizza, and when I grew up and moved out, I started doing that. Ah, oh, family tradition. That was our New Year's treat. So what was on your pizza? We would put pepperoni, salami, olives, Cheese, uh, you know, the, the mozzarella. Uh-huh. Then on top of that, the um, Parmesan. Lots of sauce. But that crust, oh, my gosh, that made such a difference. Even better than anything you can buy. So good. Mm. I think okay. I'm coming to your house. Too. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> now, you're a California gal, so you, let me ask you a question. Patricia, never have tried this. So, you know, she just thinks we're crazy out here. What do you think of pineapple on pizza? Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. <Boy. laughs> the Cal- what about anchovies on pizza? It's the uh, anchovies, you know, I've, yeah. I've tried them. They're okay. They're all right. A lot of, all right. Thank you. A lot of people get upset because, you know, they're little fishies and you can see uh, their little I, eyes and all that good I stuff. ordered a pizza one time when I was on the road. I, I asked for a pizza <laughs> for delivery. And... They said, you get two toppings. I said, fine, make double anchovies. And there was a pause on the other end of the phone. He said, anchovies? (laughs) (laughs) He had to handle them. He had to put them on the pizza. (laughs) And he didn't even want to touch them. Oh, silly. And he he gave me my comeuppance. I I really like anchovies, and I really like extra on on pizza. Uh They put so many anchovies on there, I actually had to take some off. Oh, my God. punishing me. Can you imagine I took anchovies no. off the pizza? No. No. 
No. Might as well have been cheese. It was just covered. <laughs> so, John? Because then it, then it allowed me to choose. Now, there's something about the, the sweet and savory combo on that pizza. I agree. You have the pineapple. It's, I thought it was wacko until I tried it, and I go, ooh, I'm hooked. Okay, John. Pineapple, yes or no? I like pineapple. I'm All right. Sure. Yeah. But not everybody does, but, you know. Oh, that's why I'm, you know. I've never tasted it. Walden keeps telling me it's one of the finest presentations of a pizza, and I am supposed to have some pineapple on that's it. That's right. I would rather have anchovies, but one day I will try pineapple. You know, yeah, it's worth a try, because that's what I used to think. I thought, oh, that's goofy. I, I wouldn't want that. And then one day somebody handed me a slice of it, and I go, huh, not bad. Really? Well, if I had someone pass a slice to me, I think I would... I know I would take it to taste it, but to order a pizza with pineapple, a whole pizza, for me, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, suppose I didn't like it, then I'd have to eat something I hated. Yeah, yeah. Walden, have- what would you fix me with? I would order you your anch- I would order two pizzas, you get the anchovy, and I get the... I, I would get a combination of pepperoni and pineapple, one or the other, probably right now. That's what... But I would order would you two. Have a little, would you have, yes. have a sliver of You can have pineapple? as much as you want. Mm, I would share my, my anchovies. I realize that because I've never had anchovies. <laughs> you never said thank you. I realize that. I, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. I will share my anchovies okay. with anyone who delights in them. <laughs> I, real, I like anchovies so much, I will eat them out of the tin. Just plain anchovies. Okay. Did you eat anchovies as a kid, or was this an acquired taste? I don't even know if it was an acquired taste. Well, the first time I ate them, and I don't remember when, uh-huh. it was probably on a pizza. Or maybe a salad. Maybe an Italian salad. Whatever. Yeah. Whenever it was, I liked it, period. Didn't even have to acquire a taste. Wondered well, why I hadn't been eating them all along. How about sardines? Did you Did you like those when you were growing up? I have never had a sardine. Really? Not oh. once. I used to love them for some reason, and now I don't. <laughs> but Do they have a fishy up, taste? Are they salty? or? They're a little salty, but they're, uh, they're pretty oily because of the way they pack them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the anchovies are, too. I used to like them, and I thought, wow, I was a weird kid. <laughs> okay, so that's a great question. What food that you love as a kid that you can't stand today? John, is there an example for you? That we loved as a kid, but can't, can't eat st- today? Right. You just can't stand You can't, the thought of eating it, you, you, you couldn't do it. There are very few foods I don't want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> very few. John, any, any, anything come to mind? I think John stepped away. Right away, stepped away. All right, Patricia? turn. <laughs> what? Any food that you loved as a kid that you would not eat today? No. Shanti? How about vice versa? Well, yeah, the sardines. The sardines. Okay, that's a good example. Okay, vice versa. You you liked sardines, but you don't like them now? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Yeah. (laughs) peculiar. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any food I loved as a kid that I don't want now. I've acquired many more foods that I like. We didn't grow up with a huge variety of foods. Right. But there's nothing I don't like that I have locked in the past. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. No, mm-hmm. do you have one? 
Well, I had trouble may, may, in May, guess the, the time when I was going through all my eye shows with the kid. I had trouble hanging through cake. Uh, I, I remember you yeah, that. I was making that a few times. But now I have no problem with that. I, I, I enjoy hanging through cake a lot. But yeah. as a kid, that I I had a hard time with hanging through cake for a reason. Now you know, mate. Now you know. Let's face it. When you're going through all I mean, your surgery, your your digestive system clock is not not great anyway. You know. Yeah. 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 But that's that was sort of my biggest example of that. Yeah. Just about anything sets you off after. Yeah. He's like. Yeah. yeah. John, are you there? He's not back yet. He was gonna cook popcorn. <laughs> he said. I'm trying to think of what I hated as a kid that I love now. And I really can't, because even as a kid, I used to love spinach. I oh, wow. I love beets. Oh, I loved those things. Kim Bragg is mad at me, because she didn't like cream spinach at, growing up until I took a, until I took her and Bill to Rucker's Steakhouse, and I said, we have to try the cream spinach, and now that's what, she'll eat that all the time, the cream spinach, so she blames me for that problem. She has to blame somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. That, that's our question for you now. What food you might you might and love as a kid, but you hate now? Oh wow! I I can't think of anything special. Anything vice versa that you did not like as a kid that you like now? No, I I've, I've actually the way that some foods are cooked are are better now as an adult. The the uh, eggplant parmesan I like. Uh-huh. I didn't like eggplant as a kid. Okay. Uh, Brussels sprouts, I still would prefer not to eat. You and Patricia, yeah. Uh, yeah right. Liver, I never, I've never gotten to the point where I could stand liver. Okay. But that's about it. Oh, oh peas. Know. I don't like peas. Chinese food, I didn't like it as a kid, and I love it now. Yeah, I like Chinese, hmm. Chinese food. Okay, okay, this is a great table, table, and I think we've all been there, done that. When our mothers served something that we didn't like, what was our what was our mannerism? What did you what did you and Larry do, John, when you guys sat at the dinner table and your mom put something on the table that you guys didn't like? How did you cope with that situation? Uh, we made a face, <laughs> and then we were forced to eat it. Ah, uh, yes. You ate the whole thing. You know my mother and father. Yeah, at gunpoint. Yeah, well, I mean, Emily too. My, my father didn't have a gun, but boy, when it came to eating everything on the plate, oh yeah, you oh, are yeah. leaving this table until you eat what's on your plate. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Now I heard between Patricia, you would negotiate with her sister. Is that true, Patricia? No. You would never negotiate something with like never. We couldn't get away with it anyway. But no, we didn't. Probably because we knew we couldn't get away with it. <laughs> I would love to have eaten her string beans. Uh huh. Oh, she hated them. They would make her sick, and my mother. Oh, would there's make her sick one there I until she ate them. Ooh, she tried to give one to the dog one night. And he'd oh, no. Up. Yeah, he'd sit up. He'd sit up and put his little paws together and wait. He was an adorable dog. <laughs> and she would. She would flip him a little piece of meat, and he. And another little piece of food. And she'd throw him a string bean, and he goes. <laughs> he spit it out. <laughs> so she couldn't even feed the dog her string beans. <laughs> oh, she had to sit there 
and Ethan, the poor kid. Oh, jeez. She had some. She had some taste preferences. Uh huh. That yeah, and and when she had to eat stuff that she didn't like, she'd get sick. Glad she had to eat it. So maybe she was one of the early food allergy victims. Hmm. Gee, I don't think so. She just hated it. I, <laughs> don't, ever, don't ever give me Brussels sprouts. Boy, I would gag on those things. Ugh. No, that's why when, as an aunt, when I was feeding my nieces and nephews, if they didn't want to eat it, I'd just say, well, just take one bite and then you're done. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just eat what you're able to eat. And if you don't like it, take a, just take a bite. And you're done. I, I, I just didn't, I didn't put them through that. It was just rough. You didn't do my, 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 my grandmother. I think I told Patricia this story, and I'll get, it's just a great story. Um, my grandmother had her nephew over for dinner, PJ. Now, I, I won't hide this one. PJ, she working in Arkansas. It, it's <laughs> going out. Yes. You're toast. Yeah, you're toast, PJ. <laughs> Um, my grandmother made spaghetti for him. And he said the word that you don't ever tell any cooks. Not like the way my mom makes it. Oh. <laughs> so my, gran- my grandmother took the spaghetti bowl and dumped it on his head. Oh. Oh. That's a memorable experience. <laughs> yes. Oh, my Not God. Not for the right reasons, but it was memorable. <laughs> Now that's Do you know, parents he, really are, how did he respond to that? I have no idea. I mean, I've heard the climax of that story. I have not heard the postmodern. Oh, my gosh. But but he's also the same one. Any restaurant he goes to, it doesn't matter. He always orders the same, whatever's on the first page, left-hand side of the menu. Doesn't matter. That's all. That's his routine. <laughs> so even if it was anchovies. Right. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. No, the one thing that parents don't teach their kids anymore that they taught us when we were growing up is where, when you go someplace, whatever they serve you, you either eat it or you just say, you try it at least. Mm-hmm. And you don't complain. There's just way too many kids who don't know how to do that anymore or at all. And that's very sad. My brother has a very stubborn personality. Um, if you get a war of wills, you're going to lose with my brother. And a classic example is a, is a dinner story. We always eat early in the family around 5 o'clock. And my brother did not like what's on the, always on the plate. So my mom said the, the, the famous word that every family here... You're gonna sit at you're gonna sit at that table and eat it until you until you go to bed. And there he sat. He sat there until nine o'clock at night until he could go to bed. Yep. Kid with determination. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like it. But you know, most kids would give in after four hours or so, wouldn't they? Not me. <laughs> Oh, there were some times when I would rather have a, have a spanking than eat what was on my plate. <laughs> okay, go ahead, spank me. I don't. I'm not gonna have it. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> well, Shanti, how's the how's the week been? Uh, have you felt any better since you've been uh, 
you know, I was doing so much better today, and then I went walking, and I should have the bandage on when I went walking because now I'm paying for it. You. So I know better now. But what cracked me up was when I took my dog out for her last hurrah. Mm-hmm. My neighbors were out there barbecuing <laughs> between rain showers. Yeah. Oh, gee. <laughs> I thought that was quite fun. Yeah. But they have a nice, you know, covered deck, so they can enjoy that. But, you know... Yeah, have, grill your steaks and bring them in and enjoy. <laughs> Nothing like eating a steak outside. There's a there's a certain taste about eating a steak outside compared to get put, you know having it on the grill inside the house. Oh yeah, when you put them on the grill, it, they just taste differently. They really do. They smell so darn good too. <laughs> so can I have you find your Omaha steak? Gift card? I know you got that around the house. Yeah, no, I know where the gift card is. I just haven't uh, ordered it yet. But okay. I'm, I'm, I want to do that this year. No no expiration date on, huh? No, I don't think so. Okay. Those things are usually good for about a year. They, I've read up on gift cards, and they say try to use them within the year, even if they don't have an expiration date. Yeah, well, this, it's been two years, so I... I I hope to be able to use it this year. Oh, yeah. Do you know how much was on it? Seventy-five, I think. Wow, that's, that's good, good size. Good. You can get some good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. How about for your birthday? <laughs> oh, it's too early. It's too late to order for it. To get yeah, we will. You know, we'll use it sometime in early, early twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. They also have good hamburger patties too. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Oh. So you can order a variety pack from uh, from Omaha Steaks, and, it can, and a lot of them come with different slices of meat, and they also always throw hamburger patties in, into the mix. Hmm. So you'll have a good time deciding what you want to get. But uh, I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm going to wish everybody a happy and healthy New Year because a lot of us have uh, had... Many health challenges. Yeah, it's been a healthy. It's been a. It's been a rock, rocky year. That we can put Patricia on the list of that on, on yeah. that fan club. It's been a rocky health year for so many people. You're right, Shanti. Absolutely. So I'm wishing good health to everybody. Good. And Happy New Year. Thank you, Shanti. I'm gonna sign off and let somebody else. Alrighty. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. The Mountain Time Zone. We're not really watching the clock very well this year, are we? We're, we're no, making we're it. not. We're five minutes into <laughs> mountain time. 714-545-2071. In a couple minutes, we'll have to call Patricia back because her clock going to wind oh, out in about 20 yet, minutes. Here I am. Yeah. Here I am. Oh, all right. 714. Right. Happy New Year to our family in the mountain time zone. We're five minutes late. I hope you're celebrating. And give us a call. 714-545-2071. John, are you sharing the popcorn? I'm the only one here to eat it, so nope. What kind of of popcorn did you make? Uh, Orville Redenbacher. Light or the the whole Miguel Cuddy? Oh, no, no, butter light. I figure, you know, I'll I'll be careful. 
butter light. I love it. <laughs> you know, they, they put light on the labels of so many things or natural with no preservatives. They forget to tell you that they put extra sugar in it to compensate for the taste that they took out, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, the cal- yeah, the calories remain the same, but you feel like you're doing something really health for- healthful to your body, which is okay with me. Yeah, it's, it, it tasted okay. It tasted okay. Okay. What's better? No it- what it is, I put extra stuff on it. Okay, extra butter, extra salt. What's best for the popcorn? Oh, extra, extra butter. You know. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. I'm I'm a butter queen. Uh, yeah, I really like that, and I like mayonnaise. I have discovered because I wait until the mayonnaise goes on sale two for one, and that's fairly frequent. Right. And I realized that when I have to go back to the store before the two-for-ones are come around again, that I've been eating a lot of mayonnaise. We, I've eaten mayonnaise the last two days. I've had our, um, our honey-baked ham. We warm up the honey-baked ham and been using putting mayonnaise, and they're really good with, with rye bread. That's been very good sandwiches. Mm. Mm. I use mayonnaise and mustard for something like that. Ah, Hello there, Carl. You're on air. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, well, happy Fred. How's everything? I, I, I heard you got a little snow this past week. Oh, we didn't get as much as we were supposed to. <laughs> uh, which is a good thing. I was all ready to hibernate till Monday and you know, snuggle all in already. We only got like four inches. So. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. Well, so, when you're talking 8 to 12, 4 is pretty good. That's, that, can you really tell between 4 and 8? Oh, yeah. You can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're going up and down back steps in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> that would do it. So what's uh, the coldest been in Vermont so far the last two weeks or so? Heat wave going on now. We're at like 35 tonight, I think. 25. 35. 35. 35. Yeah. All the snow going to melt. Oh, well, 30, well, 36, yeah. Snow's insulating stuff, making it a little bit warmer. Although, I guess in about three or four days, from what I see there, uh, a friend of mine is a big weather buff, and he, he checks the weather way ahead. Mm-hmm. And according to the long term reports, in about three or four days, it's supposed to drop like a rock, stay really cold for like a month straight. So do, do Vermont, yeah. so, do, so does the Vermont people, do they throw snowballs at the weatherman when he's wrong? Or what What do you guys do with the uh, weather predictors over there in Vermont? Oh, no, it is what it is. Okay. Now, now that President Trump has called for... Uh, Stopping all the weather data. <laughs> That'll get real interesting next year. Ah well, they did during World War Two for a while. We didn't know what the weather what what the weather was going to be the next day. Yeah, well, you know we're we knew what it was about, the day before. We're about fifty percent right with uh, with scientific data. So without it, it'd be really interesting. 
Our air uh, it's not, it's not like they're predicting hurricanes up here. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Uh, oh, Fred, I have a question. Something popped on yeah. the news today about Russian hackers being suspected of um, oh, penetrating the Vermont... Utility company. Utility. Yeah, I heard that, too. What happened? Well, it's a pretty sad Cold War where they're worried about us here in Vermont. You know? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because they were, they were talking about the Russian hacking was exclusively on the Democratic side. And the thought occurred to me that because Bernie Sanders was running as a Democrat, that maybe they're picking on the the, the um, oh. candidates' states, which means New York yeah. is at risk, if that's true. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. Hmm. Um, because I could not either it, figure out why, in heaven's name, Vermont would be a first pick on this. Well, this is what the weirdest thing. I don't know, have you read... Have you heard more detail? I can tell you the latest detail I've heard about it. Please, please. Yeah. A spamware from Russia on a laptop that the utility company have. Now, why would they pick up a laptop on, with spamware from Russia in the Vermont u- u- utility company place? Well, it's, it's malware. Right. And if, as with some of the government... Uh, material it goes on laptops people work on it and it's high high tech and high secret mm-hmm. type stuff and then they'll go back in and plug into the main system so with malware anytime there's a connection between two computers which would happen with a laptop you automatically infect the next computer Never thought of that malware way. just travels with everything that you've got because it didn't say it was not part of the vermont grid Util, you know, the, the grid or utility grid mm-hmm. or whatever, but but it was on a laptop. And I now you made a good, you, you did a very good job at pointing the system how they wanted to get in. Yeah, and I'm suspecting that it would be a lot easier to break into a laptop than the mainframe. So are we are we fighting the Cold War in Vermont, Fred? Have you been able to detect the Russian spies and everything? Oh, I haven't found one yet. Okay. I'm looking. Yeah, they're they're around here. They gotta be. Um, I think it's I again. I don't want to get into politics. Yeah. Stuff, but I think it's amazing that we've got uh, a, a we got on one hand we got a president who's sanctioning a country, and then we got a president elect who's sticking up for that country. I know it's, it's amazing. It, it just boggles my mind. Only in America. Uh, unbelievable. Um, it's, and the fact that they had spy houses that that close to, to D.C. Uh, for 30, 40 years, was it? I haven't heard that long, but I knew how many they, they excommunicated with that, about that many or so. Yeah, I think they bought one of the houses in like 72 or 70s. Mm. Was it the Nixon administration they bought the house, supposedly? Mm. Um, but my, my scary thing is... If they can, if they can influence elections, and they've had, you know, sleepers have been a a big part of the spy game on both sides for years. So if you can plant a sleeper, and and you know, in the other person's country, and then he becomes high into politics, 
and you make that man president, I mean, I mean that's pretty scary stuff. You got a guy working for a foreign country that's leading in the other country. That sounds a pretty good mystery novel that Patricia can write for us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It'd be a good spy yeah. novel. <laughs> I would, I would love to write a good mystery. I, you know, I've, I've never dealt in fiction. I've got all of this started, and all of them are pretty good starts. I really enjoy reading them, but. You know, to bring it to fruition and then yeah. sell it. Yeah, I'm looking for our, 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 my our friend John Wilder is starting a brand new TV series, and he was supposed to go to Las Vegas for us, uh, but uh, they called him and they're asking him to rewrite the, the the first episode so he can't make Las Vegas. But he said, "Well, I want you to read my first story." So I'm gonna to me, what's gonna be the fun of the story that he wrote, that he sold, that sold the concept to, you know, I've never seen that internally. How do you actually mm-hmm. pitch uh, an idea that they bought? And but now they want him to rewrite it. But I, I'm, it, it, to me, I'm gonna be sitting down this week to read it and just say, ah, so this is how you do it. I'm rereading. Uh, so I just happened to find it in my books. I was going, going through my books. I'm thinking about which was selling on Amazon. Um. And I came across a hardcover copy. I'm thinking it might be something that you uh, that you guys sent me, or something I wanted at auction, maybe. Uh huh. I don't know, but it was a complete works illustrated works of Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes. I wouldn't be surprised. And it's really. I mean, I just started reading it again. It's it's uh. There's a I, I I remember Doctor Dale used to do, do, donate a lot of really nice books to the auction, and so who knows, Fred? You may, you might have won one of those. Who knows? Well, the reason I thought so is because the other two books that were with it were very strange books. They were they were, one was uh they were both by a guy named Richard E. Koch. One was about this guy named. Colonel Mosby, who was a, a, a Southern cavalry officer, but the book itself was more about guides to uh, like historic sites were about his life, like his birthplace, where he lived, uh-huh. you know, his house, uh, battlefields or battles that he fought at. So it wasn't really a story. It was more like a guidebook. Huh. And then the other one, which I thought was interesting, was How to Be a Virginia Gentleman. Do you have the to move rules to, of the whole... Do, do you have to move to Virginia? Or can you be a Virginia gentleman in Vermont? No, I think you had to be born and bred in Virginia. <laughs> and there were some other, other uh, requirements huh. for... Kind of racist, probably. Um, but it was, but it was an interesting. It was an interesting uh, concept or book. <laughs> I was just thinking. Um, first time I was in Alabama, we were visiting my uncle Jim, who was going to the war college. Before I went to have my last eye surgery in Florida, and one thing that we had for dinner was Virginia ham. And what was, what was so un- interesting to me as a kid, and this was like the mid-70s, 
They fed the hams. They fed the pig peanuts. Cool. And and the the ham had a peanut t- flavor to it. Wow, that's interesting. You know, and I think these were Virginia pigs, I guess. But that that sort of rem- uh, that's what I was just thinking while you were talking about the Virginia gentleman. So, yeah, you know, peanuts, I guess. I've never heard of. I haven't either. Well, well I don't pigs eat anything. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh yeah, they, there's. There's been stories of them, uh, like, I can't remember the exact story, but there was a story around here uh, where a farmer, I don't know, he disappeared. Mm. <laughs> Later on, he was eaten by his pigs. They figured it out. He was 80 some odd years old, he went to feed the pigs, and I don't know how true it is. Yeah. It's, uh, I've heard it before. It's an old story. Um, it was interesting this week. One of the things my mom did, my dad brought home from the doctor's office because the doctor gave my dad permission. A National Geographic came out in April, and the whole issue was devoted to Yellowstone National Park. Oh. And it was interesting. Mom wanted to read the entire thing to me, so we did. And I didn't realize how flexible bears were. They generally, uh, bears. If they have to, they will eat flowers to live on. Yeah. But traditionally, mm-hmm. uh, bears, when they really grew the population, were when they were eating trash, garbage. And that's when the female uh, population birds really blossom. But once they thought they needed to start controlling the garbage, the whole bear population started to shrink. And I never thought about, about that, that, you know, garbage was a big food supplement for bears well, at Yellowstone. It's also amazing how, and I don't know how true this was 100 years ago, but how familiar they are with people. I mean, you, you can go on to YouTube and see videos of bears that climb tree stands where hunters are sitting in them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they get, they get right up to the tree stand they sniff around, they go back down, they, yeah. There's one where the the hunters, like, the bears get close, he's pointing the rifle down at them, and the bears, like, chewing the damn barrel of the rifle. Wow. I mean, and there's one where he gets right up into the tree stand, and if it was me, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be flipping. Mm-hmm. And the bear just kind of, it's like a big dog, and sniffs around with his, with his snout. I mean, the camera's like right there, and then he backs down, away he goes. They're incredibly comfortable around people. Um, the only time you really have to really worry is if you come across uh, like a mother bear with cubs. Yes. They're incredibly protective. Yeah, because they said the last couple of bear killings in the Yellowstone is because Somebody walked upon a, mud, a, a a bear, a mother bear, and her cubs. Well, you know that's when they'll be protective. Yeah, they'll be real protective. Yeah. Um, but Just like Patricia, you're you're a protect you're a pret- you're a protective mother bear, aren't you, Patricia? That's, that's yes, just a, I am. I know you are. Not a mother. I know. That's just a mother I'll, thing. I'll be ferocious for everybody else's kids. But you have a kitty cat now. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
my sister Fred gave me a life-size cat that purrs and moves and has a has a paw that comes up against her whiskers like she's looking and cleaning her whiskers, and the noise is really good. That's cool. That's a perfect pet. It is. It is, and I don't <laughs> even know what to do. You don't have to take it shit outside. <laughs> Great. Um, Great. Fred? Fred? Sorry. <laughs> this, is a, this is a family show. Oh, it's 2.20 in the morning. Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were. Here now. Yeah. That's my kitty. Oh, very good. That, that sounds just like you, Patricia. That's perfect. And she's purring. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Probably she never never asked for food. And I don't have to contend with litter. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. And no vet bills. No food bills. That's great. And I can turn off her meower. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she's not much though. She's really cute. She's fluffy. I bet she's not much of a bouncer, though. Say what? I bet she's not much of a bouncer. Probably not. No. But... Which is okay. I don't have mice. Well, that's, there you go. So I'm that's another problem up here. She's very pretty so... kitty. Yeah. And that's her name, Kitty. That's <laughs> <laughs> really cool. I'm so creative. Right. Yeah, now, uh, you spend the holidays with your sister? Say again. Yeah, I'm, I'm up here in Alabama now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm cold. My friend's just headed for Florida. I think we just lost Patricia. Hold on. We're going to go get her back. So everybody stand still. Oh, our four hours went up. You're pretty good at this. Jaws Professional, Larry Gal Tab, Skype Trade Tab, Online Tab, Walden Tab, Search at Active Favorite, Barbara Patricia from FLO, Barbara Smith Cell, Applications, Content Send, Invite to Enter, Leaving Menus, Larry Gassman, John Gassman, Loading Jaw, Can't, OK, Enter. We're here. Yep. Well, we, we knew we were going to lose you and, you, and you, once you said, yeah, we're pretty cold, you hung, they, they hung up on you right then. I know, everything you, froze up on me. So how cold is it now, Bama? Well, right now it's 50, 50. but it's raining. I would love 50. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but it's over have all the windows open. So what the coldest it been since the week you've been down there, Patricia? Um, gee, I don't know. It was supposed to go into the 30s last night, I believe. But I didn't go out to check. That's and I just, I just that's, that's going to change the temperature in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Fred, have you have you been able to move a little better this past week or two? We're getting there. Okay. It's like I was telling some people the other day. It was, uh, you know, I figured I get the cast off, got it off in September, mm-hmm. and then. October, I was taking those steps. I figured once I started taking those little steps, it'd be like a really quick process. But here we are, two, three months later, I'm still not full time walking. Well, I guess, I guess as you get older, you don't heal as quick as you used to. That must be the rule. Or, or if the muscles really need to be built back up, I guess, or something. 
Yeah, it's uh, I, I mean, I'm getting there. I, I, I'm starting to do more walking at home. But see, that's the hard part because it's, it's uh, I can do it. But the problem is, after when I start walking, it hurts, and it, it will continue to hurt for a couple hours afterwards. So when you're laying here and you're feeling pretty good, and it doesn't hurt at all, it's hard to get yourself up walk when you know it's going to mean you're going to be in pain for three or four hours. The motivation factor. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like to take pain pills because they scare me. Mm-hmm. That's what got me into trouble like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't over, wasn't abusing them. I was taking what they said I could take three or four a day. Mm-hmm. And I got into trouble with it. Well, let's face it. Everybody, oh. Patricia and I talked about this a lot. Everybody' chemical system in their body is different, so just a couple of pills for you could be toxic for somebody else. It wouldn't matter. Oh, I know, and I'm just—I've taken so many too. My life. I mean, I—you know—when I was, uh, when I was 12 years old, I was taking 15 aspirin a day. Wow. You know, so I've been—I've been medicated forever. I can, matter of fact, I can remember. When I turned 18, I walked into the doctor's office and I said, I'm done. I'm not taking any more aspirin. This is going to be turning the hell out of my stomach. And thank God at that time, they had come out with ibuprofen. That's what I was thinking. All that aspirin, the acid in the in all those aspirin must have torn up your stomach. Oh, if I, if I continued, I don't know what my stomach would be like today. But it was either that or be in pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, those were the choices. And at that that age, it was important because it kept the swelling down. Because every time my joints would swell up, the joints would become damaged. So, you know, when you're 12, 13 years old, you don't want that happening because you got your whole life ahead of you. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was, a, it was either, either this or that. I mean, it was a choice. A vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so... The ibuprofen helped for a while, uh, but even that isn't good for you. I was taking, right up to when I got sick, three or four years ago, I was taking 2,400 milligrams of that a day. I was taking three of the, three, three pills a day of the, the 800 milligrams each of the course pills. They, were, they weren't what you'd get over the counter, the prescription strikes. And then on top of that, I was taking... Five, five, three to five a day. Wow. Every day, yeah. And then I wasn't eating right either. That that didn't help. But again, it's something you needed. Well, it's Uh, yeah, it did. I've been a lot. I've, I've, but it's funny though. When I stopped doing it because I didn't walk in anymore, it hurt for quite a while. It hurt more than normal. Yeah. Then I just kind of got used to the pain, mm-hmm. so it didn't. It kind of went away. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was. I would still feel pain, but it wouldn't be consistently yeah. like it was at first. Yeah. It sounds like what you experienced when you discontinued the medications is what they call rebound pain, and the rebound is always more intense than it was when right. you first started the medications. But yeah. then it quiets down a little bit. Yeah. But it's it's pretty rough when you get that kind of rebound pain. Yeah, it was it wasn't fun. 
But I just kept thinking about where I had come from. Yeah. Like, I'm not going back there, you know, and just no way. Uh, and they never even diagnosed that as the problem. I knew it was. Yeah. It was just what else? You know, I, I read about all these soldiers. So it was a big, big deal with soldiers. You know, over in uh, other countries and stuff, serving mm-hmm. abroad where they, um, they, 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 get hurt, they get hurt or they get injured. Yeah, I would get thinking about narcotics, and they get binded. They get binded up. I mean, to, to the point where it's severe. Yeah. But they I, go. I, I was thinking of Bill Stern, the famous sports announcer. He. Uh, he got in a sports accident, a car accident in Texas, and they did a bad amputee job, and they they taped, they bundled up his wound with, with broken glass. Oh. And he was, he, with the bad amputee in the glass, he was in serious pain the rest of his life, and so he was living on narcotics for pain yeah. pills. And, and they work. They take the pain away. They do work. Yeah. They take enough of it. But yeah, exactly. I mean, they're not good for you, and they do a lot of damage to you. And they're, yeah. But they're just—I don't know. It's like you have to make a choice. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'd rather live with the pain. Um, you know, and you, and you can deal with pain. It, it, it's it's like I said. After a while, it becomes subjective. You know, I mean, you, you get used to a certain state. So it would be like, and I'm not trying to brag. I'm not real proud. I'd rather be in somebody else's body, but believe me. But if I was to transfer souls with somebody healthy, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I would probably be like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> you know, where somebody else would probably be like, oh, my God, I ate. I hurt. Sucks. How can I get out of bed? You know, because they're not used to yeah. that. Yeah. That One of the level. challenges today is to find a healthy person to trade with. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but I mean, you know, find like, one. I say, what? You don't have to go to work anymore. You live in a home, collect disability. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. We need to, we need to find healthy individuals willing to trade. Well, what the constitute pain tolerance? In other words. We know that some people say have a high tolerance for pain versus others. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you. Well, if, if, somebody, if somebody put out a cigarette on your arm and you, somebody put out a cigarette on my arm, I think I could tolerate the pain better than the average bear. Right. Right. So that's a higher pain tolerance. So what, is it because you don't have as many nerves? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, what? Yeah, th- theoretically, why would... Why are different, to- what, what makes different tolerance thresholds? I think it's your brain. The more you deal with it, yeah. your brain just, just learns to accept it. That's, it, it's, that's, you know, your body, I think the more, the more, if, if I didn't have a high tolerance of pain, I'd go crazy. You're going to be in pain all the time. Mm. So, yeah. either, either get used to it and push on, and ignore it, or never get out of bed. So you learn to ignore it. You just learn to like push it aside. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and grit your teeth. And part of it is yeah. knowing that it's not going to be around forever because somewhere in there you're going to get a break. And if you push past it, 
you know, push through it, mm-hmm. yeah. you kind of like, okay, it hurts. It always hurts. Yeah. This, it becomes a norm. It just mm-hmm. becomes a norm. So mm-hmm. that, I mean, I still experience pain, but it's beyond my norm. So what you do know we, what I'm I, I think I do. What's the different? What is the definition of chronic pain then? I, I'm probably in chronic pain. You are. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what is it? Something that you feel pain every day, or oh. pain, or pain so many hours a day? I mean, how do they define chronic? If you were in my body, you probably would feel it. Yeah, chronic but, means it is with you forever, unless somebody finds a way to interrupt it. I mean, it's kind of like. And I, and I think it's true, but, like, people who are blind, like in your situation, Walden, uh-huh. where you develop your other senses. Right. It's kind of the same, along the same line. It's your brain adjusting to what you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I imagine there's, it probably sends adrenaline out to the spots, too, that that hurt or whatever to deal with it. But it's it's like, you're, okay, it's, you're in pain, and you're in this pain every single day, so this isn't really pain. This is this is your norm. So you just try to. So that's why I'm wondering what, in a way, would your brain sort of deaden the nerves? That way you can at least function. I I, I don't know. I mean, just trying to. I don't know if it's deadening the nerves, or if it's just you just get accustomed to it. So if, if like for example, if you were in. Same pain that I was in every single day. Mm-hmm. It becomes your norm mm-hmm. because you're, it's every day. It's constant. So there's no there's no good to compare it to. There's no better to compare it to. So mm-hmm. when you're at your best, even though there may be pain there, you, you, you kind of you kind of learn to ignore it because it's there every day. So have you lived it with a day with no pain? Yeah, in my mind. Okay. Probably. Okay. Uh, but what I'm saying is if somebody healthy, completely healthy, transferred into my body and lived for a week, they'd probably say no. Uh-huh. They'd probably say it hurt like hell every day. Um, but, yeah, no, I go through days, not in the last six months, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, before I hurt myself, um, I go through the. I would go through days where I didn't really feel any pain, or didn't, or didn't notice it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, not a lot. I mean, because there's, it hurts. I, I I hurt when I do anything. If I if if I do too much writing, it hurts. If I do, if I walk too much, I start to hurt. Um, if I, you know, uh, almost anything beyond what I normally do, uh-huh. it would cause effort. Um, but then again, like I said, it's, it's you get used to it. I mean, you just you, so you just kind of ignore it and you push mm-hmm. on. You know, so it's hard to tell when I'm in pain. When I'm, I mean, I know when I'm in real pain. And like I said, when I when I stop taking the pain pills, I realize that daily pain a lot more than I did when I was taking them. Uh-huh. 
and I and, and that I heard every day for like six, seven months because pain pills were also disguising a lot of that, masking a lot of that. You, know, you take five of those a day. I I was like flying around. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, uh, so that took a while to get back to, but, but again, it, it, it's like a like a boxer. You know, you, you get hit in the you get hit in the eye and it hurts like hell, but you still got thirteen rounds to go. You know, or you yeah. get hit in the ribs and it hurts like hell. You were talking about that female boxer last night who lost her second uh, big match. Don't bring that up. I'm gonna cry. And it's almost like she was. Paralyzed, or, or, or yeah, like, she was practically. She, I love Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I love her to death, and I was hoping like hell she would do all right. But she, before she got beat, she she felt she was invincible. Right. And I, she lost all confidence. She, I mean, if a normal Ronda Rousey would have ran across that ring, she would have taken a punch to the head or two to get inside. She would have thrown that girl to the ground. And the fight would have been over. Instead, she stood there like a deer in headlight. Makes you want to always have it back. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I'd like her come back. But yeah. I, I think she's lost that confidence. And that, that's the type of thing. I was surprised how much she got paid for last night fight. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. She got paid three million bucks. Patricia, you want to fight for three million? No. Okay. I would. I'd go there and knock me off. <laughs> that I would do. That I would not do. Because there wouldn't be enough left of me to enjoy the $3 million. Oh, sure there would. You're tough. Referee's tough. tough but I, I, you know, I'm a, all of us die eventually, and I don't want to do it and not be able to spend my $3 million. So I would pass on no. that. I, yeah. She's going to date. She's going to do that for three million. I wouldn't fight for she, it very well there, but she, she'll go. She'll go to Disneyland for a hundred thousand dollars instead. But the thing is that she was. Uh, she, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of unfair what they did to her too. The girl hadn't fought in a year, and they throw her in against the champion. Yeah, I mean that's not fair. to Everybody else, no, trying to was fighting full time. It's not fair to her. She should have fought somebody else first. But, but she had to consent to it, yes? No, she wanted it. She wanted mm-hmm. it. Well, yep. in that case. Yep. Um, and I was hoping that she would come back out and be her old self. And she, uh, she just, she's lost, it's not there. Mm-hmm. Like she's totally lost confidence. I felt bad for her. Yep. Um, I know she was talking... After she lost the last fight, she came on the Jimmy Kimmel show, so she was talking to thinking about suicide. I know, that was after she lost her first match, that she really talked yeah. about. Yep. Yeah. So, but, you know, there, but then again, I mean, there's... I don't think her thing is pain. I think her thing is confidence. I think... It's definitely a mental thing, I would guess. Yeah. It's like that... You know, they, they, you know, as much as I'm, I love the Rocky films, and uh, I always want to say Rocky One's my favorite, but then I keep thinking Rocky Three, where they dealt with that very issue so well. 
if I remember the movie at all, but where he gets his head handed to him by Mr. T. Just gets pounded. And then that whole thing about overcoming that fear. Yeah. You know, how he was never afraid before stepping into the ring, and then he doesn't train hard, he doesn't, you know, that whole... He's afraid to give it everything he's got. Right. And I, that was her. She just didn't fight. She stood there and got hit. Yep. Yeah, unbelievable. But... Are we talking anyway, about... Yeah, it's, uh, We're talking psychology. Yep. No, you're talking S-words. Yeah, speaking of S-words... I, 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 so Irish won a big one today at the buzzer. I didn't see that. Who did they, who did they play? I think it was Pitt. Oh, that's a for, good trivia. Hey, I, I think what we could do... Here's a new game for Patricia. <laughs> okay. What? We're going to have you figure out college nicknames. What do you think? Oh, I like it. Yeah, okay, Patricia. Pickburg, what's the, what's the school mascot? What's the mascot, yeah. Oh, gee. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're trying to sucker me into a S discussion. You're actually Googling this as we speak, right? Well, I know. No, what? I'm not. No, no. I'm still on the middle of freedom here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We're, 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 we're broadening your, your horizon, my dear. I, yeah. That horizon has not appeared. Well, it's very easy. The Fighting Irish are from what college? There you go. Notre Dame. Oh, my goodness gracious. There you go. Woohoo! Well, they, they played Pittsburgh today. Now, what's their mascot? What? I'll give you a clue. A big clue. Oh, wait a minute. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yes, Pittsburgh. 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 All right, <laughs> <laughs> what's the clue? Their their mascot is with the same letter as Pittsburgh. Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, huh? It's not the Pirates um, either. That's a baseball team. Um, a pine cone. Um, think, I don't want to know. Think about what schools usually name themselves after. Yeah. What 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 kind of thing do they name themselves after? Animals. Very good. Well, give me a pee. In it. I said Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> it's not a penguin either. Oh, okay. P. That's a hockey team, penguins. Not pig or penguins, Patricia. No. Say not a P. Another penguin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, p- a pig? No. Oh. Not a pig or a penguin. Okay. You imagine to call yourself a pig? I'm coming up with a lot of good peas. You are. You're doing very well. One, uh, eventually, I'm going to have to land on it, huh? Uh-huh. You can use Johnny's or Lifeline if you want to. Yeah. I, I give up. Well, I'll give you another clue. They're more than I hate clues. Just give me the answer. <laughs> they're a stocking animal. Yes. What? They're stocking animals. They, go, they stock around. They, tra- they, they track. Stock, they stock their prey. Pigs don't they're stock their prey. Well, there are an awful lot of things that stock their prey. It's not a pussy cat. I know that. No. Nope. What? That's a pea. Pussy cat is You'll a pea. You'll be in that line of family. You're in the right family. That's right. You're getting closer. A panther? Very That's good. 
That's perfect. Very sure. good. I just went through the entire <laughs> dictionary of animals. <laughs> well, you could have okay. said piranha. Of course, that's not a cat, but. Okay, a panther. Gee whiz. They're not fooling around. Okay. Are we finished? Yeah, I guess for tonight. <laughs> I'm not a very exciting contestant here, I'm afraid. Okay, I'm going to ask you about New Year's. Do you ever make I wanted to call and get involved in last week's discussion so bad. And my phone battery died. Oh, gee. And what was the discussion? Uh, what was the discussion you wanted to get into? It was the Christmas Eve thing, and now I forgot what it was. I can't remember now. Well, Patricia has her notes. She'll, she'll look at her notes and decide. Yeah. Sure, I can do that. I'll be Go right find back. me another animal. Another animal. Uh, Let me see. Let's see, how about, how about Michigan State? What are they? Well, I think right. I get the Michigan works up. I'm thinking of the Michigan State, I think. You think, and you want me, you're going to tell me whether or not I got a correct answer? Yeah, I'm going to tell you whether you got it correct, and then Wall's going to tell me if I'm right. All right, is this, is this a critter again, an animal? Yeah. It begins with a W. <laughs> Wombat. I <laughs> <laughs> guess. Right. I guess. Um, a W. A W. Like a wild cat? A house cat? No. No, no, a wild cat. <laughs> no, that's a good guess. Yes, I know it was, but it's not good if I don't get the answer. No, this is a tough one, actually. And and the other one wasn't. No, pants. I, I couldn't come up with another. <laughs> I couldn't. Okay, what is Michigan? Then ask me Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin. The Wolverine. Well, I do too. Yeah. Wisconsin's a badger. What is Michigan? A what? cow. Michigan State is Wolverines, right? Is it state? <gasps> I knew that. Yeah, I think it's Michigan State's Wolverines, or Michigan's Wolverines. I forget which is which. Walden has left us. Okay. I think he Mich has left State the building, obviously. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, so I have to look up Wolverines. Hold on. Wolverines. Pretty okay. sure they're Michigan State. Okay, mascot. Wolverines are very, very Vicious. not nice critters. Yes. They're not. And, okay, Biff, the Michigan Wolverine, University well, of Michigan. Well, there's 11 minutes away from uh, New Year's. Again? Uh, yep. Say that again? What? So is it Michigan or Michigan State? Um, it says University of Michigan. What is that? Oh. That's, so that might be Michigan. That's what the, is Michigan that's, State then? Let me... University of Michigan has got to be a state college. Yes, right. Yeah, I think it is Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I don't know what Michigan is then. Let me, let me, let me look. And then Wisconsin is the Badgers. Yeah, I knew that. I did too. I want, I want credit. I knew that. Yeah, you get credit for that one. Oh, boy, thank you. I had to beg for it. How come? How about how about my my school up here in Vermont? My old, we're only Division One school, University of Vermont. 
Snowball. Uh, you have a critter, too? We have a critter. You have a critter. Hmm. I'll give you a clue. It's in, the, it's in the feline family again. It's not a panther. Not a panther. Tiger. It is not a panther. No, it's not a tiger. Not a tiger. It's something it's that used cat. to be uh, native to the state. And they say that they're, they're, they're extinct, but people have seen them for the last 70 years. There has been spotting. Hmm. A cat in Vermont. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. A cat in Vermont. Well, we, in New York, they've got mountain lions. So you're not the Vermont lions, I know that. Oh, now, there's another name for mountain lion, and you will have it. A cougar? No, that's what that is another name. Oh, that's not true. No, a mountain lion is... American cougar is another name, but that's not it either. Oh, Michigan State is the Spartans. I was wrong. So, so Michigan State is the Spartans, and and Michigan, Plain Michigan is the Wolverines. Okay, whatever. You know, this just is not fair, having all different schools that have Michigan in it, and we have all different schools with the word Florida in it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I know. Oh, he's back. Uh Uh-huh. He has returned to the room. <laughs> he would have told me my error if he'd been here. But. <laughs> yes, he would have. And poor Fred, he was asking you questions, and there was no answer. No answer. I, I thought I'd be back. We didn't hear that. Good. I was, I was calling Michigan State the Wolverines instead of Michigan. Ah. Michigan State is the Spartans. That's right. Yeah. Um. But now she's trying to figure out Vermont. UVM. I don't think I know Vermont. Um, I bet you know if we just got the clues I gave her. Okay. When the clue is? Well, it's another name for a mountain lion. And it's not American. It's not cougar. Hmm. A French well. name, I think. Hmm. There is another name for a mountain lion. Uh, and I will recognize oh, it when you tell me. That's what we should call it here. You guys give up? Yeah. The about. Huh. Never heard of them. Okay. The what? The cat It's a It's a mountain lion. American mountain lion. Just another name. C-A-T-A-M-U-N-T, I believe. Or, or M-U-N-T or M-O-N-T. I don't know if there's a U in there. I never heard of it. You can spell it any way you want. Well, may I give the winning school nickname? Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to guess what it is. The University of Santa Cruz in California. What is their nickname? Oh, God. I would have no clue. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and, and been voted it's definitely the most unusual nickname for any school. Are they an animal? Yeah. An animal. That's not the aardvark. No. I'm, you know, I, I'm the anteater. I went to the anteater school. Okay. <laughs> Brush that one off the list. I always said that anteater would be hard to adjust to. I know. Well, we, we um, University of California, or, uh, University of California, Irvine, we are an anteater. That's our school mascot. <laughs> 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 well, 
But so my college was a <laughs> But you never. Classy. They've got tigers and lions and mountain lions. And I and 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 I school and the name of our mascot Peter. Peter the egg. Okay, so uh, University of Santa Cruz, the University is, is world famous, and it's been voted the most unusual nickname of all the colleges. Oh, uh, how we're supposed to get it? An anteater isn't? No, no, this one definitely tops it. <laughs> an anteater. University of Santa oh my god. Uh, John, you remember? Wolf. No, no, no. Oh. It's, another, it's, a, it's another little thing. Smaller than a mouse, smaller than an ant eater. Smaller than a mole, then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. An ant. It's in that ballpark. It's in that ballpark. Nashville and California, because all nicknames in colleges in California are pretty unusual. A lot of them are. No, that's common. This is, this, this is another odd odd school nickname. Are there any normals? No. Termites. No, more, more odd. I said termites. More odd. More odd than cockroaches. Oh, yeah. Otter than a termite? Mm-hmm. Tick? Boy, I give up. It's the University of Santa Cruz. It's the banana slugs. The banana? I would, oh, I never would have got <laughs> What the hell is a banana slug? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Patricia wants to Google up what the banana slug looks like, but that that's the University of I'm Santa gonna Cruz. I'm going to find out. I'm going to look. That's the University of Santa Cruz nickname, the banana slugs. But I'm going to see what a banana slug looks like. You're only five minutes away from the video, Alvin. I know. Pretty nice, isn't it? Uh, I'll be joining you guys. You will yeah. almost be there. Almost I be do there. I think, however, mm-hmm. yeah. that now that you have succeeded in dragging me into a S discussion, yes, my dear. I want to return to the R discussion. Sure. Okay. Fred, have you ever made a New Year's resolution? That's pretty good. Tell me, tell me why you dumped New Year's resolutions from your life. Because I thought the whole tradition was stupid. Stupid. Another one on my team. Well, see, I'm goal-oriented, so I'll set goals. Uh-huh. I set goals all the time. Nobody else in the world says stupid like Patricia. You know, have you noticed that, everybody? Why should, yeah, why should just because... The new year is becoming a, a new year. Why should that be the day that I set some? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I just fresh, thought the whole, fresh, the whole thing was so artificial. I just I set resolutions all the time when I need to, but not necessarily happen on New Year's. And, and, I, and they're not really resolutions; they're more goals. Like uh, what is a resolution anyway? Well, I guess I guess that's not really true because I guess when I got sick. Four years ago, I quit smoking cigarettes. Right. When I got out of the hospital, it was December 31st. 
I said I never smoke again, and I haven't. So I, I guess that qualifies as a New Year's resolution. Because when I, so? by, by the time I got out, when I got out of the hospital and had access to cigarettes, it was New Year's Eve. I guess that could count. I guess. Sure. But I never. But I made up my mind before I got out of the hospital. And again, it was more of a goal than it was a. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like. I'm not going to do this. So, but, but, but yeah, no, I, I, I did. I, I made that last resolution many years ago. And I stuck to it. What <laughs> <One laughs> resolution? New Year's resolution. I've kept. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, well, I do have some resolution information for people. All righty. For all of us. And by the way, it was Harry Truman who developed or created by executive order the Medal of Freedom. Ah, very good, old Harry. Oh, oh. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of information in here, but mm -hmm. woof, it sounds like you had to be something like the leader of the International UNICEF, I don't know, but there, there were some pretty stringent. So can I nominate you for Medal of Freedom next year, Patricia? Of course you may. Okay. Will you, accept, to vote for me? Will you accept it? Well, I think it's Springsteen did. He didn't accept the he didn't accept the Nobel Peace Prize, though. That's true. Hmm. Okay. Well, I have. Let me see. I have something here. Um, well, how can what, I think Patricia can get the Nobel Peace Prize? I mean, comes with a financial stipend. So, what can we nominate her for? What do you think, Fred? Well, I don't know. Nobel Peace Prize would be cool. Yeah. Oh, my God, these things are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. I would, like, transfer out of that freaking school so fast. And it, it, it probably reduces the stress of having to choose students for the freshman semester. Yeah, really. I hear a student. Down on the applications, yeah. I think I heard fireworks. I think it's midnight here in California. Yep. It is. It is. Yeah. Bingo. Well, I have a wonderful quote from Oprah Winfrey. Uh-huh. She says, cheers to a new year and another chance for us to get it right. I think that's pretty good. better yet. <laughs> so, then, some, do you know anybody by the name of Tucker Carlson? Is that name familiar to either of yeah, you? Yeah, he's a, he's a TV dude. I have never heard of him. He's a what? He's a, he's TV. a political analyst. Political TV, a TV guy. Well, he's got a good idea. Mm -hmm. He said, to be an ideal guest, stay home. <laughs> I think that's, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to use that next time we get invited to a party. All right, let me see. Okay, an optimist. This is from Bill Vaughn. Don't know that name either. An optimist stays up until midnight to see the new year in. A pessimist stays up to make sure the old la old year leaves. Ah. That would be good. the whole glass half. Uh-huh. Let's see. Okay. Oh, there he goes. What? Uh, we're starting to hear some big-time fireworks over by John Place. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. That's a good sound effect. They're, they're a whole minute late in their celebrations. Who's, who's got the do we have a Facebook page? Do you guys have a Facebook page? Yeah, I do. John Lurie has the individual one, and 
We got one for Spurvac and one for just the USA. I just copied the coolest picture of a banana slug. Oh, you want <laughs> go ahead and put it on my put it on my Facebook page and we can show it. This can't be real. <laughs> well, the UC Cal, <laughs> right, John? You 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 heard of the UC UC crew banana slugs, right? No, I've not heard of them. You haven't? No. I think this is like a toy one that I got a picture of here. A lot, a lot of times. Uh, I, UCI, what the school oh, I went to. Oh, yuck. The, the, the one I went to, they named it after a cartoon character, Peter the Ant Eater, so that's, so maybe it could have been. Giant slug. Ugh. Now, if you look go down further, though, if you're on the same page I'm at, there's one that looks like a, I can't, it can't be real. The one that's got, like, eyeballs on top of the head. Well, you know, I've got, I've got two horns that you normally get from a slug. Okay, I, I, I got an idea. Why don't you Google U University of Santa Cruz to go to the official you know, website of the college and see what their mascot looks like. That might give you an idea. Well, I'm looking at the real thing. Oh, okay. Ugh. Oh, here we go. Banana slug mascot. University of California at Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. Well, their mascot looks pretty ugly, too. But <laughs> <laughs> he's... He's dressed up in a slug suit. That was that was a homecoming queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Secret of the slime. They are ugly. My goodness, what a homely critter! Can you imagine, like, biting into a banana and getting a hold of one of these babies? You think that's Disneyland, John? Oh no, it's somebody nearby who's uh. lighting off fireworks. <laughs> oh, the, 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 I hear the car alarms going off too. It is a terrestrial slug. What? Hmm. It flies in the air? Is that what that means? No, no, terrestrial. Do we have them? I, I think that means... They're from here. <laughs> Never mind, I'll look it up. Oh, gee whiz. I'll, and then I'll tell you if I guessed right. You two, you three can continue talking while I do my, uh... I never, I never knew, well, this is the, this is the unique part of Saturday, the Saturday Night Show. Whoever thought we'd be talking about universities' nicknames on a New Year's Eve night? Only us. This, this, oh, I know. This is what makes us Who so unique. ever come up with banana slugs? I, I know. That's it has to be from California, out. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to turn and, turn down and fade away because I have to get up at six and a half. All right, John. To to church, so... Ooh, so, happy New Year, John. And you're gonna, happy New Year to you, too. And you're going to read and tomorrow, right? If Larry gets home by the time you guys are still on the air, he may join you. We'll see how it goes. Sounds good, John. Get some time. Right, talk to you later on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. Okay. Let's see. Terrestrial means they live on the ground. Really? As opposed to aquatic animals, oh. which live in water. Amphibians, which rely on a combination of water and land. Terrestrial, I always thought be in the air. No. Oh. Terra firma, the, you know, terrestrial is on the ground. Yeah. Never knew that. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew that. I knew it was ground, but I didn't know why. <laughs> um, anyway, it looks like a banana, so I don't, okay. I don't know. Okay. You want to look at my school mascot, see what you think of an anteater? Oh, I, I love Auntie. Okay, okay. So I just think it's screwy for a <laughs>
ahead to where my plugs were saved to all, but I'll send you, I'll okay. send you a picture. Put it, yeah, put it on my Facebook page. You can go find one, dude. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I got one. I just got to remember, uh, remember where it It should be a sure thing. Yeah. I saved it. Okay. So now, I don't know where it went to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, I've got uh, right under Peter the Anteater. Yep, came up as number one when I put in mascot. Right. So immediately under that mm -hmm. is the top ten worst college mascots, and because I put in the Anteater, mm -hmm. I suspect that it will be on this list. <laughs> Let us see. Yes, she is with the top oh. ten. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. That should be a fun. I'll go, I'll go backwards. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because that's the, you know the countdown. Yep. Yeah. Um. Okay, UD is what? UD, uh, you, you. Y O U, meaning you. Yeah. U University of Delaware, UD. That's oh, the, okay. Okay, all right, I see this. Delaware. University of Delaware. They they are in top. That that's number ten. Okay. Number nine is Peter. Oh, what 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 is the University of Delaware? What what is the University of Delaware? What what's their mascot? It is. Um, it looks like a bad imitation of a blue jay. Okay. A blue hen. What is a blue? Oh, hen? that's right. That is their mascot. You hear me when they make the basketball tournament? That is that is their scat mascot. It's a blue hen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew there was a screwy reason that football existed. <laughs> okay, Peter the Anteater. We make number, number nine? nine? All right. Yeah, Cowboy Joe and Pistol Pete. Let's see where they belong. What school? Right, that's the Anteater. And then we get Cowboy Joe and Pistol Pete, University of Wyoming, Cowboys and Cowgirls. Oh, huh, okay. What? <laughs> okay. Cayenne. University of Louisiana. Uh-huh. Cayenne was the fourth and newest mascot of the University of Louisiana. Okay. And Cayenne is a red hot pepper. Hold on. Let me see. A cayenne pepper? Okay. Um, food mascots definitely aren't the scariest, but Cayenne does have a face that might send off a few competitors. In any event, whoever was writing this, in any case, I would not be so proud to call a red pepper my school mascot. <laughs> Yucko. But you know what? In mm. Louisiana, that's where Tabasco sauce is Right, made. right. How about that? I even remembered that. Okay. Speedy the Geoduck. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> so what school has that one? Kind of like another um, California. The Geo Duck belongs to. Belongs to. Belongs to. There's a there's a space in here. Evergreen State. Never heard of them. The Evergreen State. I've never heard of them. Okay. Well, there's a space in here. Okay. The Evergreen State. All right. Let me, well, I'll have to look up and see what the Evergreen State is. How did you get me into this? <laughs> well, very interesting. It's we're at number six. Top five would be. Evergreen State. That's so see what the that Evergreen order? State College is where. I don't know. Is that Vermont? What? 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 No. 
Olympia, Washington. Okay. Okay, Washington. Okay. Washington. That was that area. All right. Oregon. Yep. That's the ever- I didn't Olympia, Washington, the Evergreen State. Never knew that. Okay. Scotty the Scotty Dog belongs to Carnegie Mellon University Tartan. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Wouldn't you think that Carnegie Mellon would be <laughs> you know, more classy than a piece of black fluff? I would think so. Gee whiz. As silly as it seems, the university's mascot is a Scotty dog named Scotty. At times, they have live Scottish terrier. Bill Cosby gave them the dog as a gift. <laughs> I wouldn't brag about that either. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, okay. When comparing Scotty to other mascots, he's definitely not on the top of the chain. Mm. Number four. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're getting into really rough territory. Yeah. Artie the artichoke. <laughs> An artichoke. <laughs> Can you imagine this? Scottsdale Community College. That must be Scottsdale, Arizona. Yep. I know this show. Okay. And then we have Sammy the Banana Slug. Hey, make the top uh-huh. three. He is All right. Sammy. Sammy is number three. Now we're down to number two. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> Wooshock. Wichita State University Shocker. Oh. Wooshock. That's in Kansas, yeah. Wooshock. Shockers, that's not that bad. No. Mm, let me see if there's no nonsense scowl. I don't know. Okay. Oh, geez. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Number one is the fighting okra. <laughs> there is a picture of a man dressed up as an okra. A chunk hey, of... Well, I gave you the real spin slug and then a, then a picture of a toy one that you can buy. <laughs> And who scored this? The Fighting Ota. She said it, but I forgot. You still there? I am. I'm trying. I thought we were off. I'm the... here. What, okay. what, what school is it, Patricia? Delta State University, and it is in Cleveland, Mississippi. And what is an okra? Is it like a spider? Yeah, no, no, it's a, a vegetable. A really vegetable. strange vegetable. <laughs> That's why. Fried, sliced and fried, okra's pretty good. But other than that, mostly because the frying takes takes away the, the taste. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking you'd want to like, name your school sports teams after something that's only good if it's sliced and fried, you know? <laughs> kind of like, we're only good if we get smoked. Yeah. Yeah. Blame it on the mascot. Yeah. Oh, well. That is weird. The end. The end. I like your top ten list, though. They're good. That's a great list, Patricia. That's what he's Only I could find it, because I am on Google. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to let you guys go. All right, Fred. Happy New Year. Okay, Fred. Happy Happy New New Year. Year. It is quarter after three in the morning. I should get some sleep. All righty. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, have a good week, guys. We will. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Patricia and I are up for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, everybody. What topic we 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 poo on a Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hearing this on a YouTube channel near you. 
as you're getting paid to listen to banana slugs and fighting. <laughs> 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 oh, gee. Oh, gee. Yeah, I would really like to have the awful show up there. Well, why not? Let's do it. Let's do Can it. Do oh, yeah. All why not? We, all we need is an old-time radio picture that's in the public That's domain. all. That's all we need. If you can, then, if, if, you know, if you can do this, you learn how to up to uh, uh, upload, and why not we just start setting them up? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That should that should be our new goal. It's to start our own YouTube channel and get paid for it. Hello, little caller. You're on the air. Hey, happy New Year. Happy New Year, Paul. How's it going, guys? Did you go? Did, did, I'm assuming you did not go to University of what's she? Fadi Okra, right? <laughs> no, no, no banana slug. No banana slug for you. And you couldn't pay me to get into that outfit. <laughs> well, I, I am an ant eater. You know that. I, you, you, yeah, I know, but an, a chunk of okra. <laughs> I don't think so. Okra, huh? Or yeah. is that the Oklahoma's? No, it's in Mississippi. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, my goodness gracious. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, well, I like okra. That's good. I even planted it one year. Yeah, but your school mascot? How do you eat it? No, no, I wouldn't have it as a school mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aren't those supposed to be like live animals? I don't know what the rule supposed to be, but I think if we haven't been violated. When you, can, when you can have a cayenne pepper, a hot red pepper <laughs> as a school mascot, I don't think we're restricted to critters. <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. I wouldn't pick that either. You wouldn't? What's wrong with a cayenne pepper and a mascot? Mm. It's a really really red hot school. Well, yeah, (laughs) that that may be. I don't know. I just, uh, when I hear mascot, I just, uh, animals come to mind. Yeah, like a chicken or a dog or a puma. There was an artichoke in there, too. I know. Artichoke, cayenne pepper, okra. Three of the greatest school mascots of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what were all the names that, um, what was it, Fred was saying for Mountain Lion? Uh, can't, is it Cantaloupe? Cantal, something, University of Vermont, a Cantal something. Cantaloupe? Canta, Catamount? Catamount. Catamount. And you know, what else? Cougar, I guess. And then well, there's Puma. Puma, P-U-M-A. Whatever that is, I've never heard that. That's a mountain lion. I, south I of, did not know of, mountain lion wasn't a mountain lion everywhere. Pardon me? A mountain I lion? I did, not, I did not know that a mountain lion was not necessarily a mountain lion everywhere in the country. I thought a mountain oh. lion was a mountain lion. Uh, there's a, actually a name of a knife company called Puma, and they have a, a cougar head uh, often on their knives. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So, Happy New Year. Your New Year out there. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing pretty good. I said, actually, I, my, my wife just said good night, and you ought to go to bed, too, because I was asleep. Uh, during a movie, we were watching Snowden, uh-huh. and so I got up and went to bed. And all of a sudden, I, you know, I realized, hey, it's just Saturday night, and I tuned you guys in, and, and then I'm hearing you say it's New Year's, and it's like, oh wow, okay. 
And, and here we are. And here we are talking school mascots. You know, who else would do that on a Saturday night? And who else could drag me into a conversation about football mascots? Oh, I have no idea who. Who in your life could do that for you? I got suckered into it. Football mascot. Yeah, football mascot. Uh, well, now who else? Uh, of the two of us, Paul, who is the most likely to sit out in a cold football stadium and sit on a block of ice? Sit on a block. Anywhere. I yeah. didn't even know where I was. Yeah, well, yeah, sit on a block and I at the seat. Who, who of us have had that experience between Patricia and I, Paul? Uh, well, you know, I would, uh, I would guess you, but but Patricia has done such wonderful things. I would say, yeah, wonderful, insane things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> if this was the same same time frame as. Yes, getting in the cage with uh, um, Puma. Oh uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Then I would say yeah. She- yeah, she is. She, you were absolutely correct. You're just amazing, Paul. That you were able to figure out that one of the two of us did sit in a really cold football stadium on a block of ice watching a football game. My feet were on a block of ice. I've never done that. Your feet, you say? My feet were, yeah, there was a block of ice. We, we really had to be careful getting into our seats because the whole little walkway to your seat was ice. And when yeah. I sat down, that's where my feet stayed, on the ice. I bet you were so excited about staying there for three and a half hours, I bet, huh? I was, I was not warm to the idea of going. <laughs> I allowed myself to be suckered into that, too. I had no idea. That was the rich. only football game I ever attended, and it was with oh, the really? Dolphins. First and last, huh? First and last. What a That's memorable. It. Yes, yes. So, can I ask the really big question? How many cups of coffee did you drink when you got home? I think I might have gone to bed under an electric blanket. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was so cold. Oh, I would think you've been frozen, but I would think you would probably oh. take a you would take a hot shower and yeah, drink several cups of hot chalk, uh, coffee before you gone to bed. I'm I might have done that. I just remember being so cold. Was oh, this in New York? Yes. It was in the old Shea Stadium. Oh, brother. OJ. Okay, you know the, the you know the New York or the Mets and the New York Jets and the uh, New York Mets baseball team used to play at. That's where they used to have. Remember the Jet, the the Jet used to fly over that stadium throughout the whole game. You could always hear the Jet going. The air, the airport was always nearby. Oh, I see. So what uh, what what have you been doing tonight? Talking to our family. Yep. About resolutions and stuff like that there. Oh. And everything else. I guess resolutions and everything else. We have gone from bands and New Year's Eve playing. Mm-hmm. And Guy Lombardo, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. And we talked about football. We did. Yes. And, and we talked with my sister, who said Happy New Year to everyone. Happy and New Year, Barbara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell her you said so. <laughs> She's asleep out there. Um, and what else? Well, we have, we, we have, we have, we have talked about food. I don't know why. We, we talk about food. 
That's right, and New Year's Eve parties. Yep. And the worst New Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve party. A bad, a, a New Year's Eve bad story. Yes. And I volunteered one. And I gave a couple. Of bad mm-hmm. stories. Uh huh. Bad stories. Uh, yes, mine. But... Mine was a date with a guy I had recently met. He seemed really nice, and he invited me to a New Year's Eve party at his friend's house, and they were. Very small but nice group. There were maybe eight of us, maximum ten, I think probably eight of us. And the person we were with or whose house we went to had set out a beautiful table of cold cuts and salads. And, you know, it was a sit-down situation, but it was just so nicely done, and the food was delicious. And we're having this really intense conversation. I mean, nothing terrible or, you know, people weren't taking sides. We were really discussing something. And it was important. I, everybody was really into this. And my date leans over and says in the middle of someone's sentence, pass the pickles, please. And I thought, <laughs> this is not going anywhere, is it? <laughs> that was the last time we went out. I couldn't believe it. Oh, That's gosh. My pickles. father called him, pass the pickles, Pete. His name was Peter. So when I got home and told that story, which I should not have done. Peter Pickle. Yeah, no, past the pickle. Peter the anteater. Yeah. Peter the pickle. Mm-hmm. Peter the pickle pepper. Peeper. Yes. Yes. Whatever. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. That would have worked. Yes. Thank perfect. You. Perfect. Yeah. My goodness. That that was a memorable one. <laughs> so how about you, Paul? Do you have a memorable New Year's Eve anything and memorable for the wrong reasons? Uh, sure. I won't tell you the wrong reason part, but, uh, because uh, last time I got in trouble, but, um, <laughs> I shot, uh, black powder cannon off twice in one night because a friend of mine who was spending the weekend with, with me egged me on to do it. Jeez. I love it when we can blame somebody else for stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so what happened after you shot this thing off? Well, here's the thing. I, I loaded, I put the black powder in it, and I and I stuffed a bunch of damp newspaper in there to give it resistance. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I didn't have a cannon fuse. I actually uh, rolled up paper to a very fine, fine funnel shape and then filled it about an, maybe an inch long of uh, powder in it mm-hmm. and so then there's this you know big piece of paper <laughs> sticking out and I I had it in the back of my Datsun pickup truck and mm-hmm. and, and I I was I parked uh, to, to where it was this turn in a street that it looked like a court it had a big old bulb shape so I was uh, parked in a position that made it so that bulb was quite a distance away. And when I when I lit it, uh, and when just as I was uh, leaning over, um, I realized that there were two ladies that were uh, across on this bulb area that were right in line. Uh, oh boy with it to get a big view of it and they were probably they were actually heading to the party that i just came out from 
and and it shot shot off right then and um, we had the engine run in so we could just take off you know and I just had visions of I had visions of these two ladies freaking out and being impaled with a bunch of damp newspaper, but they were too far away to have that happen really. But I did drive back just to make sure that they, yeah, you know, weren't there having a heart attack or something. Yeah. And, were you reported uh, for this? Did anybody call pardon, in? Pardon me. Did anybody call the cops on this? Uh, I, I doubt it. I mean, I didn't see any, and I, I doubt it. It, it I'm gonna, I say, though, it would be like one of the loudest, <laughs> if not the loudest booms that you would normally ever hear in the town. It's an inch and a half uh, bore and uh, very loud. You know, and, uh, yeah, here's a stupid part of it, too. Um, I had it. Uh, right um, at the, the the tailgate was ahead of it, and uh, the tailgate had been lined with uh, plywood, and uh, so the cannon was uh, where the the muzzle was right about where the the tailgate hinges, and I happened to have an old um, seat cover, you know, a bench seat cover for my my truck, and I. I uh, put that behind uh, the cannon, you know, so it was like kind of like a. It would have to drag the seat cover, and and the floor of the the bed of the truck uh, had a carpet on it. So I thought, okay, well that should be enough resistance there to just, you know, keep keep it there. And uh, well, that was just too dumb, and because it, it it drug the seat cover all the way forward and put a very nice rounded dent in in the very front of the the bed you know where it starts where it goes up vertical towards the the rear window yeah so i got to look at that so you got a pretty good you, you it was pretty good voice coming out of your truck yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it sure sounds like it and yeah and i got to embarrass myself uh for the rest of the time that I owned it, you know, we're looking at the dent. <laughs> what made you decide to use the truck rather than putting it on the street? <laughs> well, uh, the the cannon is a polished steel, and, you know, I, I didn't have a stand for it at all, so I didn't want to mar up the cannon. <laughs> okay. So, so. You didn't want to mar the cannon. The right. Mar the cannon, but it was okay for a dent in your truck. Yeah, I only had to. I mean, I should have known better because because uh, previous time of firing it and uh, sticking it in, in a motorcycle tire, <clears throat> excuse me, sticking the rear of the cannon in the uh, motorcycle tire and having the muzzle stick up. And how it had flown back maybe six feet or so. Oh, yes. You know, how did you explain it, it the next day? Well, I didn't have to. I never had to explain it. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> you know, I did. I did mention it to the lady whose house it was, my friend whose house it was, and she said the two ladies showed up at her front door, scared to death. This 
big old boom, and you know, there's <laughs> quite a bit of flame coming out of there too. Oh gosh, hit the dirt, hit the dirt. Yeah. Okay, well that's a me- that's a memorable New Year's. I agree. Yeah, it was. That the was first time, memorable. The first time I shot it off, uh, I did it in Carmel Valley, mm-hmm. and um, my friend's father gave me a bunch of uh, coarse black powder to use, and I took it way up on uh, into the hills of the ranch that I was driving the bulldozer on, and I took it to uh, one of the fields that I had recently disked, so it was all up upturned soil and it wasn't going to be a fire hazard and um, that's one where I stuck it in a, a motorcycle tire and I and that was like at the front uh, on the dirt you know in, the, in front of the pickup and and I jumped onto who the the bumper of the of the truck and behind the tailgate you know and and so it would have had to gone through, you know, the whole length of the, the vehicle, the engine and everything in case it blew up. And uh, I sh- when I shot that off, oh, man, it, it did echoes, you know, back and forth down the valley until, I don't know, maybe the fourth one or so. And it and it disappeared. And so I figured that was uh, this canyon called Gar- Garza's. Garza's Canyon, I believe was the name Garza, Garza, and um, and then I shot it one more time, and I thought that would be big, and my friend's dad would have would have been able to hear it and everything, but they didn't really do anything in that town much, and nobody I knew heard it, so apparently everybody was asleep except me. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well, okay. Is there any traditional food in your house for New Year's? Oh no, no. I just ate a a big bowl of uh, Mexican soup that my wife made. Oh yeah. Uh, What's in it? Yeah. Now I was going to say I can't tell you what all was in it except for except for I know there was carrots in it. So uh, I don't know. It was a brownish, brownish color. Okay. Heading, heading towards red, reddish, but yeah, rust color. Spicy? Uh, um, not bad. I was expecting it to be because quite often she'll make something spicier than I should do for my gut. Uh, but it, but it really wasn't. So I don't know what qualifies it as being in uh, Mexican soup, if, if that's a typical Mexican yeah. soup. No red peppers what? or jalapenos or stuff like that there. No, apparently not. Didn't didn't have the kind of, that kind of burn, to, or any kind of burn, actually, wasn't there. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, what about resolutions? Do you make New Year's resolutions? Nope. In grammar school, after after realizing that, you know what, I never end up following through with any, I decided, well, somebody used the word dumb. I just heard Fred, I think. Well, I decided I just don't do them, so I'm going to stop making myself feel guilty. 
another one, uh, Walden. Good for you. I'm on your team. Oh, are you? I am so. I haven't. Oh. I I can't remember having made a resolution. I must have when I was a kid. So, everybody so, so, so far of our survey, the only one who submitted that doing a normal routine was Celeste. Everybody else been an A. It's been an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I do have some resolution statistics for us. Mm-hmm. Before you read them, you, just so I can understand, Celeste does resolution? She, she, she used to. She used to make resolutions that she hoped to be better, you know, have her... Try to change her kids' behaviors, or do this, or do that, or you know, different things uh-huh. about the family, you know. But she's given up on that idea. So but she, similar, you know, for reasons. Yeah, realize it. It's too. It's too much work. You actually try to, right, try to right, train them as they go back to the old way. Where, where are you? Kind of thing, you know. Uh huh. So. But aren't your resolutions usually something you do for yourself? Well, in her uh, case, in her case, she did it for her kids and her family. Yeah, well, that's a good, that's a good one to do for mm-hmm. sure. So who, who still does it? Nobody. Nobody. Because I've got statistics here. Well, okay. nobody in our calling family so far admit no. to it. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm so eager to give out my statistics. All right. Go ahead, my dear. What What do you got in terms of your numbers? These are Americans. Forty-five percent usually make New Year's resolutions. 17% infrequently make New Year's resolutions, and 38% never make resolutions. 8%, 8% at the end of the year are successful in achieving their resolution. 8%. Uh, now, yeah. that means that 92% of the people out there are walking around with guilt. Because they didn't make it. Or, or, or they don't care. Or they don't care. Mm-hmm. true. <laughs> Your family is trying no. to make them feel guilty. Okay, let us see here. 24% never succeed and fail on their rev- resolution every single year. Okay, let's see. 47% of the resolutions have to do with self-improvement or educated ed- education, rather. 38% weight-related, 34% money-related, and 31% relationship-related. Now, where do you hear the top 10 list? We have 39% of people in their 20s achieve their resolution every year. Now, that's darn good. Yeah. However, 14% of people over 50 achieve each year. So, so the young set has it over the older middle-aged group. Okay, now, this is how many people do and die along the way. 75% make it through the first week. 75% of the people who made resolutions on New Year's Day, probably after a New Year's Eve party, uh, 75% get through the first week, 71% get through the two weeks, and 64% get past a month, 46% get past six months, and then we wind up with 8% at the end of the year. Hmm. Now, are you ready for the top 10 resolutions? Absolutely. Sure. All right. Lose weight. That one's really popular. Yeah. Get organized. Sure. It doesn't say get organized where or when or for what. Or uh-huh. Play a better game. Spend less, save more. That's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. 
enjoy life to the fullest. Okay. I don't know what's stay fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. Learn something exciting. Nothing explicit in here about <laughs> what is exciting. Quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Help others in their dreams. I think they probably meant help others achieve their dreams. Mm-hmm. This one blew me away. Fall in love. How do you make a resolution <laughs> to fall in love? Yeah. I mean, it must be a guy thing, I guess. I don't maybe. Well, no. Yeah. I, I bet you that's a girl thing. I was just love. looking at that and thinking, yeah, maybe a girl thing after all. Uh-huh. Love Potion 99, is that what it is? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cop on, what what cop did he kiss? What, what? what in, in Love Potion number nine, which cop, when he, when he drank it, he went out and kissed a cop. Do you remember? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't read when I kissed that. when I kissed the cop at something and vine, he broke oh. my little bottle of love potion number nine. Oh. Yeah. When I kissed so the when, cop at. Oh, Hollywood. Well, it be, it pop most likely be sunset and vine. That's the famous part in Hollywood. Sunset and vine. Yeah. That, that would be it. Then. Yeah. Okay. That would be it. He broke my little bottle of love potion number nine. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> right. Gotta spend time listening to these songs, and they're yeah. good. They're good. I find stations with them, and uh, good stuff. Okay, and the tenth one is spend more time with family. Now, except for the one of falling in love, I don't know. I'm, I make a resolution. I'm going to fall in love with this. I, I don't. I don't get it. Oh, well, it'd, be, I, it'd another, be fun to watch. Another, yeah. <laughs> Another one I'm surprised is helping other people make their dreams or see the, I mean, I was surprised that'd be a resolution. Yeah, and, and I think somebody, somebody did this and passed it to her husband and said, look at all the things that you need to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is not, I don't know. Nothing like putting the weight on them. I know, I know. Lose weight, get organized, spend less, save more. Enjoy life to the fullest. Uh, I'm not sure how that translates. But stay fit and healthy, learn something exciting, quit smoking, help others, fall in love, spend more time with your family. Uh, I'm, I, uh, no, fall in love. No, the woman's not going to give this list to her husband. Okay, so the question is, though, learning something exciting, how in the world did that fit? Uh, uh, that's a... Well, you know, what's exciting to me is probably not exciting to you. And I'm, if you ask yeah. me what would be exciting to learn. Patricia, Patricia, what is exciting? What would be exciting for you to learn? I, I don't know. How to pull off a train robbery. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would go for it. Go for it. <laughs> well, anyway, that's my, that's my resolution list. And I do have some Times Square information, too. Sure, let's do it. What do you got? Times Square, Times Square. What have we got here? What have we got here? Times Square, Times Square. Where I wonder how many people ever died at the town Times Square. That's a good question. No, no. My biggest question, Patricia, how, did they find, how, how long do they have to hold it, you know? That wanting to go to the bathroom and they never oh, can do I it. I know. I know. Do, they put a bunch of, do they put a bunch of porta potties there? No. There's uh, none. For New Year's. Nothing. Nothing. No porta potties. Occasionally, along the route, you'll find a restaurant that, and a couple of them last year, closed 
just so sure. that they could open their bathroom facilities for 25 cents a piddle. <laughs> oh. $25, not 25 cents, $25 a piddle. Twenty-five. And if you came in and went back out, you couldn't get your space back. You had to stand in the back of the line. Uh. Now, people have been congregating there since, what did they say, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Something like that, yeah. So eight hours they have to wait for this thing to drop down a flagpole, and there they stand. You know, if I wanted to do this, and if I had the money, I would just stay at a hotel in Times Square to watch them do it rather than standing mm-hmm. out there. That's just, to me, would be the more logical, fun way to do it rather than and standing out I there. Had, if I had enough money yeah. to get a room overlooking Times Square, now mind you, they're charging double and triple prices here. Or better. Overlooking Times Square, which would be a humongous price to begin with, right. yes, or better, I would not choose to spend <laughs> Times Square. I would look at something like Jamaica, maybe, but not Times Square. Oh, my yeah, it's, no, no. That's pretty wild. You know, I think it was on Broadway is my beat. Uh-huh. Uh, somewhere on OTR, I just heard of them. Uh, the businesses around there boarding up their business as as a regular thing that they do for New Year's Eve. That the mm. business businesses would be shut down and boarded it up, protecting the windows. I'm sure. Yeah. So I don't know what well, time frame it, it, it is. It is not known as a non-drinking party. No. So it doesn't surprise me that businesses are looking to protect what they can because people can get a little wild at things like that. Absolutely. A lot of wild. Shooting cannons off and things like that. Oh, okay. yeah, people who do that, isn't that strange? Isn't that strange? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, Patricia. Yes, Walden. Did you know that your sister stood out there in Times Square the year that she did it? I didn't know. Are you surprised she would do it? No. The answer is no. No. You know, after I found out about the alarm clocks in the Mr. Bubble, uh-huh. the library, uh-huh. nothing surprises me. <laughs> nothing. She had a heck of a lot more fun than I did. Is it because she was the youngest of the four, so the parents were worn out? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she was just, you know, we went to different schools. Yeah. And she was just into all of the stuff that high school kids get into. Right. Not malicious, no. but you know, just having a really good time with your friends. Mm-hmm. And it it surprises me once I got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And she'd be hauled in front of the principal. But I mean really, it just, it just Paul, were you listening the night my sister described the things that they did in coll- in um, high school? Uh, yeah, we're, we're with the soap in the... Yeah. In the uh-huh, the Mr. Right. Bubble. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the library, poor librarian, had every book in the library checked out. That's pretty ingenious on your sister part to come up with that gimmick, wasn't it? I know. It? I know. I, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm a... <laughs> I, just, I can't get it into my head to process. And then the last one she talked about was everyone bringing in a wind-up clock mm-hmm. and set the clock to go off 
at oh, 11 yeah. o'clock. Everybody's clock was set to go off at 11 o'clock, and they put them all in their lockers. Yeah. The whole school, the whole school <laughs> went nuts at 11 o'clock. Everything was ringing. That would have been fun to record that. That, that, was, that was a good, I mean, this is not malicious. No. No, no. If my mom says she was busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was a creative. busy girl. So. Creative spirit. It would have been fun to walk down the hallway with a recorder recording it so that, you know, sometime in the future, like now, mm-hmm. um, you, you could play that so you could make the experience live on. <laughs> Pass it on to the next generation. <laughs> yes. That's good. That's good. It belongs in a time capsule somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. a pretty good idea. Oh, well. Well, I am about ready to give Walden his questions. Woohoo! Okay. Woohoo! Well, you know, I was just blessed to, to get here. At the thank you, time. Paul. Thanks well, for giving thank us a you. call. We're so, we're so glad you got through. Yes, thank you so much. and uh, Happy New Year, I'm, Paul. Happy New Year to you guys and the family. Looking forward to spending time with the family. Absolutely. New Year. All right, Paul. Get some sleep. Okay. Good night, guys. Good night. All right. So I can listen, but maybe I I can heckle at the same time? No, you can can answer all my questions. No, no, no. I'm not going to answer all your questions. Yes, you could, because you're smarter than I am. I I am not smarter. I will... after tonight, I'm not answering anybody's questions. Now, what do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, John announced you were going to come, and you did come. I yes, did come. For, for everybody just... who's listening, this is Larry Gassman who's with us now. John went to bed, so we the night hour or two. I when did he go to bed? About He stayed up about five minutes after 12. Oh, that's when we had the fireworks going off at Disneyland, and we were right across the street from Disneyland. And I mean, it was loud because you heard, I mean, all those pyro experts probably did a little extra tonight. I would assume oh, so. I, oh, my gosh. It was loud. Oh, I tell you, when John opened the windows around your place, it was booming pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, t- tonight we were playing games, and the games were guys against girls, and it was a game where you had you you, you had a clock that timed down the you know the seconds. You yep. only had like a minute. Yep. You had to look at the word and then act it out, and the guys, if you were a guy, the guys had to guess it. And then the girls would look at a word, act it out, and the girls had to guess what the word was. And you could do up to seven in one particular segment. And from I thought, I can't do this. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But somebody whispered the word to me, and I had to just echo it out. You know, And I got most of the stuff. That's good. You know what one word I got? And it was just, it broke me up. I almost couldn't do it because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the word I got was blind. So I put my hands over my eyes, and they got it within about five seconds. <laughs> but we had a great time. Oh we had a great time. So what was the, it sounds like. So what was the, the potluck? What, what was that? The, oh, what was that? Pot, no, well, first of all, we all brought snacks. So I brought ship Ahoy cookies and, and even brought some of them home. But I may not tell John, so don't tell him. <laughs> uh, And then we did build your own pizzas. They, um, they, oh. had, like, they had, like, French bread. Yeah. And and also you know different toppings like pepperoni, right? Like olives, pineapple, tomatoes, pineapple, pineapple, yeah, and, and, and a spaghetti and a spaghetti sauce. 
Aunt Shelby. Patricia wants Aunt Shelby's on hers. What oh we? my! Well, I do know what, at least one other person in the world who likes anchovies on their on their pizza. Besides Patricia. Yeah, besides Patricia. Okay. One. But it was quite. But it was really good. But I mean, you eat half of one of those things, it's really filling. If it's one of those yeah. big, big, those big French roll kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a French roll, but it was a, like a French bread. Right. But there's so much bread attached to it, and then you put all that stuff on the cheese and yes. stuff yes. on it, and put it in the oven for a while. I mean, she expected us to be eating a lot of them, and I said, "Man, I'm done. I ate a half of one, and it was like eating a whole pizza." But it was quite fun. Well, it's like a heavy pizza. It's like a, a deep, what do you call those? Deep, deep, like deep dish. Deep dish pizza oh, kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've learned that deep dish pizzas do numbers on my blood sugar. Um, uh, if I can do like a, like a, a, a Sicilian pizza, like a thin crust, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. fine. I'm fine. But all that extra crust, all that extra bread, uh, I have to be really careful. And I, can't, I can eat one, but I can't eat two. I ate two about a week, three, three weeks ago. I ate two, and I said that's more than enough for me. And I talked to Brian, and he said, "I have my friend Brian, who's our tenor in the quartet." And I said, "So did you eat two? He said, "Yeah, it's all I could eat." And I said, "John, how about you? Two? He said, "No, four. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> he ate four. Oh man. Anyway, so yeah, it was a fun night, very enjoyable, and the fireworks were loud, and we had a couple of idiots. You know, uh, as we were driving, they were driving me back, you know, weaving around a little bit and mm-hmm. not driving the speed limit. I mean, you know, it was typical stuff. We had a great topic. T- one of the great top. What's the most stupid New Year's Eve you ever spent? Oh, did John tell the story? No, no. I, I, I told mine. Patricia told hers. John didn't have one. So we want to know what's the worst New Year's Eve night. When we were young. Yes. Very young in Denver. Uh, my cousin, who's about two years older than we are, we were teenagers. No, no, uh, we were in our early 20s. And he had just been married. And this girl was a terrific lady. She was really neat. She's since passed about three years ago, three, four years ago, three years ago. And the first time we had been together in Denver, he invited us over to his house where he ceremoniously got us drunk. Oh, boy. And, and we all took turns throwing up around the toilet and his wife had to deal with all that stuff on new year's eve that was probably one of the stupider new year's eves that we we ever did now, well I, I never shall like he, shall he married an angel she cleaned up after all that uh, stuff. she did oh she did and she still remembered it up until you know she passed we laughed <laughs> about it, later on, it? yeah we laughed about it later but i mean you know i, I didn't get drunk that often but but we did that, you know. I think what he did is he said, "Hey, you want a beer?" And of course, it was on tap, uh-huh. and it didn't take too many of those before uh, before you forget, you know, all kinds of stuff. And yeah, we were we got sick, we were drunk, and it was just you know typical teenage stuff. But yeah, she she dealt with it all, and that was their first, I think, first or second year of marriage. I do remember that. <laughs> well, I remember most of it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that was that was a stupid New Year's Eve. I don't. I'm surprised he didn't come up with that one. No, he 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 was just remembering all the good ones he had. He couldn't think of a stupid one. Okay, well I helped him out a little you bit. You did very good. Yeah, I tried. You did well. You yeah. did well. And I have to get up in about seven hours and get ready to go to church. 
But I don't think there's anything else going on the rest of the day after we'll do lunch and come back. Because mm-hmm. I got my laundry done before the rain started today. Larry <laughs> always has laundry. I know. Oh, I love this. Always, always, always. And I got it done always. before it actually started raining hard. Did hey, we, what, are we doing, what are we doing tonight? I forgot. Well, we invited Ed Coot if he shows up. So on a, on a Sunday night? Yeah. We, that's, okay. Remember, he was thinking about calling tonight. I said, no, I'll wait till tomorrow night. So we weren't doing anything particular. Correct. Okay, that's what I thought. We, we didn't. And we've been on so much, and we've been doing so much stuff. I lose track now, unless it's written down what we're doing. No, I mean, all I know, we're, uh, we invite that crew if he shows up. If not, we don't have anything planned. Okay. Monday's your birthday, so I'm leaving up to you and John to figure out. I, I still have no clue as to whether we'll be that's there That's what or he was I mean, saying. Right, right now, we will be. Right now, you will be. Yeah. Tuesday night, you guys are in rehearsal, so I've already booked Patricia. Okay. And we're going to play, so I have requested, she would like to hear the man who came to dinner. She's seen the movie. Oh. That's her favorite Christmas movie. I never okay. think of it as a Christmas. So she likes to hear the Jack Betty version. So we'll play that too tonight. Okay. Uh, have no idea what we're doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday next week until, until we take a day off on the 9th. So. And Bill Black will probably take, oh, I'll take a few more days off. But Mike can't be back by the 9th. So we'll see. Oh, so are we on from 9 o'clock? Pacific next week? Or? Uh, when I pinpointed Mr. Bill Bragg on Thursday, yeah. are you think, well, what's your point one day at a time? So I couldn't get a commitment if he, if he, if he let us on at 1030 Eastern or we'll wait until midnight okay. Eastern. So okay. I don't know well, yet. We'll find out at some point. Just before showtime. Just before showtime. <laughs> so we'll have a bunch of stuff planned <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Absolutely. So are you planning on going over? Or are you trying to get off nope. by the, no, by no. the magic we're, hour of 1 o'clock? No, nope. we're going to go over because Patricia got all her questions for, and you're oh. going to participate. And so we're going to do that before she goes to bed. Okay. Her bitcher sister must not be, she's walking her up twice. So she appeared once with her and she's fast asleep, but Patricia's wandering the house. Right, Patricia? I will be very shortly because I'm going to get more coffee. Oh. See if I do that. This if I do this, if I get coffee at this point in time of night, I'll be up all night. I no. I, I can never it never I can never go to sleep after I drunk coffee. I don't have that problem. I know. I wish I didn't either, but I do. <laughs> I do. I don't. I probably would be better off if I did. Mm-hmm. What kind of coffee? So much caffeine. Hmm? What kind of coffee? Let's do a plug. Well, this time I'm drinking 8 o'clock coffee, which is very good. And I wait until they're on two-for-one sale as well. And then I buy four or six. You buy four or six what? Um, they, they, we still call them pounds, but they're not pounds. They're, they're a little, they're know, a little like, less I, than What are they down to, 13 ounces now? Yeah, something like that. Ounces. Okay, so <laughs> you buy them in the little canisters or you buy the, the, the paper? In the bag, yeah. In the bag, okay. Yeah. I don't. I've never seen eight o'clock coffee in a canister. Yeah, well, I don't know if they if they make it in a canister. I I don't think so. But I'll buy and other coffee if, in a canister, if, you know, and then Folgers once in a while I'll buy that, and that comes in you know two pounds worth. That comes in. Mm-hmm. It's a larger. Yes, it does. They do have container. big containers. Yeah. They do yeah. have the big. And if eight o'clock isn't on sale, I will buy Don Francisco. Yes, I buy that too, and I buy that in canisters. And it's that's in canisters. Yes. Yeah. And that's pretty good, mm-hmm. and especially good because it's one of the least expensive coffees in the store. I know. 
I know. It might be the least expensive. Uh, it's surprisingly good. And then I get, you know, the holiday blend of, of Starbucks from my um, niece who works for Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, well, she does now. She's looking for another job because they've got her working weekends and stuff, and she's away from her family a lot. And so she's not, she's looking around because she said, I yeah. just can't do that. And I said, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but. No more free coffee. Oh, <laughs> I don't care. So when, when you get coffee from her, what size and, and you already oh, said the flavor, but. Uh, it's what? about, it's about a pound's worth. It's Not like, you know, no, yeah. and and I get is usually a, you know, pound or so every whenever whenever we're yeah. out. Of it. Yeah, I never. And it's ground. It's, and it's not. Co- it's not ground coffee. It's, I get it in bean form and then I crush them. And I remember that you've got your own squisher there. I do, I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, and you said it's great. Oh, it smells so wonderful after you open up that vacuum pressed, uh, yeah, can or, or bag, and then. And then you 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 crush them, and the whole house smells of coffee. Mm. Oh, it is so cool. Mm. Well, right, you're just gonna have to question. fly out here at some point, and and we'll do coffee. We'll do blind yeah, and, test and taste going, test coffees. You're going to do what is the restaurant? All of you like Stubricks. Walden Stubricks is one of them. We're Chris Takeout. Oh, I, I think, think the steakhouse is the one. You want to okay. You well, want Chris is overvalued, I think, sometimes for what you get. I mean, it's very good, but but you pay for what you get mm-hmm. in terms of prices. It is definitely uh, brand a, name type it's stuff. It's definitely it's definitely uh, you pay for it, but I still like the way they do the steak. Mm-hmm. They do, they do. And there's one real close to Disneyland, not too far away. One one name, Patricia, it has umpteen million different. Potatoes, yes, and and, and so Ooh. what I always do, we order this three or four different types of potatoes, and it's and it's you know big family plate style, so you can get the sample. This everything's all cart. So as I told you, Kim Bragg still can't. She hasn't forgiven me yet. She's <laughs> never liked cream spinach. And I oh, said, it's good. And I said we're gonna have cream spinach. And she can't get, she's gotten used to, she likes cream spinach now, so she blames blame me because I've introduced that to her because of Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Have you been to Gulliver's, Walden? Long time ago, yeah. Oh, yeah. they've got the best cream spinach and cream corn. We have the cream corn recipe at our house. Oh, I, I think I do too somewhere. And huh? we also have the famous um, coleslaw. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't had the it, The coleslaw is made with peanuts. It's different. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, peanuts. peanuts. I know. Well, it, uh, I'd rather have the cream spinach, please. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, the, you, I like spinach. I really like spinach. Cream. Next time uh, I go to the store, I'm going to buy chili. And I've already got the ground beef, and I'm going to make crock pot chili. Mom made homemade that's chicken. Mom made, uh, Mom made homemade chicken noodle soup tonight, so that's what we had. Wow. And fresh baked bread. Um, that was that's what we treated the the, the our company. Uh, I also want to make grilled cheese sandwiches with soup. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, now I that was an interesting debate I heard on Sports Talk Radio. What is a better sandwich, a grilled cheese sandwich, or 
or peanut butter and jelly. What's the, what is the best sandwich of all time? Grilled cheese for me. Yeah, and I by think far. that's what most people said. And do you, do you have a preference whether it's made in a microwave or in an oven or on the stove? I like the grill, the old-fashioned, put it in the grill. On the yeah. grill, yep. you put a little butter on both sides. Mm-hmm. And lately, we've been doing with cheddar cheese, which is yeah. Yeah. really nice. Now, see, now another thing that drove Kim Bragg crazy, when John Redman came from Illinois, and of course, you know, my folks are from Nebraska, I grew up having grilled cheese with ketchup. Ooh, really? Yes, it's wonderful. Huh? It, it, that you you eat the grilled cheese and you have and you and you use cap. It's a little dipper, so if you want to, you can take your sandwich and dip it into the ketchup, and it's a little side dish, so you can eat it with or without it. But that's how we grew I've up. Never done that before. So that and to, uh, that and tomato soup used to be a. Uh, oh my a, gosh! A, a, I haven't done tomato soup in a long time, but it's really good. What's really what we started to eat late the last several years is tomato basil soup, which is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I walked into the house My tonight and smelled popcorn. My sandwich has Worcestershire sauce on it. Oh, right. I oh. like that. It is so good. I mean, don't, don't drown it in it, but use it as a regular well, condiment. Well, mm. uh, we also, we done, because I, it's gotten so expensive now, we used to use Heinz 57. It's our dipping. Mm. Now, you know, I don't know if you've seen Heinz 57 now, over, almost four bucks a, a bottle. But, no. But, no. but that's, that's another <clears throat> good dipping for, for grilled cheese sandwich. That'll I work. Sm- yeah. I smelled popcorn when I came in. The yeah, John, it was, John was eating popcorn. He disappeared, and that's where he went. <laughs> <laughs> I, so today, today eat- I made eggs, uh, scrambled eggs, for, and I wanted to use honey butter that I got from Oak Glen a few months or two ago right. for French toast. I wrenched my shoulder because I couldn't get the damn jar. Oh, dear. It was it was vacuum-packed, and I usually I can get them open. You know, Melinda used to say, hey, come here, could you open this? I can't mm-hmm. get this open. And I never had a problem, and I could not get it open, and I wrenched it pretty good. It's sore. But eventually I, had to, I wound up, uh, you know, putting it under hot water for a minute or two. And yeah. it... There is expanded a, everything in there, and I finally got it open. But, yeah, my shoulder's pretty sore. There's a little device. Yeah, it's a grip. It's a grip. Yeah. Uh, well, the Sasquatch, too, there used to be the one that you would, you could put inside and you grab the, the grip, as you mentioned. Well, now what we have here is the, it's the rubber. It's like a I'll, rubber. I'll have to buy those. It's what a rubber claw. I think your traditional grocery stores would have. Would you you okay. see them? Patricia, like a little rubber we used to have them. I don't know what happened to them. Those are really handy. Yeah, I think when I go again in another week or so, I will put that on the list and, ha- and buy a few because we're getting too old to do that kind of crap. <laughs> Not to I got my sister a little device uh-huh. that um, anchors up under a cabinet, and it's in the shape of a V, so it will take any kind of, you know, large cap, small cap, mm-hmm. all the way down to soda caps. And it's got teeth along the way. So you put your jar in there and just twist it. Ah. And i got to tell you, it is one happy little piece of instrument there. Ah. And it's such a simple design, but it works. And where do you get them from? I got hers on, um, I think I got it on eBay. The ones on Amazon were too expensive, and the identical product was over on eBay. I think I paid $20 for it and free shipping. Huh. Wow, I'll have to look into that. It really is a great little thing. 
and I've never met anyone or talked with anyone who wrenched a shoulder trying to open a jar. <laughs> I don't know how you did it. How did uh, you do well, it? I was putting a lot of pressure on it. It sounds like it. Wow. Yeah, way too much, probably. You take it with the mu- that sounds right, too. You take it with the muscles you, that you wrecked out, or you take it? Probably. Uh-huh. It's probably muscles. Uh-huh. I haven't been to a doctor, and I don't think it's any big deal, but they're a little sore right now. So, hmm. yeah, probably just muscles, just strain, muscle strain. I was just thinking, like Patricia was describing her little device. Remember, we we grew up occasionally, and I still love them when we make them. It's grill. You would take you like, let's say you had um, a roast beef for dinner, and the next day, if you don't use it for, you know, um, hash, mom, my mom typically would make take the uh, roast beef. And put me a meat grinder, and then add pickles and mayonnaise to it, and it'd make a wonderful spread. But no day, she, we had this old-fashioned hand grinder, and the problem with that thing, you had to try to anchor it to a table, mm. and so it just start wiggling that puppy, it would start coming off the table. It would just never, the cramp never go really hold on really tight. And I was mm-hmm. just, that's what Patricia was de- describing. And I was just having flashbacks to that meat grinder. My mother had one of them. I think we did too. And, yeah. 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 She used to make hash with it. Oh uh, well, now that's an interesting way. We have we, when we make hash, we always use bacon. Because that, that really? way, oh yeah, because that really browns the potatoes. There's nothing better than. But, oh, see, your kind of hash uh-huh. is different from the hash that I'm accustomed to. And yours is really interesting, and it sounds like it tastes yummy. Uh, yeah, it basically, what it'd be, it'd be hunk, hunks of the of the roast beef, mm-hmm. onions, and and you know big hunks of potatoes or slice. I mean, depending on who would do it, at mom or dad, and bacon grease, and they would brown it in a skillet, and it would just be get the way to eat hash, and that's how we've always grown up eating hash in my family. Hmm. So mm. would, would yours be all grounded up, Patricia? Yes, everything was ground up. And, and it, it was usually ham, ham and potatoes and onions. Then would you put them on a skillet, or how would they bake it? Well, I think. Now, isn't that interesting? No, I think we just got that served hot because the potatoes were cooked. Uh-huh. Well, the onions had to be cooked then, too, so. Yeah, or grilled. Gee. I don't remember. I just remember her standing at the counter, grinding this stuff up with the the meat grinder that anchored onto the countertop. Yep. You know, with a C clamp, and yep. uh, grinding away on this stuff. She must have used it for other things as well. But the the hash was the one thing that I remember. Did you have hash when you were going up, Roy? Did Did your mom yeah, make it? Long time ago. Well, yeah, what, we did. It, what, how did she make it? You have any memories of it? Did I lose everybody? Ah, I did. Okay.
Jaws Professional Skype Trade Mode Tab Larry Gassman John Gass Alt Tab Skype Trademark Tab Not Now Button Enter Larry Gass Tab Send Image Button Alt Tab Skype Trade Tab Close Button Tab Select Escape Tab Walden Hughes Dollar Two Point Tab Search Edit Lang Patricia Unread Mess John Gass Bill Bragg Build Enter Bill Bragg Alt Tab Skype Trade Tab Tab, search edit. What's your prayer? I'm trying to get everybody there, Lord. Thanks for the opportunity of being here. Bless this wonderful country. Help us as we do you well. Alright, put a little music on as I am getting the guys, John, Patricia, and Larry back here on Yesterday USA. Skype trademark left bracket 42 right bracket dash Walden dot use left parent not responding right parent post a mesa we dash google tab fix connection all tab Skype trademark left right tab see updates from your contacts in Skype home tab call mobiles and tab create a new conversation all tab this page all tab bill brag bill brag Tab, full screen button, all tab, Skype trademark left tab, add a new tab, contact tab, recent tab, tab, Bill Bragg, favorites, Barbara, Patricia, unread message, John Gat, Ron Bond, Frank, Ron Bond, John Gat, unread messages, Larry, applications, content, video, send, send, with, send, 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 file, send, voice, me- shares, invite, enter, leaving menus, contacts, list box, unread messages, Larry Gassman, Larry dot Gassman, offline with voice messaging, favorite, 40268, Larry Gassman, Bill Bragg. Waiting for Larry to call. Hey, hey, look like his Skype went out. So, Larry, if you listen to me, just call on the phone because I can't see you and I don't want to wake up John. Well, wait a minute. I think if I know his number, I do. I'm going to call his cell phone. Hold on, everybody. So, give me a second as we play a little music. We're going to get the family back together. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Happy holiday, happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you.
us can get together There's nothing sweeter, finer When it's nice and cold I can't hold my baby closer to me And collect the kisses that are due me I love the winter weather Because I got my love to keep me warm Patricia? Oliver? Yeah, I even got Larry. I got him on phone. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Hello. Happy New Year. Thank you. Yeah. Skype dumped on me. I have no idea why. You're, you're said, you, they said you are offline completely. Well, I, you know, I turned the computer off. I just said, you know, okay, that's that's okay. <laughs> so I want to know, how did your mom, if you remember how your mom used to make hash, and you that's the last we ever heard from anybody. I didn't even hear you asking that. You didn't hear that, okay? Mm-mm, no. Now you. I tried to give. I tried to give our phone number, and then I wasn't there anymore, and it was just a public service announcement. <laughs> so, so Sorry, how? how so, how did your mom make hash? I don't remember. You don't remember? Okay. No, I don't. I'm trying to. I was thinking about that. Yeah. But I don't remember, and I and there's plenty of ways to make it because there's a lot of ways you can make hash. But I don't remember how she made it. I could ask. I can't do it now because I'm not going to wake her up. But I could ask my aunt. Okay. Uh, she, I think she made hash too. Actually, that's a great family idea. My my cousin, my my uh, Kimberly, uh, cousin Kim, or Kimboy, however you want to, we call her Kim, even though she was birth name is Kimboy. What she did as a family gift, she took everybody famous. Recipe, and made a cookbook out of it, and get, that's what she gave out as a Christmas gift one year. So, nice. yeah, so maybe that we can do dig through the family archives, and then maybe a Gaspin cookbook can be made out of stuff that your mom used to make. <laughs> do you remember? This is different. This is, has nothing to do with food. Yeah. Remember last year, I told you about the lady in my Bible study who had a special. Pillow. I remember her. Yes, and you showed it to me. I showed it to you. Yeah. And 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 I told the story on the air, although I don't know how many people remember it. She had somebody at the Braille Institute. She pre-ordered them, had them made, and then had somebody actually in, at the Braille Institute braille them. So the pillow says ASAP, which is always say a prayer. And she gave one to me and everybody else in our Bible study last year. Right. And it was the hit of the Bible study. I would assume so, yeah. This year, she had another pillow made, pre-ordered, and then had somebody from Braille actually 
braille so you can actually feel the, the pillow and it says push and push stands for pray until something happens very nice and I got a pillow and everybody else in Bible study got one too yeah so so you got to put are both of them on a couch where are you going to put them I was going to say if I play my cards right that couch could be full of pillows <laughs> You just have to be sweet for the rest of your life. Well, that might be that might be a problem. Well, uh, you could try. You can ask. We're not talking about resolutions. Nobody wants to make resolutions, and I am so happy about that. So you don't make a resolution. You just get up in the morning and say, "I will try to be very good today." Yep, I never make resolutions. Not because I don't think I can keep them, because I know I can. It's just to me, it's stupid. You just live your life the way you should live it every day of the year. And it takes care of the stupid resolution. I cannot tell you how many people said stupid tonight when it came to, to resolution. <laughs> right? I was one of them. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm. There's a... just, they, they set you up for disappointment. I've, I went through the statistics that I found on the Internet, and, of course, everything on the Internet is true. But in a couple of places, they said 8% of the people by the end of the year have have completed the year with their resolution intact. That means that 92% of us were out walking around feeling guilty because we failed. And I don't, I don't do resolutions. No, and I don't feel guilty if I fail. Well, a lot of people do. I know, I don't. I would. I would. If I made a resolution and bombed after a month, after a week, after yeah. halfway through the year, I, I would just feel I would feel a sense of disappointment in myself. Yeah, kind of depends on what the resolution is. I mean, if it's just, if it's an important resolution, yeah, I can understand. If it's just a resolution, well, you know, it really doesn't matter one way or the other whether you keep it, then it's probably not worth keeping. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't make resolutions. Nope. You have a... You, you have... for our health. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> stress. You might eliminate stress from your life, right? Yes. Yes. And just feel good about the little things that you accomplish all the way mm -hmm. that turn into big things. Well, really, all, yeah. the big, all the big things in life are a bunch of small little things put together. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You had a public um, service announcement, and nobody heard yet, so you like to make your public service <laughs> announcement? Public service announcement was to anyone who is still with us and listening, bless your hearts, and want to call in, 714-545-2071. 714-545-2071. And we're still here. The problem Why? is... <laughs> <laughs> I am now taking up that line. That's okay. Well, you, you call. I called you, so you count. Well, yeah, but if you want people to call, I should hang up soon so that they can. Well, I can always put you on the other line. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but this is kind of different and amazing and above board. You realize that this is the first time I've ever done this radio show from my bed. <laughs> I am laying in bed uh -huh. with the pillow, uh, or my my head on my pillow and the phone in my ear. Very good. This is the first time I've ever done that, and you know what? 
Do you like it? I like it. (laughs) (laughs) And he liked it. (laughs) I might just set up Skype here on the phone. Very nice. The only problem is it's really tough running the board from here. Well, you know, sacrifices. But this is cool, and, and, and I can understand why people fall asleep so easily this way. We put lots of people to sleep. Oh, I can go to sleep. Lots of people say we go to sleep with you. Mm Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Should we do our questions? Yeah, you want to should we put, keep going on this line and open up the others or put them on a different line or what do you want to do? Or just go our questions. What would you like to do, Patricia? Can, Larry, can you get back on Skype? I think Skype went out on his computer. So oh, I, I, oh, oh, I, okay. I can call him. I can call him on Skype. Okay. So why don't we do that? And then we can keep it open, and then, and then yeah. we can do my question. Okay. So I, I'm yeah. gonna call you. I'm gonna hang up on you and call you right back. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's excited. Excited about this. I don't care. I'm hanging up on okay. him now. Yeah. Whatever. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'm still on Eastern Time, which means it's coming up on 4:30 for me. I know. I'm living in in Central, but I'm Jaws my body is still on Eastern. Alt tab. We have to do your questions options tab. Check settings tab. IIM tab. Barbara Smith cell tab. Skype trademark tab. Online tab. Walden Hill tab. Search edit. Tab, see updates tab, call mobiles and land space, call phones, enter number edit, five, six, two, suggested numbers, list box, Jerry, appendages, office, plus one, five, six, two, six, nine, six, four, three, eight, seven, one, two. I will tell you that some of the New Year traditions in various countries are really interesting, such as in China, people wear, they, they wear in the New Year's, with a new pair of slippers, and it's bought before the new Seven, year because F-Zero, it means six. to step on the people who gossip about you. How Seven, about Seven, that? One, okay. Zero, now, in China, enter, Skype trade this is tab, everything on the internet is tab, true, call so button, tab, at the printer, Barbara Smith cell, Bill Brad, plus unloading job, cancel, okay, enter. Every front door of a house is painted red, which symbolizes happiness and good fortune. They all hide the knives for the day, so no one cuts himself, because that may actually cut the entire family good luck for the coming year. Hmm, not good. That doesn't make any difference to the feast they have, however, during the New Year time. I think. That's pretty good. All right, I got a whole bunch of other stuff here. Eventually, somebody's going to be back. Maybe I got disconnected, and I don't even know it. Denmark. Oh no! Oh no! Denmark. Oh, oh no! You're, you're there! You're there! We got a call online. I'm trying to get worried. So, you, you. Oh, that's okay. So you, I, I should just keep talking. Keep talking. I'll keep talking. This is good. It's nice to know I'm not alone. In Denmark, residents keep a pile of dishes. Jaws professional. Barbara Small tab. Plus one five six two seven zero six seven seven one nine zero. Plus one five six two seven zero six seven seven one nine zero. Application access. 
Alt tab, Barbara Smith, Alt tab, Skype trademark, let app, create a new app, add a new app, contacts, add app, recent app, app, Barbara Smith, app, Barbara Smith, app, Barbara Smith, app, online, app, Walden, new app, search edit, app, see updates, app, call locals and land space, call phone, enter number edit, five. Suggested number six two plus one five six two seven zero six seven seven one nine zero. They call the New Year's Eve Saint Sylvester Eve. They believe in throwing family parties where everyone kisses, exchanges fortune greetings apart from raises and greetings apart from zero. Enter plus one five call button tab at the group. Call enter. Barbara Smith cell bill for unloading job cancel. Okay, enter. Whatever that means is okay by me. Okay, in Spanish, <coughs> or excuse me, in Spain and, and Spanish speaking people, the Spanish ritual on New Year's Eve is to eat 12 grapes at midnight. The tradition is meant to secure 12 happy months in the coming year. Now that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't eat grapes very often. But no. And where do you get grapes in the winter time? I think it's South. I think it's. I think it's South America. South America. Uh, Hi, this is Larry Gassman. I'm not able to take your call. Well, right oh, you must have called us. Wait, hold on. Phone number. I'm I'll gonna hang you up. Just as soon as I can. <laughs> At the tone, please okay, record so. your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hi, Larry. We're gonna talk, and you, you, your phone will shut off. That's okay. You, you. You must have fallen asleep because you are a sweeper. Hello, Carl. You're on there. Are you talking to me now? Hi, Ron. Happy New Year, Ron. I've been listening to you guys all this time. You have? I thought I'd call one before midnight. Yeah, see, you did it. You did I it. did. You did it. I need, I need, I need calls for the right time. Now, when does it, when is it midnight for you? Is it in 30 minutes or 90 minutes? I, I keep, I don't remember your time schedule. What time is it over there? Where is it, boy? What time is it over there? Right now, it's 1.30. Okay. In 30 minutes. Ah, so you're, you're, you're three hours behind us. No, two hours. Two hours, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you still have some time left. Huh? You still have time. You are still waiting for midnight. Yeah. How about We're that? We're still noisy here. We're still fireworks and all that kind of stuff. Do you ever get stupid people... Uh, stupid is an operative word tonight. Do you ever have people shooting guns? Mm. No. Oh, well, we hear something. One, one is enough, yeah. Don't might be fireworks. Oh, okay. there's a whole bunch of people <laughs> doing that. <laughs> and I can hear them. Illegal fireworks. Oh, I bet so. Hmm. I bet so. Oh, okay. my God. Ron, we have been talking about bombs of New Year's Eve celebrations. Did you have a bomb in your life? A bomb? Uh-huh, or yeah, something, something that went bad. Yeah, a, a New Year's Eve celebration or a New Year's Eve in general that didn't go quite according to plan. 
I guess you have one. You gotta have not a bad New Year's Eve story. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See now, there's Larry's cell phone going to go, but go bye bye. That's okay. <laughs> and normally, I I had to you work. You the maximum time permitted for recording your message. If you're satisfied with the message, press one to listen to your message. Press two <laughs> to erase and re-record. Press three. That's okay. We're just gonna we're gonna let this just message. Let down, yep. Yeah. Yep. Who cares? If you're satisfied with the message, press one. No. To listen to your message. Press two. No. To erase and re-record. Press three. I'm not bothering you to do that. No. Oh, you can't press one. No, I can't press one. If but you're it, satisfied with the message, press one. <laughs> to listen to your message, press two. To erase and re-record, press three. Oh, yeah, I hope you're listening. You <laughs> sound asleep. Oh well. Okay, so you you did not. Sorry, have... you're having trouble. Your message has been sent. Please try again later. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did I hear you correctly that you've not ever had a bad New Year's Eve? Something no. wrong? No. I always had good. Always had good. Even tonight's New Year's Eve was good. Well, I had nobody over except, um, and nobody came. Oh. And it was good. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, I guess you have lived correctly, I guess. You have... And I got to listen to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Absolutely. We appreciate that. And it was, um, yeah, it was nice, real nice, real nice. Yes, did you like us going over the nicknames of the different schools? Yeah. See, I did too. See, Patricia is really an sports expert. She doesn't know it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Ron, they suckered me into this. Uh, He's okay. Yeah, they did, and you know they did. All right, Patricia. What is what is the uh, Hawaii Hawaii nickname? Oh my gosh! In Hawaii. Mm-hmm. The football team. I don't know. Is it a critter? Nope. It's not a critter. Could be a pineapple. Nope. Hmm. I and I wanted they changed it a little bit over the years. It used to be something else, and I think they shortened it. Tell me. For a long time, they were known as the Rainbow Warriors. There you go. And that's oh, what. And, that's what, and now I think they get called them the Warriors. But for a long time, we get with the the Hawaii football team with the Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> so what? Can you have a rainbow as a mascot? <laughs> what are they do in Hawaii? <laughs> they don't have a. They don't have a. Um, <laughs> they don't have a mascot. See. They do not. I feel better. Yeah. 
That's true. Now, see, Walden, I didn't even need to know that. There isn't one. Uh-huh. See, that's why you're a sports expert, Patricia. You know all that, though. <laughs> yeah. That's because I said I don't know, and I was correct. That was good. Huh? That's good enough for me. What? See, I want you. I want you to get paid the big bucks on ESPN. I think you'd be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at he's up there with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just threw a ball at him. You, you, you'd be a national phenomenon. Oh my gosh! Oh, phenomenon is about right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad you said I'm not not me, them because I would never pronounce other words. Phenomenon. That's pretty good. Ooh. Phenomenon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a going to be picked up. I know. I know. Did you ever make... Huh? Did you ever make a New Year's... Ron, did you ever make a New Year's resolution? No. Good for you. Because I don't... I... Probably would not keep <laughs> <laughs> the resolution I made. He, he's honest. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So where well, do they get the 45% of people who make resolutions? Hmm? I don't know. Maybe I, I found some statistics about resolutions, and one of them is that 45% of Americans make resolutions for New Year. Mm, none of us did. <laughs> none of us tonight. Everyone we talked with tonight, and, and Walden and I are in, this, in that group as well, and Larry, mm-hmm. we don't make resolutions. Where do they get 45% of the population? Well, they must not talk to us. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Or Ron. True. Ron, you're the smartest man I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I I will be listening. To you. All right, Ron. Happy New Year. And I'd like to say goodbye to you all and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ron. Maybe keep our resolutions and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no resolutions. We won't force it on you, Ron. I'm so happy you called in. Thank you. Yeah, I've been I've been. Um, Doing this on purpose, I, I decided I wanted to be last. So See, you did it. Aww. You are the last one. Yeah. So. Because, you know, it's almost, it depends on what time zone Patricia's in. If she's, in five, if she's almost 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock, she doesn't know. She's in one of in, in between, so we'll be putting her to bed pretty soon. Who? Patricia! Me. Oh. You sound you sound pretty wide awake. I know. I know. She's more wide awake than her sister. Her sister likes to sleep her sister likes to sleep on the couch. Her sister likes to sleep at night. Patricia doesn't know that, but you know. She fell asleep at about nine thirty, ten o'clock at the the here, ten o'clock, so it would have been Eight o'clock your time. You want her? You want her out? She's been asleep ever since. I woke her up. She talked to you guys. Yeah. And went back to sleep. You wore her out, haven't you? I, yeah, right. You, <laughs> you, you party animal. You, you just wore your sister out. What can I say? 
my jammies. <laughs> 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 that relationship so work works so well. Patricia's asleep while she's awake and she's awake while she's Patricia's awake. So, <laughs> you know, it works very well. Yeah. That way they so they both take turns in protecting the house. Yeah. You know. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> she'll, um, Patricia, your sister lives by herself. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Well, she lives in a bigger house than you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a mouse has a bigger apartment than I do. Uh, because, because you talk the same alarm volume as you talk at home. So. Yeah, she did like, pretty well tonight. Hmm? Her phone set up pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Ron. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. And Happy New Year to you and the rest of your listeners. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. We love you bunches. All right, family. That's going to be it. Let us sleep. Ron's going to be our last one because she says she wanted to be the last one. And Patricia Uh Patricia doesn't know if she's in the Eastern Time Zone or Central Time Zone. So she has to figure that out after the show. Somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere in here. Yeah. All right, my dear, it's just you and I the rest of the way. Oh. Okay. We can do that. Or do you want me to put you to sleep now and we'll get do it later? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, we, we, you can go to sleep and I can call you tomorrow night when you do the questions at the top of the show. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. We have to do this right. Okay. Okay, so I have all of your questions. Even though I am away from home. Is that Lodi or is that is that true that's a true gift of love? What 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 can or is that just because you got time on your hand? Why do I interpret that? Oh, no, it's a gift of love. Okay, I'll take that. A gift of love. Yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> because I don't have my resources <laughs> with me. I don't have my John Dunning, and uh-huh. I, have, I don't got nothing. I have to make up my own questions and then go look for. The oh, questions. good. And and you try out and, and you try out all these on your sister. Is this how does this sound? Right? Is that how you do it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. She uh, might she might get a better grade than I do. Hmm. Let me see. Okay. Am I being all optimistic? Right, I'm all right, we my dear. Dump Walden. Your brain teaser, your colonial questions, first lady questions, presidential quote, and your baseball question. All right, presidential quote. Presidential quote. You don't lead by hitting people over the head. That's assault, not leadership. Billy Martin. <laughs> no, it's your presidential quote. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, so funny. Andrew and Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Harry Truman. No. One more. Hmm. Grant. Ulysses Grant. I would have picked him too. No, it was President Eisenhower. I never. I thought about him, but I, I thought he was too meek and mild. Nah. Nah. Okay. Nah. Are you serious? Yeah, I did. I mean, no. maybe he was, but yeah. I just thought he. he every time I seen him, he just seemed to be very proper. Hmm. Oh yes, very proper. Very proper. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Next? All right. The first lady quote. Your first. It's a first lady question. First lady question. Okay. Let me see. Mm -mm. Happy New Year, everybody! Yeah. Oh, I hope it's a good year for everybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. This wife received a good basic education that she was delighted to share with her new husband. So this was before. He was elected president. He knew his letters and could read a bit, so she taught him writing and arithmetic. Who was that? Andrew Johnson. Yes. I it was Eliza Johnson. Very nice. How did you know that? I know we talked a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. in a different context. Sure. We talked about that one night. But how did you know this? I, I took your answer you gave me over the years, and I, and I backward figured it out. You really did? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. I'll I, I, I pay attention when you ask me questions. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Okay. All right, cross that one off the list. Okay. All right, what's next? Colonial. Stump Walden's brain teaser, colonial question. Colonial. And your baseball question. Colonial. Colonial question. Uh-huh. All right. This person who was a major part of the colonial times said, forced worship stinks in God's nostrils. That's a pretty powerful statement. Yeah. Then. I thought of two people. Let's go with my first hunk, Thomas Jefferson. No. The next one would be Benjamin. Really is, is, it, this has to do with the colonies. Benjamin Franklin. No. One more. John Quincy Adams. No. This was really a hard one. Roger Williams, who ah. founded Rhode Island. Right. And I didn't go back and look at the religious context here. Mm-hmm. Was he... Was he the one who? I don't remember of, much uh, of religious freedom. I don't. I would not be surprised. I don't remember much, but I. I, yeah. I would not be surprised. So that any religion mm -hmm. was quite acceptable. Nobody yes. forced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Very nice. That's good. Okay. It was Roger Williams who founded Rhode Island. I'll see if I can pick another stinky one. <laughs> <next week. laughs> okay. What's we got here? Stump Walden, your brain teaser, and your baseball. Brain, brain teaser. Your brain teaser. If you have, oh, let's see. If you have this, you want to share this. If you share it, you haven't got it. What is it? Read, say that again. If you have this, you want to share it. If you share it, you haven't got it. 
What is it? A cold? Well, my first thought was love, but I don't think that that doesn't make sense on the backward side. Um, read it one more time. If you have it, you want to share it. But if you share it, you haven't got it. I don't know. It's a secret. If you have ah, secret, very good. You share it. Very you good. Very good. Very good. That was a good one. And, ooh, 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 yeah. I actually knew the answer to this one. See? So, You're amazing. Once in a while. You're amazing. Okay. So we have your Stump Walden and your baseball question. My baseball question, please. Your baseball question. Who was the only woman inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame? I do not know. Eva Louise Manley, who was an American sports executive. Ah, never knew that. Never heard of her. Neither. I didn't know that there was a woman in the Hall of Fame. I never heard of her. Well, somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't look for the year she was inducted, but she was born in 1897 and died in 1981. Wow. So, you know, she had a a good solid life but she was inducted into the hospital I, I, they do that posthumously sometimes they do too, don't they? they do so i should have looked up the the year i'm sorry I didn't well in the pa- in the future you'll you know and give it to me again yeah, i'll do better that's right <laughs> that's my resolution to do <laughs> better. better yeah just better you do very well that's anyway Thank you, Alden. You're uh, so forgiving. That's true. Okay, so that leaves us with your Stump Walden question. Yep. Okay, Captain Midnight's arch enemy was Ivan Shark. Yep. Who played him on radio? Boris Apwan. I don't believe this. Are you serious? Yep. Boy, I tanked it tonight again. He was oh a my goodness. He was a Spurback honorary member, and I saw him perform in uh, Sherlock Holmes. Wait, wait. I try to find the most obscure things, and <laughs> you come out with, oh, sure, we were we had him at Spurvac. <laughs> oh, yeah, I interviewed him two weeks ago. <laughs> wow. Now I'm going to have to pay closer attention here. Uh, would you like to know a dog's New Year's resolution? Sure. A dog's New Year resolution is, I will not chase that stick unless I actually see it leave his hand. Ah, very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, I am finished. I am... Done. I have I have a whole bunch of other stuff that I will save for next <laughs> year. Or maybe we can do it Tuesday. Or Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. I, I can do that on Tuesday. All right, everybody. I'm g- Patricia's going to go to bed. I'm going to go to bed. All right. Happy New Year, Patricia. Oh, Happy New Year, Walden. Happy New Year, everybody. And thank you for always being with us and being in our family. Even if you don't call in, we know you're out there. That's right. I'm finished. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Good night, everybody. We love you all very, very much here on Yesterday USA.
Sound Forge Pro 11. Escape. Escape. Enter. 0.029 seconds. Enter. 0.02. Menu bar. A. Leaving menus. Data window. Sound 1 star. Save as dialog. File name colon. Sound 1. Edit. To set the value. Use the arrow keys or type the value. Alt plus N. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-N-I-G-A-T-1-2-3-1-1-6-W-I-T-8. P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A. Com. J O H N A N D L A R R Y S E C O N D P C Save as save but enter data window type in text 0.029 seconds Jaws Professional Barbara Smith Cell Bill Bragg Alt Tab Leave Call Cancel Button Windows M Desk S C K X S Sound for Enter User Account Alt Y Sound